They probably made a program so they can create a state of Israel in the expense of Palestinian Muslims' blood. Thanks for saying the silent part out loud, mate, and clearing up that confusion that people have when you say Zionist what you really mean. I really don't want to hear Allah Akbar shouted again on my streets. It's a war cry. The Hamas terrorists are shouting Allah Akbar all the way through, all the way through, as they are using a shovel to decapitate a young man. With every blow of the shovel, they shout Allah Akbar when they go in to rape and um, murder all these young women in a room. They're shouting Allah Akbar the whole time when they find a young woman hiding under a table, pretending to be dead, and they realize she's alive and they begin killing her. They're shouting Allah Akbar all the time. And they're so elated. And they phone home. One disgusting young Hamas guy shouts, shouts from the phone of one of his victims, his father in Gaza, saying, I have killed with my own hands 10 Jews. Your son has killed 10 Jews. And the mother is put on the phone and they're all shouting Allah Akbar and they're so proud of him. Indescribable. March 1799, Palestine. General Napoleon Bonaparte's French troops take the city of Jaffa in a bloody assault. That evening, French troops slaughter and pillage without mercy. An army doctor wrote, Soldiers cut the throats of men and women, the old and young, Christians and Turks. Over the next few days, 3,000 Ottoman prisoners who'd been promised their lives were taken to the beach and massacred. French soldiers used bayonets to save ammunition. Napoleon's defence? He could not spare the men to guard so many prisoners. Some had been captured before and broken oaths not to fight France again. He could not feed them. There was no formal concept of war crimes in the 18th century, but Napoleon's orders at Jaffa were a lingering stain on his reputation vigorously exploited by his enemies. For great-looking t-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts, the TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. We'll Thank catch you. up soon. Thanks, Laura. Really appreciate it. Bye-bye. We'll be back tomorrow on the Joe Hoff Show. Oh, we do have a problem. We do have a problem. this show simply go to episodes at tntradio.live now tnt radio news for tnt radio news this is james o'neill black residents of chicago's brighton park are suing chicago mayor brandon johnson over the construction of his massive tent city for illegal border crossers but not before state authorities shut construction down over a report the site may be a toxic landfill Mayor Brandon Johnson's plans to build a tent encampment for up to 1,400 illegal aliens has been under fire since it was first proposed. And residents quickly organized to oppose the plan to put hundreds of illegal immigrants right in the middle of their neighborhood without so much as a community meeting or a discussion with their aldermen. 12th District Alderman Julia Ramirez has disavowed Johnson's construction effort. Ramirez says she had no part at all in the planning and execution of the plans in Brighton Park. The elder woman's letter to her constituents came only days after she was mobbed by furious residents when she visited the location in the proposed tent city on October 19th. Now, according to the ex-account of the 16th and 17th District Chicago Police Scanner, residents of Brighton Park are suing. We should have been having this discussion about what to do when it gets cold back when it was summertime. The mayor seems to understand how unpopular his tent city is. When the local Fox affiliate sent a camera crew to film some of the construction work being done on the site, 
Workers suddenly appeared to line the safety fencing in black material to keep the prying eyes of city residents and the media out of Johnson's business. The tent city is set to cost Chicago a whopping $29 million. Everything that the Johnson administration has done so far has been a temporary solution that has gone way beyond their expiration date. I don't believe for a minute that this will not still be up come next summer. Arctic weather unfolded swaths of Russia on Tuesday with temperatures in the wilds of Siberia falling to minus 58 degrees Celsius. Yakutsk, one of the world's coldest cities, which lies 5,000 kilometers east of Moscow, was covered in freezing clouds and fog. I especially came here to Yakutsk to experience such weather, so I'm lucky as in December you don't usually get it. I'm actually not that cold as I prepared properly. If I had not got the right clothes, I would be frozen in minutes. Temperatures in part of the Sakha Republic, a vast region a little smaller than India that is located in the northeastern part of Siberia, went below minus 55 overnight. In Omyakon, a settlement in Sakha, the temperature was minus 58 degrees Celsius on Tuesday. Weather forecasters said that would feel like minus 63 degrees Celsius given the humidity and wind. Cyclone Mashong hit the southern India coast on Tuesday afternoon after torrential rain sent tall waves crashing into coastal towns, submerging roads and killing at least nine people, including a child. The cyclone made landfall in the southern Indian state of Andhra Pradesh near the town of Bapatla. The weather office said barreling in with winds of up to 70 miles per hour. The Indian Meteorological Department said on social media platform X, the landfall process is continuing and is expected to complete during the next three hours. Parts of the state are expected to be pelted with more than 200 millimeters of rain over the next 24 hours, and at least 8,000 people have been evacuated. Rescuers searching the hazardous slopes of Indonesia's Mount Merapi volcano found 11 more bodies of climbers who were caught by a surprise weekend eruption, raising the number of confirmed dead to 22. One person remained missing. More than 50 climbers were rescued after the initial eruption Sunday, and 11 others were initially confirmed dead. New eruptions on Monday and Tuesday spewed more hot ash as high as 800 meters into the air reducing visibility and temporarily halting search and recovery operations. The bodies of two climbers were located on Monday and nine more on Tuesday. One climber remained missing and was presumed dead because of being very close to the eruption site. The recovered bodies will be taken to a hospital for identification. The rescuers contended with bad weather and difficult terrain, along with winds that brought heat from the eruptions. This is a TNT Radio Encore. For great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts, the TNT Shop is now open at TNTRadio.live. Ah, very good morning to you. It is uh, cool. Coming up to six minutes past five, you're with Grant Edwards on the Liberty NZ Breakfast. From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at TNTRadio.live. Oh, well, first of all, the extremes. Oh, hang on. We've got the introduction. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I forgot about that. Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No, no. See, somebody sent me a video actually last Friday and it had you talking at the Socialist Community. Oh, right. yes, yes. And you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. Comrade, 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 comrade. That was in 2009. Oh, well, I can't remember which country it was in. Has changed since those days? No, not particularly. No. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally 
misleading the New Zealand public. How would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda. Good morning. It is uh, six minutes past the hour of five o'clock in the morning. Good morning to all the uh, milkers out there milking away. And uh, we'll try and play a bit of country music because you tell me that the Country music does help the cows produce a little bit more of the old butter fat. So that's great, isn't it? Okay, I'm just checking all the levels because I've been fiddling. <laughs> Yesterday I have been fiddling and uh, this morning I uh, got into a bit of difficulty with the, on the sound desk. Uh, lost a few, um, lost a few uh, moments of um, air, dead air. They say there's two things actually and I break all of them. <laughs> two things, they start with S in radio. That is silence and swearing. We won't have any of that. Thank you very much here on this channel. So no swearing. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I, have, I am guilty of the swearing. I, I, it's because I've just become so angry. I think I'm just more angry. In fact, one of the reasons why I do this radio program is to vent my spleen a bit, you know, uh, because it's quite, actually quite good. It beats going to a psychiatrist, I suppose, although I've never been to one, but I can't imagine uh, that would be very pleasurable because most of them, uh, my mother used to say, you know, I would never go to a psychiatrist because she said they're all dotty. And that was her experience. She was born in 1919. And she said, <laughs> she did, yes, they, she was quite old when she had me. Um, she said that uh, most of her experience is that most of the people that are uh, you know, involved in, you know, psycho not stuff, the people that are training for it actually just about have a nervous breakdown while they're training or they've had one. And they sort of, I think that's why they're encouraged to go into it because I think, well, this is fascinating. I can, um, I can help other people uh, or destroy them <laughs> with drugs. You see, the psychiatrist, the difference between a psychiatrist and a, um, what do they call the other ones now? And the ones that don't deal in drugs, they just, um, they just sort of deal in, um, in psychobabble. Um, what are they called? They're called, um, I don't know, a lot of, look, I did have the name, it's gone, gone completely, but psychiatrists are actually trained doctors and they dabble in, dabble in sorcery. Uh, and we know that because the word pharmakia, in, it's, a, it's a Greek word and it translates into the, um, the English, the good old King James, which is English as we know it today, is the word sor- sorcery. <laughs> so there we are, we don't want to do any, have any sorcery happening, and, uh, but I think there's quite a few people on sorcery. Uh, people addicted to sorcery. Now, let's look at extremes. Let's go to weather. Uh, now, just, just to change the tune there, just to sort of get the mood right, we'll just do this for a moment. You're listening to the Liberty NZ Breakfast with Grant Edwards. Oh, thank you very much. Very nice young man there who did that for me. Uh, Wangaray, 16.2 degrees this morning. Twizel, Twizel. That is, um, now wasn't there a, a dam or something happening at Twizel? A lot of people were working on that dam. I don't know if anyone was killed or not. I'll find out. I'll go and do some homework and I'll find out when that was built. And uh, because quite often in the old days, before Osh, <laughs> uh, with work and safety or whatever, they did actually even with work and safety people are still dying which shows you that that government department is useless now twice or 5.8 degrees at the moment uh, the windiest place to be is the port hills which is not that bad really 30 kilometers per hour and the, the, the rainiest place the moist the moistest the moistiest is uh, 1.7 millimeters of rain and it's 1.7 which doesn't sound very much but it's only over a short period of an hour and if you multiply that by 24 hours that's quite a few a few millimetres. But it's still not too bad, is it? I mean, we had about nine millimetres per hour. That's quite a lot. And nearly ten metres per hour just the other day down in Milford, didn't we? Now, the short forecast, we haven't got anything from uh, Duncan. I was uh, 
I was having a lot, having a chat with Duncan there on Tuesday yesterday, but uh, he hasn't been. He's been a bit um, a bit slow lately, and uh, so he hasn't been able to give me anything. So what has he got? No, just the last feed he gave me was on Tuesday. That's uh, our good friend Philip Duncan. I call him Duncan. Uh, now the short forecast that's provided to you by the um, Central Intelligence Office at the government there, uh, Media Meteorological Office, and they say that from Northland to Taranaki, including the Coromandel Peninsula, and also the central high country. They'll throw that in there for you high country farmers. Uh, I used to know a high country farmer. Uh, he used to go to work on a horse every day uh, with one of those stock saddles, you know, the ones with the little, little, like little uh, ears that pop out the side of the saddle at the front. I've actually got one of those. And, um, and, you know, the way things are going with the world, you know, with the closing down of Marsden Point, <laughs> I may well be using the horse uh, because I certainly won't be using Shanks' pony as I get older. Those hills are getting steeper. I've noticed that the hills that we work on, they are getting steeper. And I will go back to the old horses. I am a bit, um, a bit worried about falling off, though, in my old age. But apparently I knew an old guy who's in his 80s and uh, he is doing motocross still. And he's, I think he's 85, still doing motocross. Isn't that wonderful? And I thought, gosh... Uh, he said, well, uh, yes, he said, the thing is, he said, it's good for your balance as you get older, because you sort of lose your balance, you know, you sort of, uh, I mean, I go out for a pee sometimes, Ooh, shouldn't be saying that, should I? Well, at the lavatory, this is just next to the lemon tree, I actually do pee on the lemon tree <laughs> from time to time, yeah, and anyway, um, when I do, oh gosh, too much information, yes, uh, so now I've forgotten, now I'm all embarrassed, I've got this red flush that's just gone right up from the from my chin all the way up to the top of my head, just red flush, if I look in the mirror, I guarantee that I'll be almost purple with embarrassment. Um, and I've forgotten exactly what I was going to talk about. Now, oh, that's right. Yes, um, sometimes I, I just about fall, fell over. And I thought, gosh, they'd never find me out here because, you know. Uh, yes, but uh, anyway, so we've got some, we've, we, we, are, we will be having some visitors soon to help. Uh, we've got a nice young maiden coming. She's the milk maiden. She's going to be looking after the sheep and uh, making sure the ewes, uh, not ewes, not ewes Maoris, so <laughs> no, no, no sheep ewes, that's the ewes milk. And did you know that ewes milk is the best milk you can have? It is. It is the very best milk uh, that you could ever have. It's uh, better than cow's milk. In fact, the Bible even mentions it, and that's why I sort of got into it, because I thought, well, you know, the Bible does know, because uh, I've found over the last, all oh, 40 years of studying that book, that uh, when it says something, it actually usually comes true. In fact, it always comes true, 100%. And the other thing to note as well, that there'd be no room for Brian Tamakis uh, if, the, if he was a, an Old Testament Jew, uh, a Jewish prophet, say, say he was Isaiah, or perhaps Zechariah. Um, I don't know if Methuselah, I don't think he did any any um, prophesying. He just lived for a long time. Uh, 969 years old, as far as I know. In fact, the day he died was the day the flood came. So he's, in fact, his name means uh, when he is gone, then it shall come. <laughs> did, you, did you know that? That's what the name means in Hebrew. Uh, well, not in Hebrew, but translated into English. When he is gone, then it shall come. Something along those lines, sort of a Grant Edwards paraphrase of the um, the good book. But now, uh, we'll go back to the weather. I think that's a good idea, Grant. Yes, now, we did Northland Taranaki, including the all the high country, and then I got sort of waffled on about the horses, didn't I? About the good old standard breads. Anyway, so for you people, I suppose you've forgotten what areas I'm talking about now, so that's Northland Taranaki, including the Coromandel Peninsula. Uh, no, not the, just the Bay of Plenty, and also the central high country.
You've got cloudy periods and isolated showers. Some are going to be heavy and possibly thundery. Uh, You've got some showers there as well uh, in the eastern Bay of Plenty, and that's going to be happening this afternoon and also towards the evening. For Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, you can expect some rain today, easing to isolated showers by the afternoon, so that's going to be good. We've had quite a bit of rain, haven't we? Uh, Then it's going to be clearing in the evening. For Wanganui to Wellington, also for the wider wrapper, you've got uh, cloudy at times with a few showers near the ranges in the afternoon and evening. And for Buller and Westland, and also Fiordland. Uh, is it Fiordland or is it, uh, is it the Fiordland or is it Fiordland? I don't know. I think, I'm, from memory, I think I was taught just to say fjord, you know, like the fjords, sort of almost very clipped sort of fjords, and then you don't say land, you sort of say lind. So interesting, isn't it, English? Uh, anyway, for you down there in Fiordland, it's going to be cloudy, just a few periods as well of it popping in, uh, or cloudy periods, I should say, and isolated showers. You, then you've got the rain is spreading north over Fiordland and western the, later on this afternoon, so it's going to be uh, pouring down there. And also in the evening, it's not going to be too good either. It's possibly heavy as well, so watch out there. Make sure you take your raincoat with you. Uh, and a very good morning to you all in Buller. Uh, yes, hello, because the listeners in Buller. Uh, now for Wednesday, uh, no, for Nelson, I should say. I don't know how I got Wednesday out of Nelson, but these things can happen when you're elderly, like myself. Uh, Marlborough, also Canterbury, Otago and Southland, you've got areas of morning cloud and then it's going to be fine, so that's good, isn't it? There we are, Uh, so that's the old morning cloud passing over the dry land, parched land, promising rain, like some people we know. However, you're going to have scattered rain for Southland and Otago this afternoon and some evening, so it's all good news for you. The grass will be growing. Finally, for the Chatham Islands, cloudy periods. Well, not finally, finally, because we're going to have a look at the long-range forecast at 15, 16 minutes past 5 here in the morning as you sort of get the milk, uh, the, uh, the, the water boiled up to 85 degrees. So you can flush the old pipes after you've milked the girls. Now, uh, Chatham Island's cloudy periods today. You've got rain developing this evening. Now, the extended forecast for Thursday, firstly for the North Island, cloudy periods and isolated showers for you chaps. Uh, mainly fine, and uh, you've got the few... Oh, that's in the east and also in the south, mainly fine in the North Island. Uh, for the South Island, it's going to be mainly fine in the north, north of the South Island. That is scattered showers elsewhere, clearing in the east. And for Friday, for the North Island, mostly fine. You have uh, isolated showers uh, about the ranges, though. In the South Island on Friday, yes, you're going to have, uh, what are you going to have? You've got isolated showers, and uh, that's it. Yep, Saturday for the weekend, how's it going to go? Well, with the North Island, the weekend's going to be mostly fine. Increasing high cloud, northwesterly winds strengthening in the south. And uh, for the South Island, you've got a few a few uh, turning to rain, I'm sorry about that, in the west, that is, uh, with some heavy falls. Rain developing in the far south as well. Uh, not to be confused with the far east. And you've got fine and warm. Ooh, it's going to be warm. So there could, just watch out for the fly strike. Uh, get those bums uh, clipped. And what do we do there? We call that dagging. No, crutching. Crutching, yes, in the crutch area. Uh, ooh, I heard a terrible story yesterday, but I won't go into that one too much. Too, not, uh, too early uh, in the morning for that. And now, uh, now we've got fine weather also on Saturday. This is in the South Island. It's going to be mainly in the east and the north at first. That's the fine and warm weather. And then you're going to have some high cloud increasing later on with strong, gusty, northwesterly winds developing. For the Chathams, your extended forecast is going to be early 
early rain, uh, easing to a few showers on Thursday, and then on uh, you, 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 then you've got south east westerlies. I was getting confused the other day with west and east. You know, people ringing me up, people sending me texts. Don't you know the difference? You know, you know like so those people that drive along the road and they they put the left hand indicator on and turn right. That's very <laughs> very dangerous as you're about to overtake, and then of course you're in the wrong because you came from behind. Yes, if you hit anyone up the um, uh, from the behind. Uh, yes, you don't want to hit them in the behind because if you do, then you usually it's because you've been travelling too close. Uh, so you should be watching out for fools on the road. My father used to say, look for a fool at every corner. Anyway, Chathams, your extended forecast is becoming fine on Friday. And then you've got those southwesterlies developing, but they will ease. Uh, you've got high cloud increasing on Saturday and northwesterly winds. There we are. OK, well, we've got an interesting morning for you this morning. I'll be back in just a jiffy. Uh, with uh, some of the other, some of the proper news, and uh, I think the level's all right. Gosh, we did have a devil of, devil of a job. That's a good word, isn't it? A devil of a job we had uh, sorting things out. Now, where is that jolly turntable? Where are, where are you? Oh, there you are. Oh, Gulda. She was um, Prime Minister. Uh, this is uh, Gulda Meyer. Uh, Prime Minister, uh, she called herself a Palestinian. I'm a Palestinian, but uh, she said there were never any Palestinians. And she said though, that we all lived in what they called Palestine because, of course, Hadrian changed the name from Israel to, uh, to uh, Palestine. Uh, but then we had people sort of using this word, I'm Palestinian. And I think Yasser Arafat really got stuck into that. In fact, I'd heard that he actually sort of coined the phrase Palestinian, but there is no such thing as a Palestinian. There's just Jews and Arabs. And here's the former prime minister of Israel to prove it. Uh, she was there from 1969 to 1971. And here she is at 20 past. It is, isn't it? Yes, almost. Yeah, I'm going to put that clock back. It's slightly faster. It was that yesterday. Still got the same trouble. And it's dark outside, isn't it? Yeah, it is very dark. It's dark where you are. Let me know. What's it like in the in the in the North Island? It's very dark down here in the South. What difference is there between Arabs who were on this side of the Jordan and the other side of the Jordan? Arabs in the East Bank and the uh, West of the border of the West Bank. I mean, where, when were Palestinians born? What was, all, what was all this area before the First World War? When Britain got the mandate over Palestine, what was Palestine then? Palestine was then the area between the Mediterranean and the Iraqian border. You say there's no such thing East as Palestine. and West Bank? No. no East thing. and West Bank Very was Palestine. Accent. I'm a Palestinian. From 21 until 48... I carried a pa- That's 1921. So she was there before the 1948. And a lot of a uh, lot of Jews were actually uh, displaced. Actually, during that, they had to give up their land for the for the new settlers coming in from Europe, the Ashkenazis, which everyone says all oh, terrible Ashkenazi, but they're just German Jews. That's all they are. That's what that's all it means. Uh, and they just so happen to have the highest IQ. 21 past five. And we'll go back to Gelder. There, Gelder. Palestinian passport. There was no such thing in this area as Jews and Arabs and Palestinians. Mm. There were Jews and Arabs. Who do you think really runs the world? Think about what things people... No, 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 no. You can wait. You can wait. I, I forgot to cue you properly. Stop and cue. Right. Now, we're over at Radio New Zealand, and you can find them at uh, 
rnz.co. That is the government propaganda arm, which we we finance. We pay for that. The ordinary New Zealander, as Winston Peters used to call us, the ordinary New Zealanders. And anyway, over there, the lawyers for the CTV building engineer, that's Dr. Alan Ray. He's an old chap. They claim the allegations are unwarranted. So the people, the lawyers, the men, women, possibly, that are representing this engineer, Mr. Ray, Dr. Ray, they say his firm actually was designed the CTV building, and they say that the collapse in the Christchurch quake had uh, nothing to do with him. Absolutely. It should be dismissed. Yeah, absolutely. And we have hundreds of people that have been gathering in Christchurch for the National Maori Day. Uh, it's Maori, Maori Action Day. I thought it was Maori Auction, but no, it's got a no you in it, so it must be a Maori Action Day. Uh, so they are taking action. Hundreds of people, apparently. Uh, hard to tell, though. Yeah, apparently hundreds of people uh, gathered at Christchurch's Bridge of Remembrance on Tuesday evening as part of a national protest against the new government's policies on... Uh, the marification of New Zealand. Uh, well, the new government, uh, their policy is to uh, completely destroy it. And uh, yes, so I tell you, I tell you, he'll be happy. And that's um, oh, what's his name? I got a got a I got a letter from. Him. He just wrote to me the other day. What did he? What? Who was that? Now that was. Um, he, he said, yeah, I know. I'm actually friends with him because he, when he writes to me, he's from Hobson's Pledge. And uh, what's his name now? There he is. Yeah, Don. Yes, Don. He's the trustee for the Pledge of Hobson. And he wrote me a letter just last night, it was, actually, his dear friend, that's how I know we are mates, and he said it was very, uh, sadly, it was predictable, less than two weeks ago, I might have to just increase the, increase the size of that text, because these old eyes are struggling to read the fine print. You've got to watch out for the fine print, don't you? Yes, oh, 19 minutes past two, uh, five, two, by the way, not 19 minutes past two, I just said it's 19 minutes Past five, two, you know, with a double O. Now, he said that it was predictable. Sadly, he said, less than two weeks ago, I wrote to you. Did you? Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you're celebrating the strong commitment which the three parties which form, uh, which the three parties which form, I wouldn't have said which, which like that in one sentence. I would have said uh, maybe slightly different, uh, Don. Never mind. Uh, They formed the new government. They've made to restore democracy. It's wonderful. I don't know. I might have messed that sentence up, so it could, might be hard to get the sense of it, but we'll see how we go. So uh, where every citizen has the same rights before the law. Oh, that's very good, isn't it? Which is what the treaty said, isn't it? That, that Maoris had the same rights as us. That was, um, there's only three sort of clauses in the treaty, very, in the treaty. very easy to understand the treaty, but... Uh, people seem to be look at seeing words, sort of imagining things. You know, it's a bit like Mari imagining that they paddled here in the dugout logs. <laughs> That's a good story. We won't let the truth get in the way of it. Um, he said, I particularly like the, their, their uh, commitment to scrap all uh, vestiges of um, Marification of New Zealand. Of course, he didn't say that. John Ansell said that, and uh, I like it. Uh, but no, Don's very far too diplomatic. He, in fact, refused to come on the program years ago <laughs> because he didn't like the sound of Could you send me one of your podcasts? And I did, Nick. At all, it was perhaps not. Like, oh, actually, um, I might uh, might call Don Brash a little bit later on, and uh, and we'll hear from him here for the horse's mouth. He didn't want to come on the program then, but I think things have changed. I think he realises we are we are up the Kyber without a paddle, aren't we? But things could be coming right because he says I particularly like the the commitment to scrap all vestiges of what he says co-governance here in public service. Ah. I'm good on you, Don. Including their commitment, this is the new government, including their commitment to scrap Labour's racist three waters or five waters <laughs> proposal uh, and separate Maori Health Authority. Yes, yes, you can't have that. Can't have a separate Maori Health Authority. Their commitment to scrap references to the ill-defined treaty principles. Absolutely. In legislation. Good. That's right, Don. I agree with you. And their commitment to remove obligation 
to give special ref, uh, preference to tribal groups. Yes, tribal. It's iwi. Because iwi just means tribe, doesn't it? And I like what John Ansell said. He's sort of the iwi kiwi. He said you're either going to be an iwi or a kiwi. And I think that all the iwi should be kiwi. Uh, when iwi just means tribe, tribal groups in resource management. So we're not going to have any of that. We're not going to have... Um, we're not going to be talking to the Maoris before we, um, you know, we're allowed to do something, before you, you know, shear the sheep or something. You've got to get permission, uh, you know, or you can't put a water tank somewhere because you need to get some permission or cut down a tortra tree for firewood to keep, the, keep yourself warm during the winter. Uh, you'd have to talk to, talk to the tribe, uh, the local tribe, the local iwi, they call it here in this country, just for the overseas people listening. And there are, a, my word, there are a lot of you. Uh, now, commitment is uh, to require all local authorities, Don speaking, all local authorities which have voted for Māori wards to seek public mandate by means of a referendum. Very good, and I think that's the ACT Party, Mr David Seymour. Uh, David, uh, he, who I'm, I'm sure would refuse to come on the programme, he's far too uh, diplomatic. Uh, he wouldn't want to be interviewed with someone like me. Anyway, so he, uh, this referendum is also very welcome, according to Don, as... Um, uh, as was the commitment to give priority to English names of government departments, especially if they are not if they're non-Maori government departments. Uh, although we've got quite a few Maoris in the new government, you have to say, and he, even the deputy prime minister is actually a Maori, isn't he? Is Doctor Doctor Retty? Yes. I uh, don't know if he's particularly bright, uh, because although he's got all the qualifications, not particularly bright over the COVID pandemic. Uh, didn't think that Ivermectin and um, what was the other one? Uh, hydroxychloroquine were much good <laughs> he's going to outlaw those thank goodness they weren't in power at the time uh, we thought we had it bad with the communists gosh you imagine if we had the fascist and uh, yes, because they're all the same really aren't they the globalist I think I like the way Samantha. Th- uh, I like the way Samantha Edwards um, said that I think actually John and I were just talking the other day and, and he thought he had the lift when he was talking to me and I think I've developed the lift and, uh, but, but I actually think it's just the phone there's something wrong with the phones uh, the new phone for me. He said, I've spent a lot of money on the phone and, and it's terrible. I found it sounded like I had a lisp. But he doesn't. I can assure you that he doesn't have a, a lisp. It's just um, the phones. He, that's all it is. Now, I've just got to get out of this habit. I'm just going to uh, do a, a quick exercise there. Now, the commitment to require all local authorities who have voted for Maori wards to seek public mandate by means of referendum was has also been welcomed and was uh, the commitment to give the priority to English names. That's right, for the government department. Yes, yes, there before I was rudely interrupted myself. Now, given the English, given that English is the main language spoken by all those born here in New Zealand, absolutely, even the Maoris, they, they didn't go kia ora when they came out of the womb, did they? Oh, kia ora. No, they didn't. They said Rosella. Now, uh, now in short, this is uh, Don, Don speaking, Mr. Brash. He's, he's some, I, I wouldn't call him Brash, though. Or rash, no. Uh, now, uh, he says here, in short, they made a strong, this is all in red highlight here too as well, it's, it's sort of bold and red. It says, strong commitment, this is the new government, a strong commitment to uphold the principles of the liberal democracy. Is that what we are, a liberal, a liberal democracy? Yes, so anything goes, including equal citizenship and parliamentary sovereignty. There we are, parliamentary sovereignty, but the bloody marriage, oops, no swearing, that's right, no dead air. And no bloody swearing. Okay, sorry about that. We won't do that. Uh, so, but, but apparently, uh, one married when they were swearing them in. When, oh well, that's right. No swearing. So <laughs> that's probably why the marriage didn't swear in yesterday. Some of them said naughty words, and uh, yes, it was like I think they called the the queen or the king the scab or something like that. It was terrible. This is Rawiri. 
this the um, the desecrated um, facial desecrated chap there with a cowboy hat looks like one of those rodeo clowns, doesn't he? With his um, except for the face paint. In fact, he'd probably go quite well, although he's a bit plump. I don't know if he'd better get away from the bulls as quick as those. Um, those bullfighters they have over in the United States. And if you do, look, just talking about bullfighting, if you do like the old rodeo, uh, then on the Friday night we play a bit of country music here and we quite often we might do the top 20 or if I'm really feeling up to it, I might even do the top 40. And if you go over to Rumble, we've got, um, we've got, one, or f- I've got one or three listeners over there. <laughs> uh, but we do, we, we might, I might actually put a rodeo, you know, some of the best crashes, you know, with the big bulls. I, I, I root for the bulls. Uh, I think they're amazing athletes. <laughs> some of them are incredible the way they buck those guys off, and uh, I I think that some of them are some of the cowboys are a bit nutty uh, because that some of them don't wear crash helmets. Gosh, if it was me, I well I wouldn't get on a bull for a start. I mean I wouldn't even get on a calf. I mean a sheep would frighten me. I think if I got on a big sheep, that would be scary. Uh, but gosh, they get on these big bulls and those blooming bulls. They are so athletic. Unbelievable! And we've got silly women here, mainly women, that want to stop the um, the rodeos. And they go in there and protest, you know, about that. Uh, Marilyn's one of the top. She used to be my friend. Gosh, she doesn't like me. I said, why don't you care more? Why don't you worry more about the you know little babies being aborted in their mother's wombs and forget about the boys having fun on the bulls, riding the bulls. The bulls love it. They love bucking off the cowboys. Fantastic. Anyway, back to Don. Now Don says, uh, and all this from a cabinet of twenty-seven of whom. Uh, no, 20, rather, comma, uh, seven of whom, including the Deputy Prime Minister, are Maori. But already we are seeing very strong pushback from those who claim against an, uh, who claim against all evidence to the contrary, contrary, well, Don's quite well spoken, uh, that the Treaty of Waitangi has, uh, was intended to mean that for the rest of the time those with any trace of Maori ancestry should have constitutional preference a preference, uh, as compared with all other New Zealanders. Now that is not good, isn't it? And even some of them, they just have a trace of Maori ancestry. You know, you've got to, you'd be scratching the bottom of the DNA just to find a bit of Maori in some of them. In fact, all, most of my Maori mates, the honest ones, they said, "Well, we're actually um, we're white fellows." <laughs> my Maori mate there, he's fairly dark. Oh, well, not fairly dark. He's kind of dark, and he said. Um, he said, us white fellas. Yeah, and I said, yeah, I agree. Good on you, mate. Yeah, because that, that's in the spirit of it. Because he, he just wants to be part of, just wants to be a New Zealander. You just get on with it. And so he's left all that, um, that Stone Age rubbish behind. So there's Don. And uh, so I'd advise you to get on to, um, go over to Hobson's Pledge there. You can get, Google them and get on the mailing list. And then you too can have Don Brash as your friend. How about that? That's just a wonderful thing to have Don as your friend. We'll have more news coming up shortly. It's 29 to 6. Who do you think really runs the world? Um, is it Klaus? Probably not. Who do you think really runs the world? Think about what things people are most addicted to. Video games, steroids, partying, all of that stuff. But what's one of the most addicting things that many of those guys can't get? Power. The of having a lot of power, people that look at you that are afraid of you. Some people love that. You know, the quote, like, if you really want to test someone's character, give them power. I mean, mm-hmm. some people really love having power. Take a company and see some of the guys that they hired. They hired the wrong person at the top. The guy was all driven by power. What happens? Take a president that becomes a president and he realizes he can use the justice system against his opponent. Those people, I believe, are out there. Some of them are 100% money people because money talks, but there's also the other power players behind closed doors. John Maxwell wrote about this in a book saying the law of EF 
E.F. Hutton. E.F. Hutton was in the room that every time the guy was making a decision, he wouldn't make a decision until he asked about E.F. Hutton. There's a lot of those guys that are the brains behind the faces that we see. And most of the times, the best E.F. Huttons, no one ever finds out who those guys are. No, nobody ever does. Okay, it's 28 minutes to 6, and at 6 o'clock we'll be back there with TNT Radio News, the wonderful people over there. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? They haven't got that Patrick Henningsen at the end of every news item. They listened, I wrote to them, I said, and you can't have that. You can't have a man there at the tail end of your news who's anti-Semitic. I mean, he can have his own radio program and be anti-Semitic, and that's because that's the way they are, you see. That's the great thing about TNT. They'll let anybody in. <laughs> Even Jew-hating, uh, Jew-hating people, they'll let them in. There's something really weird about them, but, but they will let them in. Uh, but now, well, we were getting him every, every news item, so every hour and half hour. Well, Patrick Henningsen has more, and it was just awful to listen to. And in fact, I used to cut it out from time to time. I said, now, see here, uh, there's no way I'll be taking your news unless you get rid of that chap and they have they've gotten rid of him well I don't want them to get rid of him rid of him you know he can have his own show and he can spout his poison against Israel and you know Zionism and you know anti-Zionism I, I mean I'm a Zionist what does that mean it means the, the homeland for the Jews well where else I mean where else could they be just read the Bible some of you people haven't gone to Sunday school have you if you'd gone to Sunday school you'd know that the Jews are all through the Bible Paul the Apostle Paul he was from the tribe of Benjamin and he he he's a Jew he said I'm a Jew and uh, so Israelis, Israelis, the Israelis living there now, they're Jews from all over the world. They call it the diaspora. And they've been brought back into the land really in big time. There were Jews there anyway, a lot of them. But they came back into the land in 1949 as a, a fulfillment of the prophecy. And if you have a look at uh, Ezekiel chapter 36, they come back in unbelief. A lot of people say, oh, that's not the Jews. You see, they, they, they still reject Jesus Christ. Yes, they do. They come back and they actually say, it actually says they use the Lord's name as a byword, words to that effect, this is Grant's um, transliteration. Uh, basically, they'll be saying, oh, like that, you know, JC, just using that, just using the creator of heaven and earth, the one that laid down his life for them, the Jewish people. He did, he came and he laid down his life for them, and they used his name all over Europe, where God scattered them all over the world, which is what it says there in Ezekiel 36, chapter 36 of Ezekiel. And uh, they have just blasphemed his holy name. That's what the Bible says. And they did. You can imagine it. You know, oh, yeah. They just think he's some Gentile God. They forget that he's a Jew. In fact, they almost teach the children uh, in the United States. Anyway, New York, I was speaking to a young lady years ago, and she said that um, I thought Jesus was a, he became a Christian. She said, I thought Jesus was a Gentile God. I, I didn't realize he was a Jew until I sat there one day and, and some friends had left a New Testament out and uh, some Christian people that she knew. And, uh, you know, they were very nice. They just left it. I think might have been just left it, you know, on a bed or something. <laughs> so she, just so she spotted it. She started reading Matthew chapter one and she was reading the genealogy, the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And she said, I think she might have used, you know, blasphemed or something. Oh, my. Uh, Jesus is a Jew. She didn't realize that he's from the son of David. He's from the house of David. She had no idea because mum and dad had been sort of like letting, it, letting her think, well, that's those Gentiles, those filthy Gentiles. They're the ones that believe that about Jesus. That's, he's a Gentile God. And then she found out, oh, no, he's not. Now, um, yes, so anyway, it's good, isn't it, that we don't have to have the news uh, tainted. You can't have the news tainted. So I'm doing something different. I'm an, opinion, I'm an opinionated person, so I, I give my opinion on the news. And I have to do it because there's just too many of us getting sucked in by the news, so it's my duty to, uh, to, uh, to re-educate you. <laughs> So when we're reading through the news here, we're looking to see what the, what's, what's underlying here. 
just to say, just to help you, you know, a bit of a help. I mean, most of you know anyway, most people listen, you know, you're pretty wide awake. But it's all, sometimes you pick up something, you know, and sometimes people text me and, uh, you know, or send me an email. Uh, you can send me an email. Now, what is the best way to get me? I think it's um, uh, be LibertyNZ at Yandex. LibertyNZ at Yandex. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X. Yep. Or you can text me through on, um, on the New Zealand number, which is 64 if you're from overseas. 64 and it's 021 that's if you're here take the O out if you're overseas I suppose I don't know what this says a plus 64 so I don't know whether you're over in the states whether you go 00 but I don't know you can just email me be cheaper but here in New Zealand 021 that's an easy one to remember that's some of the they were the first mobile phone numbers we had back in the 80s when we all got our bricks we've got these giant bricks with the aerial on top Motorola I think the first one I got was five thousand dollars <laughs> I needed it. Oh, yes, I needed it. Oh, we needed it, didn't we? Not really. Anyway, um, yes, you can phone me on 021-732. Uh, very easy to remember. 021-732-423. 732-423. You can text or phone or whatever you like. I might not answer the phone but uh, while I'm talking. Although I might. Sometimes I do if I, l- I like the look of you. You know, if I see someone's name come up there that I've spoken to before. And I, there are some people there that I do need to. I've been remiss. I have not been saying howdy doody to people and they've been talking to me saying lovely things and sometimes not so lovely but that's good isn't it when people don't like you uh now oh but it's over on the other phone oh okay well i'll do that i'm looking at the wrong phone here um yes now does anybody know does anybody know this is one this is justin here's phones in now justin's a bit of a naughty chap apparently rings up sean plunkett and gives him a hard time uh, good old uh, Sean, and uh, but he's a builder, very busy, and isn't always able to. He might be up now. You probably will be up. He starts work, I think, at about 7.30 or something or whatever. Early bird. He's an early bird. And the sun is coming up now, so he gets up with the sun and goes down with it. And uh, he was saying, what What about veal? He said, I really particularly like veal. I like to go to this my favorite Italian restaurant, and they give me veal. And I thought veal, I thought it was young young calf fed with milk kept indoors. But apparently it's just a young calf, and uh, I don't know if they feed them with milk or not, but I think they're just young calves. That's, but I'm pretty sure they don't put them on grass. I think they keep them, sort of, they feed them on, on milk, you know, and um, that's why I think the veal is quite, um, you know, pale, isn't it, veal? But it's, they say it's just a young calf, but I think the truth of it is they keep them in a dark place out of the sun and feed them milk that's what I think but it doesn't say that when you do your Google search there's none of that animal, animal cruelty not at all now we've got the migrants I've told you but you can't have any more migrants migrants now no, stay in your own country and fix up the mess you're, the mess you've got there and it's the young men there that are coming to New Zealand and that's a bit of a worry especially the young Muslim ones battle aged Muslim ones as if they're sort of like a, you know a planned invasion it's like they, you know they're on their way here uh, and to uh, in Australia and all the Western countries, then they don't go to other Muslim countries because they won't have them. Why would that be? Anyway, uh, so a lot of them are young men and battle age, you know, young twenty-year-olds uh, with mobile phones and flashes, almost like they're being paid. None of them really are refugees. They're also just migrants, aren't they? Coming for what? What are you coming for? Coming to take over the country, possibly. Anyway, we've got and they're into a bit of crime as well. It used to be the Roman Catholics; they used to fill the. The Roman Catholics and the Maoris, they used to fill the prisons here in New Zealand. I know that for a fact because I've been in prison. Uh, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't incarcerated there. I was actually playing the drums. Actually, I used to be a drummer, the devil's instrument. I used to play the devil's drums. And uh, I was, um, we used to go around the prisons. We went to Waikiria Boys 
uh, prison once, just the young chaps there. They all look very nice uh, back in the 70s, and uh, but they're all sort of um, Maori. Yeah. They were all Maori. And I thought, gosh, that's interesting, isn't it? I, I would say, ooh, 80 90% of them were young Maori offenders. But they're very nice young Maoris. One of them played by, he asked me very politely, could I play drums? He was better than me. So I just um, I just joined the boys and, you know, sing, singing away there. And uh, and my rock band. It wasn't mine, actually. It was Derek Lind. Derek, good old Derek. Of course, he wouldn't say anything ba- bad about the Maoris like I do. Uh, but they're lovely. And as long as they want to, you know, be part of civilization, it's good. We don't want to go back to a Stone Age culture, do we? Ooh, now, you know what, you could lose your radio job if you're working for uh, in a government uh, uh, or even a corporate, you know, because the, the government, the private partner, private public partnership, that is sort of fascism. So you can lose your job if you say things like Stone Age culture, which is what they came from, because they didn't have metal tools, did they, until the uh, until the the, um, the pirates arrived, what, no, the, the whaling ships. They, might, they may well have come with metal, actually, because I don't believe they paddled here on the dugout log. Uh, so probably they didn't. They might have just had the stone things there for a bit of gardening. But, you know, would they certainly, the whalers would have um, given them some knives. They would have swapped them for their daughters and things for a bit of uh, bit of pleasure uh, on shore, a bit of R&R. And they, they used to pimp out the daughters. That was all part of it. And they had slaves. They took uh, other, other people's slaves. It was a wonderful thing, actually, when uh, the, Europe, well, the British actually came. Well, not European, because British aren't from Europe. They're from the United Kingdom. And it was a wonderful thing when they did get here. Uh, saved them you know, a lot of Maori you know, had become Christians and they said gosh we're not having this I'm sick and tired of being eaten I mean, you can only be eaten once can't you And but anyway uh, they weren't happy about it the fear of just the fear of being you know butchered and uh, eaten uh, for dinner wasn't very good and so it was a wonderful thing and they, they started sort of saying to some of the missionaries look could you we really need a treaty with the king with the queen or you know whoever queenie we do need uh, could you ask Vic if we could have a treaty just so that we we come under your laws and then that would protect us from these other tribes that are you know then they would have to, they'd we'd, they'd all be hung if they tried to kill us uh, they you know but of course the British were a bit soft on the Maoris they didn't a lot of them they didn't hang but that's why they wanted this treaty so they got the treaty uh, on it was actually written well oh, many many months might have even been years it may have even started to write it in 1835 after that um, independence. Uh, thing which didn't work out people were still being killed and eaten so that didn't work out for them so they said no no we actually need to come we need to be part of the of the um, of the empire yes part of the dominion and uh, so that's what they were after and so they got it we did we agreed and uh, so of course it would, would have been written draft versions and taken all over the country it would have taken years but, i mean they didn't have planes did they they didn't travel on friendships and things like that which i flew one day actually no one believes me terrible thing not to be believed. Uh, anyway, they would they would have had to go by boat, wouldn't they? Up and down the coast would have been probably a bit dangerous to be on foot, on your own, meals on wheels. Which reminds me of a joke, but I won't tell it yet. I'll write it down so I don't forget. It's the one about the two ca- the, the the two cannibals, and a clown was on his way, uh, cycling to a birthday party, and two cannibals spotted him. So just remind me, clown. I'll just put it here, clown. I'll just think of Rawiri, uh, rodeo clown. There we are, clown. I'll put Rauri there. Uh, clown and uh, clown joke. There we are. J O K E. There we go. Okay, well, I'll tell you about that now. Uh, you so they wanted this treaty, or by hook or by crook, and uh, so they got it. it. Took years actually for it to be muted and thought about and taken around the tribes, talk to the chiefs, and the cooks and the bottle washers, and uh, 
they finally got it and they got together they said look okay I'll tell you what we'll do we'll meet at why why um why no no that's that's too hot and bubbly there what about um the other one further north uh well that's quite a way away we're going to need have to wait till after christmas said some of the chiefs uh, so could we do that say february just after the holidays uh, up at uh, Waitangi. Oh, good, Tangi. That's where Tangi is. Funeral, isn't it? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. A water, a wise water. Tangi, Tangi. That is, uh, that is a funeral, a water funeral. Ooh, okay. Well, I don't know if it's a very good name for it, but there it is, uh, Waitangi. They, maybe that's where they used to uh, bury the dead. I don't know, the ashes, after they'd burnt them, after they'd eaten them, and then probably uh, burn all the bone, get rid of the evidence, and then give them a water, a send-off. Uh, so maybe they did that. Anyway, they said, look, we'll meet. We'll meet uh, there. How about the 6th? All right, then. We'll meet you on the 6th. Okay, well, we'll, we'll tell the others, and uh, we should be able to sail up there. But we'll send over um, some ships, Her Majesty's ships, and uh, we'll all meet. We'll get some Europeans as well, and we'll bring in some of those um, pirates, not pirates, uh, <laughs> uh, whalers. Mm. Bring some of them in from um, from Russell which we called a different name at the time. And uh, we'll meet there, we'll drop anchor, and uh, we'll come ashore and we'll have a signing party. And uh, there you are, we'll have the treaty. Oh, very good, okay, so they did that. And uh, yeah, so that's how we got the Treaty of Waitangi. Uh, now what they want to call it, TTT something rather, I don't know what they want to call it, but now it, is, it actually just is the treaty, and it was designed to stop Maori killing one another. They wanted to be, they wanted to come out of the dark of uh, pagan uh, which they're trying to get back to a pagan sort of um, uh, pagan paganism, which uh, they they got from the whalers because whaling is five thousand years old, and so they would have picked up that human sacrifice because they used to sacrifice uh, people uh, on the ships if the, especially if it wasn't doing too well, they would uh, throw you overboard or you know slit your throat and chuck you chuck you to the sharks uh, as a sacrifice uh, you know to the gods. And that's what the pagans used to do. And I suppose, well, well, there wasn't much to eat here, was there, when they got here? So they thought, oh, well, I mean, they well, they've got moa, but they're a bit big and difficult to um, round up. Uh, you go, well, how do we get them with our, little, with our little weapons? Well, we could chase them off the cliff or something. There's plenty of evidence of that. And then we could just go down and, you know, have a bit of a feast. And uh, But anyway, so that's what they did. Uh, but they didn't want they didn't want to live like that anymore, and uh, they're very smart people. And I'll tell you why I know they're smart. They've got probably one of the highest IQ in the world. A lot of you might not know that, but Maori uh, are descended from the, one of the sons of Noah. Uh, his name is Shem. In fact, all of the uh, all of the people in the islands and all of the people in very smart people, very very clever people. Don't ever underestimate them. And uh, they are the sons of uh, Shem. That's where they. That's the first. The first Mary is great, 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 great granddad Shem, who came off that boat with just the just the eight of them on board the boat. There was Mrs. Noah, Mr. Noah, and uh, her three boys, and uh, his three bo- sons, and my three sons. Now they would have had to have probably Noah would have had to have booted them into the ark. I'd say, he said, "Come on, I've been working on this for 120 years. Now come on, and it's going to be raining, and it's too late. God, you know, once the rain starts, because they never had rain." In those days, didn't just Jew. Uh, the world was very different then. High, higher blood pressure. That's why they're able to live. To, you know, over nine hundred years old. Uh, much higher. Did I say blood pressure? I mean air pressure. That the air was probably a higher pressure before the firmament broke broke open. Before the the dome or whatever it was that covers over the earth uh, broke open and let a bit of pressure out. <laughs> probably this is my theory, and it'd be like living in a hyperbaric chamber, some of those. Hyperbaric chambers have trouble getting that one out. 
Um, you know, people go, sports people go, and they spend tens of thousands of dollars on these hyperbaric chambers, and they heal very quickly. It helps them heal. And um, I think it would be like, could you imagine what it would be like living in a higher pressure? The temperature would probably be around about 25 degrees right throughout the whole earth, night and day. Uh, the, the, maybe the sun was, well, the sun might not have been so bad. It might, might have been, oh, I don't know what it would be like. But the higher pressure, just imagine that, high pressure. So you'd be living in this hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> That's what it would be like living in, wouldn't it? Actual contained, here we are, contained on earth, living in this chamber. And um, just like a like a greenhouse, you know, like the greenhouse effect, wouldn't it be? Like a terrarium, in fact. Imagine that, if, if that's the truth of it, and I think it is. And I think when that flood happened, when they, Noah had to boot the boys in, uh, that's what happened. Anyway, getting back to Shem, smart people, very smart. Now, they've done IQ tests, and the smartest people in the world are Ashkenazi Jews. They've got the highest IQ. I don't know why the Ashkenazis, the British, the uh, the German Jews, that's what Ashkenazi means. The European, basically European Jews, are still Jews. You know, they like to add that word in Ashkenazi. It sort of rhymes with Nazi, doesn't it? Something like that. So they're trying to, trying to make you think that that's a bad word. But it's not a bad word. Like Zionism. They try to make out that's a bad word. Oh, those nasty Zionists. The elders of the protocols of Zion and all this sort of stuff. All this nonsense. But in actual fact... It just means a homeland for the Jews. They're very smart people, but they're Shemites as well. They're same as the Maoris, you see. The Maoris are Shemites. They come from the, they're the sons of Shem. So are all the Islanders. So are all the Asians. So are all the Indians. Indians are Asians. Did you know that? Yeah, India is part of Asia. And so all of the Asians are very smart people, but the smartest of all are the Jews. They've got the highest IQ. That might explain why they're the richest. And that might explain why you hate them. A lot of you hate them. Not all of you. Not sensible people, people that aren't possessed with devils. I think there's a lot of people out there possessed with devils. Hard to tell, isn't it? But there could be, you don't know. A friend of mine said that he thought his ex-wife was possessed with devils. He said, um, in fact, she was into this nasty stuff. Gosh, yes, she was. She was into the witchcraft stuff. And um, anyway, so one day uh, she was coming down the stairs looking evil, and uh, as they do, and he said to her, how are we this morning? <laughs> As if there are more than one of them. She says, I am Legion. And I think there was, was it Ozzy Osbourne? I think that he might have been possessed with the devils because he came down the stairs and he decided he was going to kill kill his wife. What was her name? Oh, names on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Sharon. He's going to kill Sharon. And probably probably high on pharmaceutical, probably high on some sort of sorcery, probably illegal sorcery, some sort of illegal pharmacia some sort of uh, illicit drugs that he was high on. And uh, what would he have done? Well, he said he wanted to kill her. He's going to came down to kill her and he bashed her up. Yes, it's like we we decided, he said. And that's what he said when he came down the stairs to, to, to kill Sharon. He said, we have decided to uh, do you in. And so he was probably possessed with the devil. And you, people think, oh gosh, that's nonsense. Well, the Bible says there are people with devils. Some of them had probably hundreds of devils in them. I don't know. And uh, when Jesus came, he seemed to know uh, know who was full of devils or not. I don't know at all. I mean, you think, you how would you know? I don't sort of have that gift of being able to tell. Someone said that I, I had a devil on my shoulder once, and I said, well, I, that's funny. So, <laughs> this is some, there's some pretty weird, some of these charismatic Christians out there, sometimes I think they're actually dabbling in witchcraft. I don't think they realize it. Uh, I think some of those churches are more demonic. These charismatic ones are the happy, clappy ones. Yeah, they worry me a bit. Uh, some of the stuff that goes on there is a bit strange. A bit strange. And, of course, it was started by the Roman Catholic Church. 
along with Islam, they started the they is the Roman Catholic Church. They started Islam years ago, quite a few years ago. But they wanted to take the descendants of Ishmael. That's where all the and of course Ishmael is a, he's a half Egyptian and half Jew. He's the um, the half brother, isn't he, of Isaac? And uh, that's what this whole scrap's about in the Middle East at the moment. It's over a Ooh, uh, it's over about three and a half thousand years. Isaac, Ishmael, when Abraham, when did he come around? About three and a half thousand years ago, or oh, probably earlier. Uh, so Abraham, God promised Abraham all the land there from, oh gosh, the river Euphrates all the way to the Mediterranean. I think he just about promised him Russia, certainly southern Russia, all the way down to the top of North Africa. That's all going to be Israel when the Lord Jesus Christ returns and rules from Jerusalem. That's where he's going to rule. That's why everything's all happening at the moment. In Jerusalem, that's why it's all, that's why people hate the Jews. That's why Christians hate Israel. They think they hate. They think they hate uh, these uh, these false this these um, Zionists. But in actual fact, Zion is the name for Jerusalem, and it just simply means Zionism is a, na- a homeland for the Jews. That's all it is. And I am a Zionist. I believe that the homeland for the Jews is Israel. There's never been a Palestinian state, but there's been about three. Uh, United Kingdoms of Israel and the, the most uh, prof- prosperous time was when King Solomon was uh, he was united all of the Middle East they loved King Solomon and the women especially did he had I think 700 wives and uh, a good a good few um, 100 uh, concubines and a concubine of course you don't marry them you're just they're just there for pleasure and uh, so that was Solomon and you say oh there we are you see he was a filthy old Chap, uh, no, actually, no. God, uh, God loved him. He built this wonderful temple for him. And his father, David, even though he was a murderer, he actually had someone topped. And uh, yes, yeah, so that was the only thing he ever did wrong, though. According to the Bible, it says that he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord all the days of his life, except for that one matter there where he took a hit out on Uriah the Hittite, who was a very faithful man. Uh, but even he had lots of wives as well. And uh, yes, in fact, if you if you read your Bible properly and don't listen to what other people tell you, God actually gave David all of Saul's wives as a gift uh, for being um, a good a good chap for killing lots of um, Philistines. Not to be confused with Palestinians. No, not the same. The Palestinians are just Arabs. That's what they are. The Philistines are long gone. They were wiped out by the Jews and disease probably venereal disease would have wiped them out along with the Amalekites, filthy people having sex with animals, that sort of thing, which is why God sent Joshua to absolutely destroy them. Genocide, everything, everything except the virgins. Why would that be? Well, I didn't realize why. I thought, God, it was terrible. Why would you wipe everybody out, all the animals as well, except for the virgin girls? Well, that's because when we study homeopathy, we realize that disease is transferred sexually through uh, sexual intercourse. And uh, so they were having sexual intercourse with um, goats and whatever, whatever else. And so God said, no, enough of this. These weren't Arabs. These people were Amalekites, uh, savages there were. And God warned them over and over and over again. And he said, no, all right. So he said, right, we'll send in Joshua. He can fix them. And uh, Saul was told to do something similar with some other filthy people that wouldn't do what they were told, wouldn't obey their creator and started to fiddle around with homosexuality and, you know, men with men and women with women and and uh, men with animals and women with horses and nasty stuff like that. Just disgraceful, disgusting stuff. And God said, enough. That's not how I created you. Uh, and uh, so he sent in the enemies and uh, Saul didn't kill them. Or he took, brought some animals back that, that they, probably they'd shagged. 
And uh, so that was no good. That would brought, bring disease back into the Israelis, so they can't have that. And so Saul was uh, in, in the bad books with God for not obeying him. But Joshua did a good job. And uh, so, yeah, when, you, when God tells you to do something, you must do it. Uh, but today, we don't just listen to voices in our head because <laughs> it might not be God. <laughs> it might be the devil or uh, one of his mates. You know, one of his, um, his uh, is apparently a third of all the angels of heaven followed after Lucifer, the devil, when he came down to the earth. God cast him to this earth. This is his area. He lives here. That's why bad stuff happens, because he's here and on this earth. And he's, um, you, hear, you get a little thought in your mind, thinking, oh, I might, might go and do that. And then you think, you know, well, the devil, and that's why we keep busy. Uh, the devil finds work for idle hands, my mother used to say. So we keep busy, always busy, outside, working. And uh, so that's, what, that's the problem. So the old devil, he's here. He runs the place. Uh, Jesus said he's the prince of the power of the air. He is the father of all lies. And uh, he is the God with a small g. He is the God of this world. He runs this place because Adam lost the kingship. When he disobeyed God, he had the kingship, which very really upset at, uh, at the old devil. He wasn't very happy about that because this was his domain. It wasn't much of a place, but it was his, his domain. And then God made this earth that we have into a beautiful place for man to live and, and made a beautiful garden for him to live in. And it gave him a wonderful, all these wonderful animals, which he was able to name all of them. Uh, kinds, you know, like cat kind. You know, all the cats of the world come from just probably one cat. Two cats, male and female, created he them, and uh, the dog kind. And there's never been any evidence at all of macro evolution where one kind turns into another kind. No evidence whatsoever there. Even uh, Darwin said that there's a bit of a problem there. It's a good theory, but there is a bit of a problem. And he was a racist anyway. He thought that um, he thought that the black people, uh, the the descendants of Ham, uh, he thought that that's one of the sons of Noah, not Shem, but Ham. And not Japheth, uh, that was the other fellow. Um, he thought that they was, you know, they was from animals, you know, basically. Yeah, so he, yeah, he didn't. He thought that they were subspecies. So he was a bit of a racist, old Darwin. But they, but today they don't put the full title out. They don't let you know the full title of that book that um, uh, Darwin's theory of evolution. It's, if you go and have a look at the full title, it's actually very racist. You might not be. You left us there that felt that believe in all this um, atheism. You know, atheos. How could how could there possibly a means non. And Theos, God. This is Greek, I think. Yeah, it's Greek. Uh, and, you know, how could you possibly know there is no God? Have you been everywhere? Hmm? No, probably not. Been to the moon? Probably not. Could be hiding there behind the moon. You don't know, do you? So it's a pretty stupid thing to call yourself an atheist. An atheist. You'd be better to call yourself an agnostic. What does that mean? Well, it means I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced. And that's a more sensible uh, position. I'm actually, I think that that position of being a, uh, an agnostic is quite a good position. Uh, but I think it's a really a rather ridiculous position to call yourself an atheist, an atheist. Because how could you possibly know? And uh, after talking to atheists, usually, and hopefully those atheists that are listening here, very religious people, never doubt their religion of atheism. Uh, they, uh, they, a lot of them. So actually, oh, perhaps I'm not an atheist. Uh, perhaps I'm. Perhaps Grant's right. Perhaps I'm actually just an agnostic, uh, which means you're open. Uh, you don't know. Maybe you know, I'll be. If I could be convinced there is a God, uh, maybe I would uh, believe it. Uh, but there are lots of gods <laughs> according to the Bible. Uh, so you've got to be careful. You don't want to follow false gods. Uh, the Bible does tell us. So it gives us a bit of a hint. 
Jesus Christ, well, the Bible, he is Jesus, he wrote the whole thing. Uh, He says, I am the Lord thy God, there is none other. That's right. And Jesus wrote that. And uh, he did before he even came here. He said, before Abraham was, I am. I am. Yahweh. Now, we've got news coming up. And so I better not talk through it. Yes, it's coming up now. So we'll go to the news. It is 6 o'clock here in New Zealand time. New Zealand Daylight Saving Time. And we'll go to the news with TNT Radio. And I'll be back in about four minutes with weather. It's gone a bit quiet, isn't it? I'll turn the volume up. Oh, it's one of those funny things that won't let you got to say okay. It's trying to protect your ears, sort of mothering me. There we are. If you miss this show, simply go to episodes at tntradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Israeli forces pressed ahead with their air and ground bombardment of southern Gaza Strip as the military ordered mass evacuations. Residents and journalists on the ground said the intense Israeli airstrikes in the south of the densely populated coastal enclave included areas where Israel had told people to seek shelter. Israel largely captured the northern half of Gaza in November, and since a week-long truce collapsed on Friday, they've swiftly pushed deep into the southern half. Hamas ally, the Islamic Jihad terrorist group's armed wing, said its terrorists engaged in fierce clashes with Israeli soldiers north and east of Khan Yunus, Gaza's main southern city. Israeli tanks have driven into Gaza across the border and cut off the main north-south route. The Israeli military said the central road out of Khan Yunus to the north constitutes a battlefield and was now shut. Israel on Tuesday said three of its soldiers had died in combat in Gaza on Monday in what Army Radio described as the day of fierce battles with Hamas terrorists. Seventy-eight soldiers have died in Gaza since the start of the military's ground invasion. Black residents of Chicago's Brighton Park are suing Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson over the construction of his massive tent city for illegal border crossers, but not before state authorities shut construction down over a report the site may be a toxic landfill. Mayor Brandon Johnson's plans to build a tent encampment for up to 1,400 illegal aliens has been under fire since it was first proposed, and residents quickly organized to oppose the plan to put hundreds of illegal immigrants right in the middle of their neighborhood without so much as a community meeting or a discussion with their aldermen. 12th District Alderman Julia Ramirez has disavowed Johnson's construction effort. Ramirez says she had no part at all in the planning and execution of the plans in Brighton Park. The elder woman's letter to her constituents came only days after she was mobbed by furious residents when she visited the location in the proposed tent city on October 19th. Now, according to the ex-account of the 16th and 17th District Chicago Police Scanner, residents of Brighton Park are suing. The mayor seems to understand how unpopular his tent city is when the local Fox affiliate sent a camera crew to film some of the construction work being done on the site, Workers suddenly appeared to line the safety fencing in black material to keep the prying eyes of city residents and the media out of Johnson's business. The tent city is set to cost Chicago a whopping $29 million. Everything that the Johnson administration has done so far has been a temporary solution that has gone way beyond their expiration date. I don't believe for a minute that this will not still be up come next summer. Israel's National Security Council has issued a warning on travel to Australia and multiple countries in Western Europe, but not the United States. The threat level in Australia has been raised to level two, with a recommendation to exercise increased precaution. The warning comes amid multiple pro-Palestinian protests in Australia, including people chanting, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. This phrase is widely interpreted as implying the destruction of Israel. 
Israelis have been warned to check whether there have been anti-Israel protests at the destination, even for countries where no travel warnings have been issued. This included a warning against openly displaying your Israeli and Jewish identities in any relevant symbols. The United States, Canada and Mexico are among the nations that have remained at the green level one for travel. Cyclone Mishong hit the southern India coast on Tuesday afternoon after torrential rains sent tall waves crashing into coastal towns, submerging roads and killing at least nine people, including a child. The cyclone made landfall in the southern Indian state of Andhra Pradesh near the town of Bapatla, the weather office said, barreling in with winds of up to 70 miles per hour. The Indian Meteorological Department said on social media platform X, the landfall process is continuing and is expected to complete during the next three hours. Parts of the state are expected to be pelted with more than 200 millimeters of rain over the next 24 hours, and at least 8,000 people have been evacuated. This is a TNT Radio Encore. If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at TNTradio.live. All right, we've got Ben Shapiro right now at uh, five coming up to six minutes past six here. Thank you very much for joining me. It's wonderful to have your company. There's an awful lot of you, not too many people. I don't think there's anyone on Rumble. So, uh, But it's a bit of a waste of time, isn't it? You can't really look at that. What, what do you, you just have it on your little phone. You're driving along in the car or milking the cows. You just have it going. Your little People have got the little pods. Uh, I was looking at the stats there just the, uh, the other day, and it, gosh, I couldn't believe how many people are on the desktop, so they must be at work. Uh, listening or you know at home working from home or on on a desktop more people listen to us on a desktop than they do on a on jolly um on the on the um uh, what do you call it the android android uh but and not that many people on the iphone which is a bit disappointing but um we have an awful lot of you on android and uh yeah so there we are so we've got um here we're happening here yes it is going Things are going. Yes, you can hear me, can you? Yes, you can. I'll just check because the other day I had it all set up wrong. And every time I put the speaker on, I didn't realize that we were, I, I was recording it. So I was able to have the recording, but I didn't realize I was streaming. And every time I um, started to speak, no one heard a thing. And they only heard when I played things. So, and that sometimes it could go for quite some time, especially if I get on a bit of a roll, get on a bit of a subject, especially if I know a little bit about the subject. Or, or think I do anyway. And now look, if, you, if I'm saying things that you don't agree with, why don't you text me and tell me, you're full of it, Grant. I don't agree with you. Don't. And some people, actually, some people, they don't like me. And that's and they listen. <laughs> Even though they, they don't like me, they think I'm a racist. I don't know why they would ever think that. Why, could you, why would you ever think that? Uh, they don't like me sometimes. I think sometimes I tell the truth and they don't like it. But there it is. So we've got Ben, and then I'm going to play a nice little country song from a lovely Kiwi girl from way down in Raumati. Mum and Dad are still there, and her name is Kaylee Bell. She's coming up very shortly. For those too slow to understand, I'll say it real slow in small words. Israel abandoned the Gaza Strip in 2005. It is now 2023. Hamas has ruled the Gaza Strip since 2006. It is now 2023. Hamas is in control of the Gaza Strip. Hamas is holding hostages. Hamas is in control of its own civilians. Those civilians live under the rule of the Hamas government in the Gaza Strip. Those civilians are Hamas's responsibility. It is a war crime to put your civilian in front of military targets. It is a war crime to shield your rockets with children. It is a war crime to hold hostages. It is a war crime to put hostages in a war zone to try to prevent bombing. All of these are war crimes. 
Every ounce of blood that is spilled, every building that is taken down, every ugly photo you see from Gaza is on Hamas. It is that simple. There is no duality about this. Absolutely. It's nine minutes past six. Now, that is an Ashkenazi Jew. That's what they sound like. His name is Ben Shapiro. Uh, He's one of the smartest people in the world. Uh, In fact, when he was, I think, 10 or 11 or when he was 12 years old, he he, he could play the violin as well as a concert violinist. That's how clever he is. Very clever boy. Uh, is Ben Shapiro and a uh, very successful multi, multi millionaire uh, just doing news, you know, doing news. I think it's called the Daily Wire or something like that. I don't know, I can't remember. But there it is. Now, look, we'll go and have a look at the weather because some of you are saying, now, what about the weather ground? We don't know what to wear. What should one wear? Well, you could wear the fox hat. Uh, no, we won't be wearing fox hats uh, in Ekatahuna at the moment, but I can't tell you that jokes because it's naughty. And I've started, I've told you the punchline. And I, I'm a very naughty boy. But those of you that know that joke, you'll know what I'm getting to. Um, now, I did before we do the weather. Let's just now. There was this thing with Raweri, wasn't there? That he reminded me of the the um, the clown joke. There was a there was a, a clown. Oh no, I won't tell it now. No, I was going to tell you, but I won't. No, no, no. I'll tell you later. We'll do the weather. We'll have a look at the weather. Now, where are you? Weather, weather. Uh, oh, there you are. Oh, let's just see if Philip's got anything out at the moment. My good friend Philip, I was speaking to him yesterday. Oh, yes, yes, he's there awake there. At uh, Let's have a look and see what they say. They're always quite good. They um, they give you quite a good rundown on the weather. He says, yes, yes, more rain and showers. He said, uh, he says there's going to be more rain and showers today in the north and the eastern parts of the North Island. But it's uh, coming to an end. He said it'll be better by tomorrow, the wet weather today. And then the previous days, he said it's it has caused a, a bit of a large, weak area of low pressure. And it's trapped around the northern part of New Zealand. That's why it's not much wind, you see. So it's just drizzling. It brings all that drizzly that light rain he says and then there's going to be some heavier isolated falls as the day warms up today could and you know let's hope the flies don't come around because i don't want i've got the sheep shearers coming in another week and uh, i don't want fly strike at all because i don't like putting chemicals on the animals i don't give them any of that pharmacia uh, which is translated to sorcery isn't it uh so he said plus there's going to be a lot of gloomy cloud gloomy i think clouds lovely uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, he went up on the cloud. The Bible says that we will be caught up together with those that rise from the dead just before the, when the Lord returns. And we're going to be to be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So I think it's a wonderful thing. I think clouds are lovely. I look, oh, could, could, could this be the day? Could today be the day? The next event, the next prophetic event on God's calendar is the rapture of the church. And you go, oh, you probably be, you don't believe me. Ah, uh, well, you'll find out. It'll be too late. You'll be a tribulation saint. Those of you that don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you you certainly will. You'll be a believer when you arrive in hell. That's for sure. You say, get me out of this place. Anyway, getting back to the weather. Uh, enjoy it while you can. It's going to be uh, bring some drizzly light rain, and then it's going to be heavy with isolated falls as the day warms up. Plus, there's going to be a lot of gloomy cloud, which I don't think it is gloomy. I think it's wonderful, as I was interrupted myself. It's not doing much but sitting there, just sitting there, because there's not much wind. And it's incoming high pressure tomorrow and Friday, so Thursday and Friday. It will be pushing this wet weather well east of New Zealand, making it drier conditions in the east again for a few days ahead at least. So probably over the weekend you'll be able to get some of those outside jobs. And I've got some fencing I want to do, put some electric um, insulators up and all that sort of stuff. And I just about went out there the other day and I'd forgotten how to do it because it's been so long. It's been like over, over oh gosh, it's over, over two years since I've done fencing. Uh, put some posts in last year. Then the rains came, couldn't, go, couldn't do much more. Did a 360 in the tractor on the side of a hill. That was fun. 
<laughs> oh boy! And I had the um, I had the old rammer, you know, the old rammer on the back as well. Pretty pretty heavy. I thought I was going to flip her over. I've quit, got that. I got that bucket down as fast as I could to the ground. I didn't want to flip the old girl over. Uh, the old um, uh, 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 Kubota. Yeah, very very reliable. My dad would never have anything Japanese. He fought them for two years up in the islands. He said, "No, I don't want. Uh, no, you wouldn't even." I had a Japanese girlfriend once. She was an ear hostess for a JKL back when I had hair and looks and teeth. And, uh, she, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, don't you bring that Jap around here. He, that's, how, that's how they talk. I had to fight them. Oh, he said they were cruel. I said, Dad, uh, who, was, who was worse? Because Dad fought the, um, fought the Japs up in uh, Guadalcanal. Uh, and then, then they came back to New Zealand, got on another troop ship. And uh, they kept them down below below decks. Terrible, actually, when they were over there. And they zigzagged all the way up the Red Sea to Cairo. Dad said zigzagging, you know, dodging the mines, and uh, got to Cairo there to acclimatise, and then fought all the way up the uh, the foot of the boot there. You know, oh, actually, they missed the boot, they missed Crete. I don't know if he went to Crete. Just I think they went into the bottom of Egypt. Uh, not Egypt, gosh, um, Italy. Starts starts with a, um, a different letter altogether, and they fought all the way up to Rome. The war ended in 1945 for my old dear old dad. He was about 25 years old, and it ended in Rome for him. But he said, "I said, well, who was the worst to fight?" He said, "Oh, the Japs. They were terrible. They'd taunt you. They'd, they'd sit over your foxhole at night, and taunt you, call you kiwi and stuff like that. Kiwi. And then the Italians they go figgy fig kiwi. And I don't. Know, some of you that might know what that means. It's a bit naughty. You know, they're they're basically pimping out their sister." Uh, for sex and uh, yes they did my dad was a Christian though none of that nonsense wouldn't do that I don't think he, he used to he used to give his smokes away to the other chaps they used to give you smokes in those days to calm your nerves uh, so they give you cigarettes that was all part of the deal and just to calm the old nerves everyone was smoking back in the 1940s and uh, gosh yes that would have um, yeah just imagine it just imagine what it would be like there just shells going around you as you're running along there and the next thing you know your mate's not there anymore and uh, where is he he's blown to bits or hit with shrapnel or something like that and uh, yeah it wasn't very nice he lost a lot of people lost some mates lost a mate that he thought he he thought he'd lost a mate a tank uh, in fact um, yeah the, a tank uh, shot at the house that the about two, half a dozen of them were were holed up and they're having a bit of a rest from the fighting this is in Italy and uh, this tank fired a, fired a shell into it, and uh, and poor old Uncle Wolf, Uncle Wolfred there, we just call him Ickle, uh, he was shot, and he was left on the battlefield for dead. Uh, one of Dad's other mates said, oh, I saw Ickle, he's grey, he's had it. That's right. I better not... <laughs> I find it hard to talk about. Okay, let's play Kaylee and I'll pull myself together. Okay, what are we up to now? Quarter past six. I remember we were somewhere in your car. Yeah, I fell fast when you stole my heart. That long hot summer that I can't forget. I was hanging off every single word you said Had summer on the speakers out on the road A little KU on the radio Hands out the window, sun sinking low Singing, raising my baby, whoa
Kaylee Bell, she's a New Zealander. She's uh, probably in the mid-30s, early to mid-30s, and doing very well in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, she's uh, just doing so well. And uh, I think really, and you know what? She doesn't have she doesn't have one of those um, record producers, no record company, nothing like that. It's all done with her and her partner or boyfriend or husband or whoever, whoever it is who's pretty clever um, getting her out there. So you can look for Kaylee Bell. I think it's K-A-Y-L-E-E, Bell. We know how to spell that, don't we? B-E-L-L-L-L, no E on the end, not like Clarky, no, just B-E-L, just the two L's, Bell, that rings a bell, and I don't feel alive until I've had my cup of Bell tea, remember that? You must, well, you're showing your age if you do, if you do remember that one, aren't you? I used to have a rule that I never would go out, excuse me, give me a croaking here, I would never date a girl that didn't know what a Dalek was, she was too young. So if they didn't know what Daleks are, that's it. Or if they didn't know what my three sons was, they'd <laughs> be too young for you. Anyway, so we're back with Philip here, and he was just saying there's going to be some thunderstorms uh, possible today in the main uh, in the main islands, uh, but they're going to be fairly isolated. He said he was actually talking to the, one of his mates over at Met Service, and he said the outlook uh, it sort of uh, doesn't look too bad. Uh, once you know, after today and tomorrow, and then it's going to be fine weather. Probably right up to after the weekend, fine weather. So we better get all those jobs done. Uh, now we move across to Met Service there, and they're saying that it's going to be pretty good uh, for the north. Uh, just a few cloudy periods, isolated chances. This is in Northland, Taranaki, and also the Coromandel area, and also the Bay of Plenty in Central High Country. You've got cloudy periods, isolated chance, some heavy, possibly thundery and showery, and around uh, about the eastern Bay of Plenty. Uh, that's towards the afternoon and evening, and then Gisborne and Hawkes Bay, which we've got, we've got the Hawkes Bay. We're going out on the 88, roughly 88 something point something. Uh, Mary James is saying we're going out there on that now at FM, so that's good. Now, if you want a transmitter to transmit the uh, the good old country music and the uh, the Grant Edwards Breakfast Show from five to eight every every weekday morning, Lord willing, <laughs> uh, you can just you can come th- you can come through us. We'll, we'll help you buy one, bring them in from the UK. 
and uh, cheap and ch- cheap as chips, and you set it up there with your aerial, and you can be letting everybody know in your area what the truth is. Uh, you will get the truth out according to Grant, and uh, yeah, we'll go through the newspapers on a weekday morning and have a look there and see what's going on. Look at the fake stream media, and then look at some good media as well. And uh, and country music 24-7. And it's just going to get better and better. Uh, Lord willing, after Christmas, we'll have a, a whole new sound a new sound coming. And uh, we're not sure what the, we're going to call this radio show. We started off in 2007 with the uh, the country and western, which is the only two kinds of music there is, isn't there? Country and western. And uh, it was called The Wireless then. And then we, I see someone up in, uh, up, uh, way up north there, up in a place called uh, Manga Wai, is it? Or Manga Fire? However you like to say it. They've stolen the name. They're using my name. And so, I don't know, what's not worth getting involved with lawyers, because the only people that get wealthy are the lawyers. You know, you don't make any money going to see a lawyer. Try and avoid lawyers at all costs. And that's my advice to you. Try and sort it out. And, uh, you know, yourself. And uh, it's incredible, really. How they're the only ones that do, any, do, do very well. And I think even the judges, they get a bit of a rake off it as well. They do quite well. And they seem to be uh, judging arbitrarily these days. They don't seem to be following the law at all. Uh, I think the Labour government must have appointed a whole lot of lefties, lefty judges. So they're, they're pretty crazy. Uh, so uh, it's very interesting. Uh, we're also going to be uh, having a, a look at some, and, and talking about some things we're not allowed to talk about. We get arrested and uh, locked up because uh, those are the new rules. Uh, that we found out after the case of um, Winston Smith. Uh, Winston Smith, not to be confused with Winston Peters, who's just laying low like a crocodile, uh, seeing which way the wind blows before he'll pipe up. He's keeping keeping a low profile uh, like, a, like a croc, I think, or an alligator, probably a croc. Uh, that was according to John Ansell yesterday. Winston's laying low, uh, but we we will be talking about. Um, as we, you're not allowed to talk. You're, if you're overseas, you're allowed to chat about everything, but you're not allowed to talk about it. They're silencing us a bit, like with the um, the the mosque, the Musk, uh, Musk. No, that's Elon. No, the mosque that tax. You know the um, the false flag. Oh, I'm not allowed to say that. False flag, not a false flag. Um, in Christchurch in 2019, no one, no one was allowed to, you know, ha- actually have a look and see what happened with that video. Not allowed to look at it. Not allowed to share it. People are in prison right now for sharing it. And um, what else is there? You're not allowed to look at the manifesto. So what, why was that? Oh, because you'll find out that he's a lefty. <laughs> he was a lefty, a Muslim. He, he was involved with a different type of Muslim sect, actually. Uh, but we're not allowed to tell you that. So yeah, but anyway, so we won't we won't tell you that, and um, we're not allowed to tell you anything about uh, this latest revelation where uh, about one in one thousand people die from the um, the Jack scene. Not allowed to talk about that. So we won't be talking about that uh, today. But uh, we'll we'll have a look at it and we'll skirt around it anyway. But we won't be telling you anything about it. Uh, right. Okay. So weather. We've done weather to death, and we'll go over to News Hub. I'll do a quick refresh there at twenty four minutes past six. And uh, we're back with the Mares, by the look of it. Uh, what are they talking about here? Spring scorcher. Oh, yes, it's going to be very hot. Global warming, yeah, more nonsense. And actually, I was just reading over at the Epoch Times, and they were talking about, um, well, there's been a big fire over there, actually, uh, in Arlington. Yes, some police, police went in shooting people. Uh, but no, there was something here. Uh, I'll just quickly tell you about that. We'll just go to the Epoch Times, and it talks about... Um, you know, climate change. Yes, there we are. One, uh, there's been a uh, climate scientist. They s- say, and it's just the one, uh, one, one particular one. He says it's unreasonable to call climate change an existential threat. This is the MIT professor Richard Linsden. 
Linsen, yes, difficult to say. Linsen, and he's asserted that calling climate change an existential existential threat comes from propaganda. So he thinks it's a load of poppycock. Uh, propaganda, of course, that's Jacinda. She likes the propaganda. She says, we'll give you two weeks of sustained. Got a bit of a, you know, just slap myself. A bit of a um, a bit of a stutter there developed. I don't know, a bit of another slurp of the coffee. And anyway, so apparently it's all nonsense. And uh, we knew that all along, didn't we? Yes, we did. And they're using the climate, they're using the weather, weather machines or whatever, probably to um, direct the weather to us to make it look like uh, we are, um, you know, that it's the climate. It's causing it all. But anyway, we'll go back to Radio New Zealand. You can find those halfwits. Oh, did I say that? No. No, they're not halfwits. They are over there at rnz.co.nz. And if you just click under the little heading, there's New Zealand. You get the New Zealand news. And the lawyers, we talked about this before, didn't we? The lawyers for the CTV building, uh, that's the lawyers for the engineer. He's a very old guy now. He's well retired. You know, can't even enjoy his retirement. They've got the blooming coming after him, trying to get money out of him. And he's probably done quite well. That's Dr. Alan Ray. Uh, he claims uh, the lawyers they claim the allegations are unwarranted so the lawyers representing the engineers firm who designed the ctv building uh that collapsed in the christchurch quake i mean he didn't design it himself his firm did he's you know quite well off had quite a few people working for him uh they say that um with the christchurch earthquake they say that the complaint against the doctor uh, dr ray uh, it should be just thrown out. Absolute nonsense. And then we've got sort of like a soft gratification uh, advertisement there about um, Paddy Gower and the other the other people there. Uh, uh, Asia Scott, I think they've been big winners at their own their own event, <laughs> the TV and the uh, radio and TV awards. Uh, there you go. And then you've got the wife of the terror attack victim. She was forced to leave dying husband. There, her name is Syra Patel, and she told the Christchurch terror attack inquest that not being able to um, stay with her husband in the final, final moments was very distressing, even to this day, as it would do, poor woman. And then, we will work closely with Maori, that's the minister, he defends the government. The minister for Maori development says he strongly disagrees with the criticism that the government is anti-Maori. And he's a Maori himself, of course, so that's very good. Now, the, um, the Maori party, they call it the, the, the pity party Maori, the protest that was yesterday. Uh, a day of action there. It focuses on the new government's uh, anti-co-governance, um, which is, um, according to John Ansell, he calls it marification of New Zealand. Of course, Don Brash, he's far too, far too polite and too diplomatic to say something such a such a shocking thing. Uh, anyway, hoping to speak to um, King Charles this morning too. We've got to get this sorted out about this uh, racism uh, apparently being being accused. So we will be. I'm, I'll be making a call to the king a bit later on I was speaking to him yesterday and he said yeah well you know just you know what time is it now over there so we've got daylight saving so you, I've got, I better get him before he gets off to bed uh, so hopefully maybe a bit later he'll, he'll be having a gin a bit later on or scotch or uh, gin I think uh, yeah so um, but I've got to get him before he's had too many gins uh, yes and he'll be tanked up there and uh, so we'll talk to him uh, talk to his royal highness is that what you call him king gosh I must get that right someone text me through and tell me how, how do I address the king when I speak to him is it your royal highness or is it your highness I don't know I can't remember I used to know but now I've forgotten anyway the Maori party co-leader Debbie Nariwa Packer 
Uh, she is defending protest action just days into the government taking office. So, yes, they're not very happy. And the media, too, the media have sided with the Maoris and uh, the leftists as well. Of course, the leftists have they infiltrated the Maoris. Uh, not all Maoris, of course, some fantastic Maoris, but the, the, um, the, the, tribal, the corporate tribal ones, the ones that are... Um, well, they call them, they're sort of in the, on the payroll, getting huge amounts of money from the taxpayer and not much is going to the actual wonderful Maori people themselves. Uh, also, uh, what have we got here? We've got uh, present and former finance ministers. They're clashing over the short-term fiscal, that means money, fiscal cliff. Yes, not very good. Nicola Willis, she's accused the previous government of finding workarounds. Didn't we talk about this yesterday? This is old news. I'll push the refresh. Maybe this is old news. Oh, no, yeah. oh, oh they've disappeared. Oh, it's still down there. Oh, I just changed the date. Same old thing. It said the fourth a minute ago. Now it says the fifth. Well, what are we up to now? Sixth. Oh, so we're reading yesterday's news. We won't go too much further then, if that's the case. Uh, so the, the, the Nari Wapaka, she's defending the blah, blah, blah. And uh, so that's it. Yeah, so the latest is... Um, oh, here we go. Here's a bit of a new, new news. Uh, it's like I am his big brother now. Charity says needs for mentors greater than ever after the cyclone. A Hawke's Bay charity is calling for more people to help mentor. Uh, now, they've used a funny word there that none of you will know what I'm talking about, so I've got to just think, now, what does that mean? Tamariki, Tamariki, I think it's children, isn't it? Family, little, little children. Yes, so um, to mentor children after, the, after a boost in referrals following the cyclone of Gabriel. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that big dad thing, your big brother. They check them out thoroughly to make sure they're not... Uh, pedophiles uh, or you know perverts that's another old term isn't it perverts and pedophiles they make sure that there's none of that uh, so uh, the boys are safe we hope uh, we hope they are anyway now the stinkhole in Parnell oh sinkhole I should say that is costly it's about three million dollars a day it's, apparently I don't know why it's just sitting there they're not doing anything on it and it's costing three million dollars a day an economic consultancy estimates Auckland sewer collapse and resulting pollution oh I see has cost the city millions of dollars in recreational fishing. Oh, yes, well, it would do. You're not allowed to fish anymore. And they're going on about, you know, the boaties pooping, you know, go, letting the poop go out in the harbour and stuff like that, which you which you are allowed to do at certain limits, you know, away from things, let the poop go. And the feet, the fish love it, absolutely love it. But all those people that believe in the germ theory, of course, they're all frightened of it. They think there's going to be germs in the poos. You know, they're testing the poos. You know, they're actually spying on you. They're looking at your poop to see if you've got COVID-19. And they do this fake test, and they have a look at it. Oh, yes, look, we've got so many cases. They're actually looking at the poo, and they're, they're looking at um, diseased mic- microbes that come out, you know, because they are. They're dying, aren't they? When things die, they, sort of, they develop, they look like germs, and that's what they look at them. And because they've got the Louis Pasteur, I, I accidentally said beach, uh, Beecham. It's not Beecham, it's Beauchamp, anyway. Uh, but it's actually Louis Pasteur. He's the one that plagiarised Beecham's work. That's Antoine Beecham. Antoine Beecham, he gave us the, the theory of the terrain theory or cellular theory. So he said the change that you're seeing in your little microscope there is actually just the cells changing as they die. And... Um, uh, and and then Pasteur, he he decided that no no, I can make more money <laughs> if I say it's actually germs coming from the outside. And he tried to do experiments and it didn't actually work. But uh, but he, but really, so he what he did is he stole a lot of work from Beauchamp, uh, Antoine. He he uh, stole it and he used that because he's quite a clever little little shit. 
And um, and so everyone followed after him. And, of course, the drug company, they were, well, this is great, germs, we killed the germs. And so we they just started design, designing some uh, drugs, some antibiotic sort of stuff, you know, to kill the germs. It killed, of course, it killed everything because we actually, they're not germs, they're microbes. And the body can have sort of one or two kilograms of microbes in it. Very important. Very important indeed. And so when you stop, when the blood stops flowing around your body, uh, what happens? Well, the life is the life of the, the flesh is in the in the blood, and so what happens is you start to de to de um, de um, decompose, and that's all you're looking at. That's just decomposing cells. That's what they're looking at, and they're calling them viruses, and they love that idea of that. Uh, you know, germs, the germs and viruses. Now, viruses are when the doctors have actually given you some illness through their uh, vaccinations, and uh, for their from their sorcery from their pharmacia. Uh, and they've actually injured you, and they don't know why. Well, how could that possibly be? They're blaming God, you know, and um, or blaming some someone else, blaming germs. And in actual fact, it's their it's their it's their um, their jolly um, the pharmaceutical industry have actually damaged you, given you a heart murmur and stuff like that. And it's got nothing to do with uh, with the germs because they don't exist. They are microbes, and very important. And when they die, they die, and they look they're diseased. They're not at ease. And the, and sometimes we have um, cells in us and microbes that are not at ease in the body, and that's why you get sick because you eat the bad food, you know the food that they want to give you because they don't want you living forever. They want you to die around about sixty-five, <laughs> so they don't have to pay you the doll, uh, not the doll, the um, the uh, pension. They don't want you get they don't, they don't want to give people the pension. They just want you to work, being partially sick most of your life, dependent upon the pharmaceutical industry, and you pay in your taxes. You pay for that, Pharmac. You pay for your own your own poison. Uh, you pay for the injections, all government funded. We actually inject sort of miasms into the children, courtesy of the government for the childhood vaccines, and that's why children die. That's why they've got cot death. That's why that uh, most most people that well most every almost everybody actually ended up with chronic diseases at some stage of their life, all caused through their childhood vaccines. Some some get it worse than others. Some of them have got quite a a powerful sort of vital force within them, and they're able to fight it, fight the thing off. And then if you start, you know, drinking lots of Coca-Cola and Fanta <laughs> and all this carbohydrates, you know, that they say, oh, you get into it, you know, and, and all the all the rubbish they're feeding, you're full of sugar, all the stuff in the center aisles. And uh, most thinking people, they just skit around the outside and they just, you know, they might grab some vegetables, but I've even given them, I even give them a wide berth now. I just go for the, go for the meat, but I don't buy anything. I don't even buy anything in the supermarket. What do I buy? Uh, I wouldn't trust the meat because, you know, it could be all vaxxed up. And thinking about giving them RMNA, what is it called? RMNA, RMNA, MNA. It's got an M, MRNA, that's the one, yeah. They're thinking of doing that. It's bad enough giving them the 5 and 1, and then it was a 6 and 1, and I believe it's going to be a 7 and 1. So goodness knows what they were going to be giving those animals. And of course, that's another way of killing off human beings, isn't it? Because it'll go into the animals, and then we eat the animals, and then we, then we die. And uh, according to Steve Kirsch, 1 in 1,000 people, after he's got hold of all this new information, Oh, yeah, we better have a look at that, shall we? Should we skip whatever, whatever, all the boring stuff over at Radio New Zealand? Because it's pretty tedious. They're not allowed to tell you what's actually happening. Uh, not at all, not allowed to tell you, and nor am I. So I won't be telling you uh, about what's been going on, but apparently the data from New Zealand Ministry of Health shows that the COVID vaccines have killed over one over 10 million people worldwide. This is Steve Kirsch saying this, not me. No, don't, don't take me, my word for it. They'll probably come and knock on my door. Oh, ooh, who's that? Oh. Goodness me. No, and they'll scare me that. It'll be frightening. They'll come for me and uh, take me away and say that you have been spreading misinformation. Uh, it says here, finally, this is Steve. He says, finally, finally here, uh, record 
level data showing vaccine timing and death rate. There is no confusion any longer. The vaccines are unsafe and have killed, on average, one person in a thousand. That was Steve. He wrote that on the uh, just a few days ago. Is it safe? And if you go over to Kirsch Substack, no dot in between the Kirsch, uh, kirschsubstack.com, and if you don't have a Substack, very good, actually, because they, they can't sense you on that. The, the, um, the DGSE and the SIS... Uh, you know, and the the government, even the national government, they're in on this as well. They're all, they always were. Uh, Labour, you know, we think we've gotten rid of one bad government, and, you know, and now we've got the good government. No, no, you've gotten rid of one communist government, and now you've got a fascist government. They're all globalists, don't you realise that? They, they're they all just wings on the globalist vulture, uh, which is what um, Samantha Reed was a bit of a reply, because that was her, that she came up with that, and I thought that was very good. Now, Steve Kirsch is spelled K-I-R. S-C-H, K-I-R-S-C-H, you'll find them at kirschsubstack.com so you can read all the stuff for yourself. Executive, this is the summary. Today, you will get to see the data that nobody wants you to see, finally. Uh, no state or country has ever released record-level public health data on any vaccine, not one. Privacy is not the reason for this. The data can be easily obfuscated. That's I, I do struggle with the words. Uh, the words are a mystery to me. Uh, ob, obfus, ob, ob, obfuscated. Oh, how do you say that word? Obfuscated. There we are. Just got to got to syllabarize it. I mean, I'm struggling a bit this morning. It's a bloody coffee. Get a coffee down your son. That's the one there. Get the coffee down there. And you should have done some lip, jaw, and tongue exercises before you opened your gob this morning. You silly boy. Now, what are we doing? 21 minutes to 7. It is. Yes, it is. Pretty close to it. 31? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, ob- obfuscated. Oh, now, it says, in other words, you know, they basically, um, you, you, they, they, you can't tell. You know, there's no personal data at all. Um, so they didn't need to do that. So there's no record of any entry match of any person. So that was what the, um, the government were pretending in the court yesterday. Uh, on Tuesday, it is Wednesday today, that was what they were pretending that they were protecting, but in actual fact they just don't want the truth to get out, and they've weaponised the police to arrest people, I think a couple of people were arrested on Sunday, one of them is the hero, the actual um, the whistleblower himself, his name is Barry Young, uh, he was going under the name of Winston, and also um, this information has actually been out, Steve Kirsch has had this information since the 8th of November, so it's over a month now, coming up a month, and uh, so it's nothing new for him, and he's kept it quiet. He's kept his, kept it very secret, secretive, and he only shared it with a very small amount of people that know what they're talking about, know how to look at this data, and after permission from uh, Barry Young. And Barry Young is not some health worker, which the media are pretending that he is. He is not. He is a senior analyst. He's been with the, the ministry of um, with the government department that he's in. I think it's the Ministry of Health. He designed the actual data, um, not data, but the uh, you know the data collection. It was all his design. He's behind it. He is the man. He's the main man. And um, so he's said enough is enough. Uh, he could see that a genocide was taking place. They go on about you know the the Jews, you know the Israelis, uh, you know a genocide in in Gaza, which is a load of nonsense, a load of absolute Hollywood, Pallywood, propaganda. Uh, and uh, and yes, and so um, that that is the problem we've got. A lot of nonsense at all. And so the reason that the data is kept secret is simple. It would expose the fact, this is why they want to keep it quiet, the New Zealand government wants this quiet, it would expose the fact that COVID vaccines are unsafe, as well as all the vaccines that have been able to get record-level data on. 
He said he has been. Today, thanks to a courageous whistleblower who works at the New Zealand Ministry of Health, we have record-level information. Information from a large population of all ages and are making it public for the first time. Uh, there is also, if you go over to uh, substack.com, you'll also see a link to a Rumble video announcing the leak with uh, New Zealand Loyal Party. And uh, loyal to you, not to them. Who are they? They are the globalists. We don't know who they are. It's fifth generation warfare. We have no idea who these people are. Uh, we, we might think it's Klaus Schwab, but it's probably not. He's just a, a little minor key in a big operation. Now, it's called Operation M-O-A-R, Mother of All Revelations. The data, this is it. This That was released on the 30th of November. So, But, but Steve Kirsch already had all this information, and uh, some senior people um, that are around the world have already been looking at it, and they concur uh, that it is damning. And uh, so now it, it is out. And there is also a YouTube link as well, but uh, YouTube censored it within just minutes of posting it just like we knew they would. Just as you suspected, the COVID vaccines have killed millions of people worldwide. One estimate, one death per 1,000 doses of, on average in a standard population. And now we have the data to prove it. The short response to criticism. So if you go over to Kirsch Substack, become a member over there. I think there's about 230-odd thousand subscribers there. If you go there, he publishes. He's very transparent about everything he does. He's offering millions of dollars to people to um, to come over, and he offered money to um, who was it? Sean Plunkett, and Plunkett uh, backed out because he knew he'd be wrong because he's backed by the Wright Family Foundation, and uh, they must have some sort of link. I think they're linked to Susie Wilds through some company or organisation or foundation, and uh, of course Susie Wilds has been plugging the pushing you know, pushing the uh, the vaccines on behalf of the government. On behalf of the Jacksonators, the Vax murderers is what they are. So uh, I won't read all the rest of that because it's all very complicated and I don't know and all these graphs and I don't know, but you're only really sort of looking at uh, just a minor part of it there. So he said, this is what Kirsch did say. He said, I offered a bet, any, I offered to bet anyone $1 million, that's US, on the same terms. Uh, what were that to people? I, I guess the terms where they came and debated with him. Um, yes. So uh, there, that is there. Go and have a look at it yourself. Um, a few people have tried to debate him and they backed out because they realise that uh, it is all true. And so it looks as though we have vax murderers are loose. And uh, don't think this new government are going to be worse. They were going to be worse. They were going to vaccinate you, vax murder us even worse than the last government. Uh, even Winston Peters back in October, I think September, October of 2021, he wrote on his Facebook, uh, you know, just got to, government's got to stop wringing their hands. They've got to get stuck in and get these people jabbed. Uh, get them, you know, they've all got to get jabbed so we can get out of lockdown. He was, of course, it was terrible for him at the bottom of his garden catching fish. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, now, uh, that clown jokes, is, so I've got that written there. I shouldn't, I, I will tell you, I will, I, I'll try and remind myself to tell you that joke about the clowns on the, um, the clown on his way to a birthday party and two cannibals spotted him. Okay, so there, it's all there. You can have a look at it yourself. I probably will get into trouble for repeating it, but you can go and look at it there. Kirschsubstack.com K-I-R-S-C-H Substack. This is the, some of the information here that the government do not want you to know about. Why? Because it will unearth the fact that they are vax murderers. 
They are. And this current government that we've got, they are probably worse than the last lot. So there we are. Uh, so now we'll go back to Radio New Zealand and look at the boring news today, the, um, the stuff they feed us to keep us busy. Uh, it's a bit like being employed, isn't it? They just give you wages to, um, uh, so that you'll be happy with that and won't think about going and starting your own business and doing, doing very well. Now, um, so new news. No, that's it for them. And uh, so I'll be back in a minute. We'll go and have a look at News Hub and see what they're up to. I've been learning. You know what I've been doing? No, what have you been doing? I've been learning how to speak Japanese, eh? Have you? Yeah. <laughs> it's really easy to eh? I show, I see, I show you how I learned that because I was, I used to watch that, um, what's that program, um, Shogun. Remember that? Remember that fellow in Shogun? He used to walk around like this. <laughs> and I thought I can do that. So I want to learn how to speak Japanese. So I went to this old Japanese fellow, and he said, "There are three strings." You must learn in order to speak Japanese properly. And that's what I said. First, you must learn how to feel the cold. Right? This is so you can get that. <laughs> Secondly, you must have experienced constipation. No, 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 listen, no, seriously, seriously, no, shut up, listen. <laughs> Constipation. This is so you can get that. Right? Yes. And then, thirdly, you must have experienced amnesia. Right? So you forget everything you ever learned like that and you have perfect Japanese. So I did it. And you put all those three ingredients together, you have perfect Japanese. First of all, learn how to feel the cold. Secondly, constipation. Thirdly, amnesia. Perfect Japanese comes out like this. Alrighty, that was good fun. <laughs> there from Billy T. James, and I think I said he was um, human rights. No, no, race relations conciliator. He was the best, really, we ever had, wasn't he, old Billy? 14 minutes to 7, we'll have some TNT Radio News at 7. Now, we're over at News Hub, and what have they got to offer? Well, there's a story here about Māori, Royal Proclamation, uh, issued by a kangi, uh, a Kingi Tanga, that's for Māori, to assemble in face of the new government policies. And you can see the way this is written, that the media are against the new government as well, which I think I find that quite good, actually. <laughs> that's a good sign. When the media are with you, with your government, um, you know, obviously that is a bit of a worry. And employment. I am here to do what people voted for. That was the minister. She defends the decision to ignore leaked Treasury advice about the FPA. And you're thinking, well, what on earth is the FPA and who is this minister? Well, it's Brooke Van Velden. She defends the decision to annoy the leak, ignore the leak. 
And uh, the only trouble with News Hub, you've got all these videos you've got to get rid of uh, before you can actually see anything. An investigation has been launched into how secret cabinet papers about fair pay agreements were leaked to News Hub. Workplace Relations Minister Brooke Van Velden is attempting to brush off the leak and is defending her decision to ignore Treasury's advice that they remove... Uh, that the removal would disproportionately affect women, young people, Māori and Pacifica. Prime Minister Christopher Luxon confirmed the investigation on Tuesday morning. Uh, what else does he say here? He says the pa- now, they say that this is News Hub. They say that the papers from one of the Cabinet's very first decisions about their plan to scrap fair play agreements were leaked to News Hub on Monday this week. Minister, a senior minister, Chris Bishop, he laughed when asked about the leak on Tuesday. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Uh, there's an inquiry underway, he said. Oh, okay. It's a laughing matter. Is it a laughing matter, said said one of the reporters, I suppose. Well, no. I just think there is bigger issues than leaks of cabinet papers about fair pay agreements. I think he'd be right. So there we are. Just any excuse to get stuck into the the trio, the three musketeers. And more on politics. The government seeks to hold extra pay for public servants uh, fluent in Māori. They're going to get rid of that. So the public servants, they're off learning Murray. They got actual, I think they got about $3,000. People in dock were paid $3,000 that they went off and learnt the Murray language. Now, in the Middle East, Israeli accuses Hamas of sexually assaulting women. Well, they certainly did. Certainly did. And um, we'll look at sport in a minute. Back to Parliament. And uh, the opening of Parliament uh, was uh, a taster of thrilling politics, uh, political scenes to come. And I think that Jolly Rawiri um, was saying some naughty words when he should have been swearing his oath to the king, but he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He took some other sort of an oath, and so he shouldn't really be allowed to be in our parliament because we all have to swear allegiance to the king uh, because we actually live in the realm of New Zealand, and New Zealand is actually a constitutional monarchy. And I don't think that I'm a royalist. No, there's a big difference between a royalist and a monarchist. I am a monarchist. Uh, but I'm um, slowly sort of losing. That's beginning to wane as well. I think I'd, I think I'd rather be. I always thought it was a good idea. Keep the Catholics out uh, to have a a, a prime minister. Uh, sorry, um, a head of state, which was a Protestant, not prime minister, Protestant. I thought it was a good idea uh, to keep those Catholics out because we can't have that. Can't be overrun. We just, um, you know, they spent a thousand years in, in the Dark Ages. Uh, there, just being you know hung, drawn, and quartered, and burnt at the stake, all that sort of thing, for even just believing that the uh, doctrine, the Catholic doctrine of transubstantiation, which is the transfer to transform the uh, wine and the little uh, pagan wafer into the real body of Christ, you actually had to believe that, and then you eat it. So of course you'd be a cannibal, wouldn't you? Uh, and so that, so cannibal, yes, so Catholics are cannibals, according to their own. Uh, their own doctrine, and um, yes, so um, th- so there you have it. So now I've lost, lost, lost my train of thought. Ah, well, these things happen, don't they? Nine minutes to seven, and um, I don't know why so many of you listen to me because I just rab it on sometimes. Now we'll go back to politics, and I'll and I'll try and gather my thoughts. Now, what a surprise, Brownlee, Jerry Brownlee, he's back. He's going to be elected as the Speaker of the House. Oh, I think that could be quite good, Brownlee. I don't know how long he'll be Speaker of the House if he doesn't get some of that weight off. He's going to live a short life. So Brownlee, Jerry. Uh, you need to knock off the um, all the fruit and vegetables and all the sugar, all that that stuff there, and get stuck into a good meat diet. Don't believe all the nonsense that Klaus is telling you that you should be eating bugs and all that sort of stuff. It's all garbage. It's all designed to keep you unhealthy. Uh, they don't want you eating the best, the rocket fuel uh, for mankind, which is meat. They don't want you eating that.
no way you can survive uh, and have a healthy, happy mental attitude. And uh, you know, people people that are on on the carnival diet, they just they can have all sorts of stuff thrown at them, and they just carry on. People that I know. They can't believe it, even after a month of being on the carnival diet. And don't go just rushing into a carnival diet too, by the way. Go in there and have a look. Go on YouTube. Nothing wrong with YouTube. Doctors learn off YouTube. The Khan Academy's um, all put together on from YouTube. They're uh, a joint venture. You know, it sort of went off the Khan Academy when um, Bill Gates started, found out that he was, a, he was a big financer of it. So that worried me a little bit. He wants to take control of everything, doesn't he? But anyway, the... Um, uh, you know, it's all nonsense. You need to get that meat down, you, Mister 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 um, uh, Jerry Brownlee, and then you'll lose some weight. That weight will fall off you. You'll probably have to go and have a bit of a tuck and tickle or something. You know, you'll have to have a stitch and tuck or whatever they call it, uh, because you've got quite a lot of fat. I wouldn't want to see what you look like with your shirt off. Goodness me, that'd be frightening, wouldn't it? If the small children would be terrified by that. Uh, and uh, but so you will have to probably have an operation because you've let yourself get so obese that you will probably have to have an operation. You won't be able to. Um, you won't be able to. Uh, what would you say? You know, just you know, do a bit of exercise. Okay, uh, so there we go. Now uh, people texting here, but I can't constipate when I'm uh, on the radio. I can't constipate and re- concentrate, I should say, and read those at the same time. It's very hard. I lose my my um, I lose my constipation very easily. A uh, concentration. Now um, we're back at News Hub, and it's, it's a very boring day today. I have to tell you. Nothing much happening, so we'll leave News Hub where it is, and we'll come back in just a moment, and we'll uh, we'll just uh, be rudely interrupted by Catherine Tate. I think we've got time for her. It's six minutes to six minutes to seven, and uh, then when she, when we come back from her, we'll have a look at uh, stuffed uh, stuff. I should say stuff.co.nz and see what's on the boil there. Excuse me, I've lost my mum. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. <laughs> just creeps up at you at the most peculiar times, doesn't it? Did she have a good innings? She's not dead. I just can't find her. Oh, my God! (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you meant... (laughs) It's okay. We we just got split up somewhere along the way. Oh, I see. (laughs) Sorry, is it possible to make an announcement? I don't see why not. What would you like to say about it? <laughs> no, I mean, do you have a speaker system or something? A speaker system? Yes, to make an announcement about my mother. A speaker system to make an announcement about your mother? They'd probably think that was a bit of a waste of money. Unless she gets lost here on a regular basis. <laughs> well, OK, do you have a meeting point? Well, I know some people meet out the front near the bus stops, but they're mainly kids. No, I mean, do you have a meeting point for lost people? Well, if they're lost, they probably won't find it. (laughs) She'll be 83 at the weekend. I I don't know what to do. I wouldn't have a surprise party. (laughs) She doesn't want any sudden shocks at that age, does she? Does she like muffins? What? You know those shops that sell muffins and cookies? I don't know. Is there one of those shops on this floor? Oh, I'm not sure. (laughs) You can usually smell them, can't you? What, the muffins? No, old people. Customer Judy Wallace, please make your way to the third floor cafe where your mother is waiting for you. 
Somebody must be lost. <laughs> Four minutes to seven. That was Catherine Tate. You can check her out on YouTube. She's fantastic, isn't she? Very funny woman. Some of them are a bit naughty, though. Some of them I can't play here. Uh, there's one there, I think, where she plays the ug- ugly, uh, grandmother. She plays Gran, and she's talking about the ugly child. Lots of... I have to edit it. I'll, I'll go and edit it and edit all the, all the really bad swear words out. Because uh, she does use the F word, and I don't really like the F word. Uh, I mean, I use, I have used it. <laughs> I have to be honest, but I don't. You don't use it on the radio. Now, uh, Mark Spring has been at it. He's been busy. Mark Spring, you'll catch him. M A R C. That's Spring, and your MarkSpring dot com uh, over there. On he's got his own um, sort of um, news organisation, and um, he's very good. A uh, good photograph of on there at the front. He's got a big fat cigar. I bet you that cigar cost a hundred dollars. It's a beautiful cigar, and there it is, the real Mark Spring. So everything you ever wanted to know about Mark Spring, father, entrepreneur, justice campaigner and truth seeker. That is him. Now, the most popular stories today from Mark Spring is, there's two of them actually, where did today's protest actually, what, rather, where? What, I should say. Yes, what did it, we know where, uh, what did it actually produce? Well, um, they've had a meeting there, I think Shane Jones there had a bit of a chit-chat on um, One News with Nariwa Packer. All the women have got barcodes now, haven't they? All the married women. Why is that? And they're not even married, really. They wouldn't even qualify. Back in 1973, you wouldn't even qualify to be a married. You had to actually be married to be married. Today, you just have to wear a big green stone around your neck and have a barcode on your chin, and you qualify. Now, a bit of traffic congestion and not much else, really. Not much else at all. That was according to Mark Spring. This government is just a week old and about to be sworn in. This was when he wrote this. And it is, it's a meaningless protest to get things moving. Uh, TPM should be proud of the five seats they took in the, the last election. And they should be ready to do the work their voters want them to do. We didn't see any campaigning saying, vote for us. And we'll just protest for three years. TPM is the Maori Party, of course. Uh, the Maori Party now have the job to sit across in opposition. And that's how the New Zealand people voted. Yep, that's right. And they have three years to prove that their five electorate seat holders can create a path that would see the voter base grow. It's not likely to grow. So they've ruined their, chan- they've ruined their chances of governing because of the silliness and the ridiculous policies, they were actually egged on by the communists, weren't they? And they're out as well. So they've all gone. So New Zealand has voted. The sleeping giant has woken up, and we've decided we're not, we're not having this, having any more of this. Constantly paying the, playing the victim, the victim card, that's what they do. And in citing rebellion, rebellion they absolutely were. I mean, listen to Tom, uh, John Tamahiri just the other day, who certainly was inciting rebellion. And they don't want democracy. That's it. They don't know what it's all about. Shane Jones was on point when he was uh, on television yesterday in a video. The uh, Maori Party have variously said that they won't swear allegiance to the king. And that's fine. They think that's fine, do they? However, there should be consequences for that, including no salary, no access to government buildings, and no access to parliamentary services of any kind. Well, the law is that unless you swear allegiance to the king... Uh, you swear that oath, you cannot enter Parliament. You can't be involved in Parliament at all. So they should have no access at all. Let's let's hope that that actually happens. The mainstream media have yet to report that Māori, via the new three-way coalition, are better represented than the last than the last six years. That is true. The latest cabinet lineup has 35% of the ministers being Māori, up 28%. These are thinking Māori. These are people that want to get along. They want to build a country. 
build back better, <laughs> you might say. Um, anyway, the Maori Party, they made their campaign one that saw them counted out. That's So it's on them. And uh, so I actually do have Shane Jones here. I've got that. I might just let you hear that for yourself. You can hear it from the horse's mouth. Shane Jones with Nariwa Packer. So, what? of course, um, you, they never have the volume right. This is one news. They're as bad as the others. So I'll turn the volume right up and hope you can hear it. Here, here she is. The Pāti Māori is calling a nationwide action day against the new government. But when asked at post-cabinet yesterday if he knew what the protest was about, the new Prime Minister, Christopher Luxon, wasn't so sure. Um, to be honest, I don't. I mean, I'm reacting to uh, what I'm hearing and what I'm reading from um, what people are talking about um, as to the scope, the scale, uh, what the issues actually are. I think we'll, we'll, we'll be found, we'll, you know, we'll find out. But what i just say to you is, you know, we are going to be a government that's going to deliver for Māori. Here to share their thoughts on today's protests are Te Pāti Māori co-leader Debinari Wapaka and joining her as a first-time guest in our minor party panel, New Zealand First's Shane Jones. Morena to you both. Shane, I'll start with you. You're in the same government as the Prime Minister. Do you understand what the protests are about? Oh, look, it's a legitimate form of democracy to protest, but my message to my own people and the Māori Party is that democracy was celebrated on October the 14th. And today, when we uh, go through the rituals of Parliament and endow ourselves with the necessary privileges, it's a key feature of democracy. And I'll tell you what, Nariwa Packer there, gosh, she blinks. She's, she blinks faster than a lizard can drink. Democracy is a, is, a, is a taonga, and it shouldn't be trounced. OK, we'll talk about what's happening later on today in a moment. Debbie, I'll ask you, though, what, is, what are you hoping to achieve from the protest today? Um, I think, first of all, I'm not surprised that the Prime Minister doesn't know what it's about or what Māori think. Um, I don't think he's engaged with any, given the, the scale of some of the leaders presenting today. Um, but what we have is a government that has offended at least 20% of the population, and which is surprising, given the percentage of New Zealand First and Act don't meet that percentage. So, you know, again, we've got Party Māori back in our, our whānau Māori. We have a large mandate of Māori. We are able to totoko what's been said today. And it is a pushback against this government's anti-Māori policy platform. Yeah, Debbie, I, I understand the point that you make about the number of people who voted for certain parties, but is there, to an extent, I mean, they were a democratically elected coalition. Is this the fault, perhaps, of Labour for not having garnered enough support to push through a majority government on its side instead? Oh, look, I'm not here to um, even let Labour off the hook. They weren't that great for Māori, given look at some of the child poverty rates for Māori and Pacifica. What it is is an erosion of the rights and interests of Māori. And thankfully, uh, we have Māori that are 70% of the population are under the age of 40, and thus showing, alongside Tangata Tiriti, what it is that they think about this government's approach. There's a few hundred already shown up uh, for this protest, Shane. a few Shane, thousand. We, yeah, we're looking at some live pictures now of the people coming through uh, Wellington. Shane, some of those guests we've had on our programme this morning say the government has racist policies. What's your response to that? Oh, look, it's theatre. A lot of the people that are participating... Actually, I'll just interrupt Shane. Shane is Murray as well, So, just so you know. And as, as we know, 35% of the cabinet, new cabinet... Uh, of Maori descent. Is it theatre? Not only in this process. They, they don't have a right to, to back that up with something? No, I, I, what I'm saying is that 
on October the 14th, everyone voted. And we've laid out uh, our manifesto, and Debbie's a professional politician, I'm a professional politician, people have the right to protest, but know this from me. The Māori Battalion went to Greece. That's where the word democracy comes from. And they fought for the principles of liberty and freedom. And for um, this type of uh, narrative that's coming from Debbie and Rawiri, where they advertise the protest with two cock pistols, that is gross. It reminds me of what Sinn Féin did. Now, Sinn Féin, for a long period of time, refused to take their seats in Parliament in Ireland. Let's see how long Debbie and them sit outside. And I'm not surprised that uh, Shane doesn't understand modern Māori art. Okay. Well, we've got uh, a long period of time to have these debates, and, you know, we're professional politicians. I put uh, my credentials up along with my leader against anyone within Māoridom and that's why we're in the government. Now we need to be really clear um, and look I I understand that um, one classes himself as a professional politician for a certain genre but the reality is we did not get and certainly um, Shane and Act did not get a Māori mandate and that is something that we have been privileged and honoured to have and we will heed the call of our people, unlike some who dine off their wakapapa, and we will continue to push that forward to this government. The kaupapa dine that we have is a government what? that has enjoyed the division and the fact that Māori don't have rights and interests, that we don't have inequities to address, and the fact that they're comfortable pushing us back 50 years is not going to be tolerated. You know, we're okay, an economic you... nationalist party. And I can tell you this, Debbie trades on victimhood. Oh. And that has become the kaupapa of the Māori Party, which erodes New Zealand's unity and integration. And I'm all about putting that kaupapa out the back paddock. And Debbie does not accept men who sit there and bully her and stand over her and will never. And we are women who have now enjoyed our own views, enjoyed our own aspirations, and we will continue to push back against this type of misogynistic attitude that comes with old dinosaur politicians. Well, you can, look, we shouldn't <laughs> allow these debates to degenerate into personal well, attacks. Well, you did, If Shane. you bring the kaupapa of victimhood, Stand, be prepared to be challenged. No, no, no. You are just used to bullying women and you don't like the fact that I don't accept that. Never will, never have. Okay, on that note, I'm going to interrupt right there. I think we've made the point very clear, but I do have another question. Speaking of old dinosaurs, Debbie, are you going to be swearing allegiance to the King of England today? I'll do exactly what our people expect us to do. What does that mean? Exactly what it has always meant. I swore it in the last... And of course, you know, you know my views about the, the way that colonisation has affected us, but we will always do what our people have put us here to do. OK. See more of this victimhood again. thinking. Further oh victimhood. My gosh, there we go again. Kia uncle. I'm going to move on to another topic to finish up, just so that we can, we can wrap this up with something that you both might have some other interesting thoughts on. Waka Kotahi has officially flipped its name back to the New Zealand Transport Agency, and I'm wondering... Uh, Shane Jones, if you can tell me, how vital is that move to getting the country back on track? How important, given the cost of living crisis and climate crisis and other things we are facing at the moment? Look, the ubiquity with which Labour threw our language around and appending it to all these government departments was inversely related to the quality and the content of the output. I love our language. Our party has a host of people who are totally bilingual, but we are not tolerating this tokenism that labour through everywhere. Not far from where uh, Debbie's people come from is Mount Messenger, 
Waka Kotahi, New Zealand, New, uh, New Zealand Transport Association Authority needs to go back to basics, build roads that keep Kiwis safe, and move on from vanity signalling. Yeah, no one disagrees, but what's that got to do with their name? Rebuilding roads, that doesn't get the potholes filled. Well, therein lies the actual problem. We've spent too much time building roads, giving hapu, who are themselves divisive, as is evident in northern Taranaki, and they've stopped progress. There's far too much authority being allocated to non-mandated, uh, non-professional groups, and they're holding the nation to ransom, and we can't build infrastructure. OK, I have to do this because, Shane, you got to start, so, Debbie, you get to finish. Any thoughts on the name change that you want to wrap up with? Oh, look, we've heard a lot of the disbanding, disestablishment, you know, disconnection of Aureo. At no stage have we heard what they're intending to do to Wakamana Aureo. We're all bilingual, we're hearing, but at no stage have we seen a progressive, futuristic focus on Aureo strategy from either of these parties. It's completely backward politicking. But, hey, we're up for it. OK, there's a big day ahead for everybody. All the best. Debbie, I'll let sure, you get okay. back to the protest. Shane, I'm sure you've got Thank some you. other things you'd like to attend to. Debbie Nade, we're packing from Tapati Māori and Shane Jones from New Zealand. And I thought Shane Jones was very polite, actually. He called them. He called Debbie Nariwapaka. She was a professional as well, but she was very nasty. She was sitting there blinking away. Her eyes were blinking away, just uh, pulling silly faces, as they do. And Shane was very professional, just exp almost expressionless, just listening to her, letting her finish. Very good. I was very impressed with Shane Jones. Actually, very impressed with that interview. Now, I went, went on for a bit and uh, I decided to go right through the news because I think that was important for us uh, Kiwis to actually hear that, New Zealanders to hear that. Now, um, I've just spoken to um, a good friend of mine, a very good friend of mine while that was happening. And uh, so I want you all to leave me now. Uh, in fact, I will try and find, uh, uh, to save you leaving me, uh, you can stick around because I'm going to take you to Alex Jones. And uh, it's a very important bit of a broadcast. I'll be back in a minute. I'll just quickly find it because this is all it's all happening. Everything has changed overnight. Everything has changed. And so I will uh, bring you that information in just one moment if I can just find my way around. So when I get when I get excited, I sometimes I sometimes aren't able to operate very well. But here we go. I'll be back in a moment. They thought they were CNN and CNN was huge. CNN is the news. CNN is a gigantic corporation. They have a big building, a whole deal, giant sign. They didn't understand that this podcast is 10 times larger than them. And it was exposed during that whole thing where they just made this terrible chess move. They just ran out in the middle with their king. That's how I found myself in the middle of all this. That's how I found myself having conversations with Peter McCullough and Robert Malone and a lot of other people. A lot of very intelligent people that they weren't crazy. They weren't tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists or QAnon believers. They were just intelligent people that had looked at all the data and had said, I think we're being... The alive. devil is trying to once again prevent the return of Jesus. And how can he do this? Well, when we look in Matthew chapter 23, when Jesus is weeping over Israel after they've rejected him as Messiah, he makes an interesting proclamation. He says, you shall not see me again henceforth until you say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. So the prophetically, Jesus Christ linked his second coming to Israel, acknowledging him as Messiah, as right. Yeshua HaMashiach. Right. And so, so where does the Nephilim come into this? Well, the final Nephilim, who I believe is the Antichrist, he's the ultimate deception to try and prevent that from happening. He's going to present himself as Israel's Messiah to, prevent, to, to lure them away and deceive them, because if they don't acknowledge Christ, Christ says he won't, they won't see him. He will not return. It's directly linked. And so now this is Satan's final attempt to try to once again stop the coming of Messiah. Gaza 
starts a war to kill as many Israelis as Okay, we'll stop Dennis Prager right there. We're up to um, 13 minutes past seven, and we're going to cross over now to Alex Jones. Uh, Alex Jones is interviewing um, our man, Barry Young, who was uh, released from custody yesterday here in New Zealand at one o'clock. Um, and his, he, he was going under the name of Winston Smith. He's the whistleblower that was a senior analyst for the New Zealand government, and uh, so we'll just uh, we'll join that program right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be whistleblowers from the inside that bring down the globalist and their biomedical plan for global depopulation. You are about to see the whistleblower of whistleblowers. This is confirmed. The New Zealand News is admitting that this guy's real. The head administrator has come out with the secret documents that the government knows that at least 17% of people that take the Pfizer or Moderna shot are dead within one year. And we have matching numbers, and we've already put out our own previous reports with top statisticians with insurance companies documenting this in the U.S., Europe, and other areas that took the shots. None of this is happening in other countries that didn't take the shots. This, ladies and gentlemen, will bring down the globalists. Not just this report, but it inspiring other whistleblowers to go public. So stay with us and share this everywhere you can, because literally our lives, our freedom, our children's future is in the balance right now. As soon as the system went live, we noticed that um, people were dying almost straight away after being injected. Nobody but me in New Zealand has seen this data. Now I'm giving it to the world. I've got a master's degree in science. I noticed some discrepancies with the dates um, of death. People getting, people dying within a week of being vaccinated. Nearly one in four that that person vaccinated is now dead. Mostly it's Pfizer in New Zealand. What I did with the data was um, look at the top 10 um, batches that were had a high death count, a high mortality rate, and I put them on a chart. These are the, the biggest number of deaths we've seen in history of New Zealand. The death rate has gone up 6%, 8% year on year. This breaking news is confirmed and is over-the-top insane. Now, what could be more important than all the declassified documents that came out this week, plus whistleblowers, that the Pentagon, the CIA, the FBI were coordinating illegally and knew it was illegal to censor, surveil, and steal elections, but also suppress COVID-19 truth, and so much more, using psychological warfare operations and deceptions against the American people. Absolutely massive story. It's all over the news. And I wanted to do a deep dive on it because back in 2016, we were the first to expose it when Obama actually snuck it into the Defense Authorization Act. And then we saw all the permutations that happened after that as Obama had set up a shadow government within the U.S. government. So when you see the weaponization of big tech hearings in Congress the last few months, and it seems 
over-the-top insane and criminal. It is literally just scratching the surface, one layer of the onion, the tip of the iceberg. Now, what I'm about to hit today is on record, is documented, and is true. And it's just now breaking. And we've been tracking it for over two-plus years since 2021 in December of 2021 when the poison shots rolled out in North America. They rolled out three months before in the UK first. And we have all that information, and we're about to be going over it with you. But what is the big bombshell? What is something that is the greatest crime in human history? I'm about to lay it all out with a major high-level government whistleblower from New Zealand starting now. Now, it's very important before we go to these clips to understand that, as I just said a few minutes ago, two and a half years ago, two years ago, a year ago, we posted detailed reports from the public database of the Pfizer and Moderna shots, not just here, but around the world, that upwards of 17% or even higher in some of the studies, some of the analysis, who took the Moderna or Pfizer shot were dead within one year. I can't get to all this on my regular show. That's why I really like doing these Friday shows, and I'm looking very soon to do more free-form podcasts that are basically commercial-free or commercial light so that I can really get to a lot of this content. So that's why I'm very excited to be working with Mug Club. If you sign up at the regular Stephen Crowder operation, that supports what they're doing, and that's wonderful. When you sign up at jonescrowder.com, we get a large part of the funding for our operation and what we're doing. So please, if you're not a member and you're watching this where it's been pirated somewhere, please go to jonescrowder.com. You get all their shows, all the content, everything, including mine, at jonescrowder.com. Also, for folks over at Mug Club, you get a massive discount with promo club MUG. So all you do is put in promo code MUG when you're at InfoWarsStore.com. We'll put InfoWarsStore.com on screen. When you go to InfoWarsStore.com, all you do is put in promo code MUG and you get an additional 10% off on the products. Right now in December, we're running store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points. Some of the products are 60% off. When you get an additional 10% off, you're getting it at cost or lower. All right, so we've already slashed prices. These are amazing products. X2 sold out for more than a year, back in stock. We have the amazing, super strong, super healthy Turbo Force 10-hour clean energy. It's all at InfoWarsStore.com. Get a copy of my book, The Great Awakening. Get a signed copy as well. That helps fund the broadcast. I want to thank you for all of your support. Use promo code MUG for an additional 10% off at InfoWarsStore.com. And, and, and finally, I don't want to miss the forest for the trees. Please get the whistleblower information out to everyone you know. Ask other talk show hosts to cover it because it's not just this big bombshell. This is like setting off a hand grenade in a fireworks factory. And the fireworks factory is the, is the, is the empire of lies. A hand grenade by itself isn't going to bring the whole thing down. But we detonate this. That's an analogy. I'm not saying literally do it. Nonviolently, peacefully in the info war, we detonate the hand grenade in the middle of the fireworks factory 
it blows the whole thing sky high, and more whistleblowers are going to come forward. And so I want to thank this whistleblower for their courage, now losing their job, but they gain their soul, and they gain stopping these mass murderers from committing these huge crimes. And the globalists will be brought to justice for what they've done. They need to be standing before the man in Nuremberg, too. And it couldn't come fast enough. So I want to thank you all. The ball is in your court now. God bless and good luck. There Cyber we Week 20. That is Alex Jones. And uh, so you can go to Rumble yourself and you can have another look at that. You can also do a bit of a search and uh, follow Alex Jones' show, Info Wars. There we are. So he's the one that's uh, releasing it. But, of course, Steve Kirsch had the information back on the November, the, uh, November the f- 8th of November, and uh, he uh, kept it quiet until the 30th of November, which was when uh, the whistleblower, Barry Young, came out and, uh, and revealed it all to us, uh, to New Zealanders. And now I think there's been a new ruling. I'm pretty sure that uh, Counterspin Media have just put something out saying that we're actually not allowed to say anything or share any, any information at all. So we're all, and so really, we, we are all Barry Young. That's, that's who we need to be. We are all him. We need to, you know, change our Facebook pages, our whatever, put his photograph up there. And uh, he is a hero. And uh, one day he will be known as the, the, one of the greatest New Zealanders, one of the most respected New Zealanders of all time. And everyone else, you'll be hanging your heads in shame when the truth has finally come out. Barry has one of the New Zealand's top lawyers. His name is Matthew Haig. And um, so get behind this and support. Uh, I think you could do that. The safest place to put your money would be with Liz Gunn, and she will make sure that it goes to the right place. So get in touch with uh, Liz Gunn. Uh, there will obviously there will be some. You'll have to be careful where we send our money because the government will probably want to try and uh, uh, confiscate it. So we've got to watch out for that. So hopefully they all do need to be standing before a um, before a judge, a uh, panel of judges at Nuremberg too. That's where they need to be. And I've, I think obviously the death penalty will have to be brought back in because these crimes are so huge, with millions of deaths. And uh, really they've failed, isn't haven't they? They haven't reached uh, the uh, the volume that they wanted to reach. I think they've lied to us too about the number of people that have actually been jabbed. They were saying something like ninety percent, but I think uh, looking at um, and I could be wrong on this because I'm not an, I'm not a senior analyst. I'm not um, someone that uh, knows what they're talking about. Someone like Barry Young, who our media have tried to um, uh, slander him, and they've attempted to to issue a disinformation that he's just a worker, like he was sweeping the floor at the. Um, at uh, the New Zealand government, uh, but he's a senior analyst, been there for quite some time, since two th- 2018, and he actually set it up, he runs the thing, and his, uh, his conscience, when he, could, when he could see what was going on, he obviously had to make plans for the future, because it was really going to be the end of his life as he knew it here in New Zealand, and he had an opportunity to leave, he could have left New Zealand. Now what I'm going to do is, I, before I go any further, those of you that um, haven't heard from, uh, haven't heard um, Liz Gunn, before and the last broadcast that she made, I'm going to bring you that right now. I'll just see if I can find it. Um, I'm pretty sure that I've got it here somewhere. Uh, no, I don't think I have. I will find it. I will be right back in just a moment and I'll find it. In the meantime, I've got a lovely song from Maisie Rika. It's in Maori, but it's beautiful and uh, I'd like you to have listened to it. 24 minutes past seven.
Isn't that wonderful, eh? 29 minutes past 7 here at the Liberty NZ Breakfast with Grant Edwards. And her name is Maisie Rika. And uh, that song is called, I've just sort of lost track of it there, uh, it's called Tangaroa Wakamaltai. A beautiful song. have no idea what she's singing, but it makes you want to learn Murray, doesn't it? When you're not having it forced down your throat by every government department, every politician, everyone you come across. But when it's just so beautiful, what a beautiful singer she is. So that will be on the playlist. And a very good video too. If you go over to YouTube, you can see that wonderfully uh, presented video. And uh, we've got a few pretty good country singers as well, but that's beautiful. And so I really like it. So um, yeah, that's Maisie. So hopefully I'll find a few more from her as well and bring it to you. And I'm pretty sure she sings in English as well. But that's just lovely. And it makes you want to learn the language when you hear such um, beautiful singing and uh, instruments, the way they're playing, and it makes you just want to be a part of that, doesn't it? It's just fantastic. Okay, 29 minutes past seven, and uh, what did I promise you? Well, I promised you the Whistleblowers um, Media Agency. Well, I guess you would say that is Liz Gunn, a journalist and uh, television presenter. Uh, she's also a lawyer, so she knows what she's doing. Here is Liz's last broadcast uh, to us at around about five o'clock on Sunday, just gone. I'm Liz Gunn, and this is an emergency call around the world from New Zealand. Today is Sunday, the 3rd of December, 2023. I'm out in the car that we have. I've had a call to say that the whistleblower who has put out the crucial information exposing the COVID lies, exposing the information that he had working for the Ministry of Health in New Zealand, has had his house surrounded by police at 2.15 today. It has been swarming with police. The time now is almost five o'clock. I have not gone public yet because I wanted not to inflame the situation, but why are the police there still? And this I heard 10 minutes ago, as well as that 10 minutes ago, the second person who backs up that whistleblower and one of the people who contacted me along with the whistleblower has had her house now surrounded by police. So those two people are no longer available to talk to us and I must put this message out to the world. I would remind the new New Zealand government under Luxon that you must get out the truths and show you are different from the tyrannical Ardern government. This is a massive challenge for you. This is where you show New Zealand what kind of a government you will be, and particularly you, Winston Peters. Winston, I came round to your house on the eve of putting the information out. I reached you by phone on message. I said, I have something very important to offer you. You got into government promising New Zealanders that you would stand up for what we call the freedom truth-telling movement, that you would put out a full COVID inquiry. The whistleblower tried to reach you as well. I gave him your number and he said that he would give you all the information. We were both willing to give you the first drop and make you the hero politician of the world. We are still willing to do that, but I am calling on you, Winston. I am calling on you. Help these people. Make sure Luxon calls off the police Make sure they are freed immediately. Make sure that this whistleblower is honoured as a New Zealand hero for telling the people of the world the truth. 
the eyes of the world are upon New Zealand, Winston Peters. Not only that, on a personal note, Winston, you know, as I do, my father in the 80s stood by you when no one would listen to you, when you wanted to get the wine box information out. That involved a whistleblower. It was my father who advised Peter Williams to also stand next to you. And it was they who said to the, the braying press, wanting your blood, Winston should be honoured for putting this story out. Well, here it is, karmically. Now I call on you to return that favour that my father did for you. And beyond that, Winston, I did an incredible interview for you at the beginning of the election campaign that helped you get into government. There is no doubt about that. I am asking you, Winston, show that you really meant what you said when you stood in this election and got all those freedom votes. Beyond that, New Zealand and the world, you must send messages to this new government under Christopher Luxon, care of the New Zealand Parliament in Wellington, around the world, demanding that the whistleblowers be freed, and me too, if they come for me. This is absolute tyranny. There are two things at play here. Yes, the Ministry of Health data is important to protect the privacy, but there is a greater importance. The greater importance is if a government is shown to be criminal, then it is absolutely essential that the people of that country find a way to expose that criminality. And that is what I have done here as a reporter, as a journalist. That is a journalist's role, and that is what the whistleblowers have done. That is what whistleblowing is about. This is major criminality on a level of Watergate. It's also major truth-telling, showing the world what has been done in terms of murder around the world. You either stand by these whistleblowers or you are going to see this sort of tyranny come to your home, your door, in future years. And if not you, the doors of your children. We will all be prisoners in future years if the world does not stand by and with and stand up for these whistleblowers. Help New Zealand. We are in dire straits if this new government perpetrates the tyranny and brutality of Jacinda Ardern's ghastly government. This is the challenge. This is when it really counts. Please help. Contact Winston Peters, care of the New Zealand Parliament. Demand that he stands up as well. It is crucial. It is crucial that they are free. Absolutely. 25 minutes to 8, um, TNT Radio News today. But we're going to cross over now and take the live feed. This is the InfoWars network feed. It's uh, 24-7 and it's a live feed. We're just, um, we're just going to see if there's anything new to add to uh, what we've had now of our famous uh, Barry Young, who is the New Zealand's um, hero. Um, he will end up getting uh, multiple medals for this, an award. He's a wonderful human being, a wonderful citizen of Earth and an incredible New Zealander, um, head of um, his department. He is actually the senior analyst uh, that released this information. So we're now going to cross over to InfoWars and just see what's happening there. Looks like Steve Kirsch uh, they've got there, so let's do that right now. I want to also commend Counterspin Media for the great job and persecution they've gone through in New Zealand. They're going to be co-hosting coming up the fourth hour with Maria Z. So this is international. We're facing the same corporate biomedical takeover all over the world, and we're unified worldwide whether you're in Argentina, whether you're in South Africa, whether you're in Saudi Arabia, whether you're in Germany, whether you are in New Zealand, Australia, whether you're in Russia, 
or Canada or America. We're all here together. I want to bring Steve Kirsch here in in a minute. I really appreciate him coming on on short notice. He's got a lot going on in the UK, really trying to change things. But, but Barry, you made a really important point when we went into the break uh, that I wanted you to be able to uh, basically elaborate on and then any other points that you wanted to get out here. Yeah, um, I just want anyone who's got access to this level of data just to be brave because bad things happen when good people do nothing. And there are plenty of good people out there, plenty of good people. We just need to be brave and do the right thing, and we can end this. I I totally agree with you. Uh, the, the other question was, you began to elaborate on it, we hit the break. You, you, uh, you were saying you reached out to the leader of your country, which is saying he wasn't going to go along with, with uh, your your last two leaders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He campaigned, his election promise was to, um, you know, hold inquiries about the, the, the mandates and so far radio silence. And I, I tried desperately to reach him and I was saying, you know, um, I'll give you this data, I'll work with you, I'll make you look like the greatest hero in New Zealand history. It's there for you, Winston Peters, it's there for you. And that's what you campaigned on for this election. And you know, they all campaign, they're all happy to talk to people before the election, but after the election, they just go into the little, the parliament, and you never hear from them again. No, it's just a uniparty once more, just one single party, an old move in lockstep. And it's just, you know, it's awful but we can't reach these people now after the election. And they haven't re he hasn't responded. We, we tried so hard to reach him and, you know, give him this data and tell him, you know, please investigate this. We need to know what's going on. And by the way, that's key in law. Our laws are similar, you know, common law, English common law, that you tried to go to the government and you tried to go through the system first. That's an interesting area. I, I, I want you to elaborate on that, but but right now I'm going to bring uh, Steve Kirsch in and kind of let him host here for the next 25 minutes we have with you two together because he's way smarter than I am uh, when it comes to this stuff and with his observations or his questions. So, Steve, uh, go ahead. Well, you know, one of the, the questions that's been on my mind, which Barry hasn't answered, and it's great to be able to do a, a Zoom call with him for the first time, uh is what happened when you sent the email did you send the email and what happened and why don't you describe what the email you sent was um well my i think it's really racing. important a million times yeah so i was i was trying to reach the deputy prime minister for a couple of days before then and i was you know calling them constantly um got nowhere so was liz gone as well and um so we got we got nowhere, and um, I sent the email. It just basically said, um, um, "I am a database administrator. I work for the Ministry of Health. Um, these are my credentials. I implemented this database. I've noticed massive red flag safety signals in it, and statistically, doing some basic analysis, it shows that." these vaccines are killing people and there's a 100 billion to one chance that they're not killing people so statistically you know it's it's a certainty that they are and um i just said to them um in the in the name of humanity you've got 
two choices. You can be on the right side of history or you can choose to do nothing. And so far they've done nothing. Wow. And so once I sent that email out, um, I, just, I just closed every, my system just got locked down um, and they, they came after me like a pack of wolves. Ah, oh, so now we're learning the backstory. Sorry. Steve, go yeah, ahead. So, he, 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 so, so Barry, did you send the email to everyone in upper management notifying them of a serious safety signal in the data? Yes, everyone in the executive leadership team, all the deputy director generals. And then I sent another one to all members of parliament saying exactly the same thing. So they know they know that your intent was to save lives. And yet yes. they sent the cops after you, even though they knew your intent was to save lives. That is despicable. Yes, they did. Well, first they locked me out of the system and then they they sent all sorts of um, you know, injunctions and trying to stop me from saying anything and um, sent a guy to serve a, a warrant or something like a, a sheet of papers that I couldn't, there's, there's like a telephone book. There's no way I could read through it. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just gobbledygook. It wasn't even addressed to me. So I don't know what the hell the purpose of that was. Maybe it was to find out where I was at that particular time, because the next day the cops show up and boom, I'm, you know, in jail. <laughs> so did they, so, what yeah. happened? At, so. What was the timing after you sent the email? Did they cut you off immediately from the system after you sent the email? They didn't even investigate? Yes, they, they locked me out of the system. Immediately, straight up. after you sent the email? Yes, yeah, yeah. And then I, Within... I was summoned to at, at work um, the next day. And the, that's the funny thing as well. They, they sent me a disciplinary notice that they would lock me out. The, the, my system, um, because I've got high level access. You can you can understand if it was a danger, why they would do something like that. And then I had like an hour, a half an hour's notice to appear at the ministry for this hearing. And the funny thing is they, they got my name completely wrong and my job title. So it wasn't even addressed to me. So if it, it's not addressed to me, and how, why should I attend a meeting? By the way, Steve, I know you're. I know where you're going, and I want you to elaborate on this. But under international law, under common law, which is the basis of law in the West, the fact that they could have claimed they were stupid later when this all comes out, but now that he went through channels first and they retaliated, forcing him to go public, they've now made themselves culpable in the crime, right, Steve? I, you know, I'm not an expert on on that part of the law, but it's it is unbelievable to me that here you are whistleblower saying hey there's a safety signal and they treat you as the criminal here instead yeah. of looking at the data and investigating when i'm really curious what happened at this hearing that uh that you went to yeah let's can, talk about that when did happened? this happen before this all unfolded what's the time frame um this was on friday um i was i was due to appear 11 30 i didn't make the hearing I, I couldn't make the hearing. It wasn't even addressed to me anyway. So I, after that, I received another um, a mail was couriered out, uh, you know, a letter saying you now suspended from the system. Sure. So you get so they were acting like they were going through a process. You get blindsided, then yeah. you get arrested. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that, um, the next day, Saturday, was when the private investigator turned up and served some kind of warrant, which I've got no idea what was actually inside it because it didn't make any sense. And then a Sunday was when the cops showed up. And ransacked your house and took you to jail. Yeah, ransacked my house and had cops with guns. <laughs> did, did they have a search warrant? Yeah, they had a warrant, but um, I wasn't there at the time, and they, they just busted the Pulled the Capitol Police away. They're the ones that put the agents in the field that day, upwards of 200, if not more than 200, that instigated this event. The Antifa that were falsely putting on MAGA hats and Trump paraphernalia to make it look like Trump supporters were storming the Capitol. And they advocated the imprisonment of American after American, some of them retirement age. Mm, okay. Reminding the velvet ropes. It looks as though we've lost that and then they feed. It on we seem to have right gone to another, another feed there. That's interesting. So we're still watching the same URL there. It was a live feed, and all of a sudden it seems to have, have disappeared. So, um, so that's, that's all we can bring you on that one. Uh, so yeah, so stay listening and thank you very much for um, tuning in gosh, there's nobody on, on Rumble I'm not surprised you'd all be over at Alex Jones listening to those events and it's very disappointing that all of a sudden it just flipped to a completely different show on their live feed so we don't know what's happening but everyone here that's listening here seemed to be listening to us on the, on the streaming uh, so welcome anyway, thank you very much 15 minutes to 8 o'clock if you're wondering what the time is here in New Zealand New Zealand Daylight Saving Time and uh, in a moment, I'll bring you some more news, but I just want to say hello to uh, some of the listeners here from different parts of New Zealand and also uh, different parts of the world. And uh, so I'll just find that information there. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Got to find the station there, first of all. There we go. Let's see. Okay. Um, now, we've got people in New Zealand, I'm not sure where they're, Auckland, Levin, hello to you, Levin, Wellington, Hamilton, Christchurch, Tasmania, uh, Tasman rather, <laughs> not Tasmania, it's across the ditch there, uh, g'day to you guys, thanks for tuning in, United States, uh, we've got people in um, uh, Omaha, Dallas and Reboboth, I'm not sure where Re Re Rehoboth is it, I'm not sure where that is, also Sri Lanka, hello, uh, United Kingdom, Australia, Brazil, Canada, China, Germany, and Iceland. And moving right along, what else have we got there? Oh, gosh, it's very hard to see who's who. Uh, let's see. Um, Nigeria, would you believe? And Russia. Just a few of you there in Russia. And so that's it. So thanks very much for joining us at the uh, stream. Uh, we go out on quite a few different streams. We've got the Xeno as well. So that's all our people in Xeno FM. And uh, also there are others. And if you want to know what all the others are, if there's, there's some there that don't have ads, which is pretty good. And so the best way to, is just to look in the description uh, of, um, now where would you find that? Uh, on the podcast, yes. If you go to the podcast, I think the best place would be podbean.com. Every one of our shows, Monday to Friday, go out on Podbean. And so you can go there and you can take um, any of those links. Uh, we also try and, uh, like the 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock program, uh, I try and replay it if I can. Uh, between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. each each weekday. Okay, well, thanks for joining me. And so now we better get back to the um, New Zealand news. So that looks as though that's all we're going to get uh, from the Alex Jones show. Uh, pretty good. I'll be back in a moment. We'll um, have a look and have a bit of a skitter around the newspapers and see what propaganda they're dishing up for us today. This biomedical industrial complex is going to make huge profits off yet another vaccine and the associated drugs. So it's a business model 
It's a business model for media. That's why the fear porn, it drives clicks. At the CPAC conference in Dallas, Texas, I sat down with mRNA vaccine pioneer, Dr. Robert Malone, this time to discuss the strange events and policies surrounding the monkeypox outbreak. In many of our leaders, to my... I'm going to stop it right there because we seem to have got that feedback. So we'll just go back to Alex Jones' show now. This is live. From looking at data that's... That's, that has removed the names of the people. I'll just and turn anonymous. her up. Sorry about that. I mean, that's a scandal right there. Yeah. The, yeah. And, and, and not only me, Alex, <laughs> they don't, they didn't just take down my server with, with my derived data in my independent work. They basically claimed it was theirs and, and Wasabi shut it down without ever talking to me. They closed my account on a Friday night. And they've never restored it. And they won't even talk to me about it to hear my side of the wow, story. Wow, Barry, Barry. How Wasabi treats their customers. It's incredible. It's covering up and, a crime. Uh, and, and, and not only that, Alex, I emailed the CEO and I said, hey, can we talk about this? This is not the way you treat customers. And he basically ghosted me. I gave him my, my cell phone. I said, please call. Let's have a dialogue. And he ghosted me. You know, well, they're scared. This, they're scared. Is a a, a, that, see, it's incredible. Yeah. Barry Young. The, Alex, Alex. This, this is, well, let, let, me, let me just say this. Um, Kevin McKernan. I didn't ask Kevin to help me out here. I, I was just, I posted something. I asked, I need bulletproof hosting. And Kevin McKernan said, hey, I put a copy of your data on my server at, at Mega. And Mega is, is in New Zealand and Beautiful. it's controlled by the uh, New Zealand government. So what happened is Kevin has a close to a terabyte worth of data. It's on all his research that he's done for the past few years. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars and years of work. What happened is Mega took down his entire server and they said, we destroyed all the data on your server. Go away. We don't want you as a uh, customer. Wow, there, so, so, there, uh, so people who don't, people who aren't computer people. For posting my data. So, so Steve, they're running scared. They're doing whatever, whatever it takes to to disrupt people's lives illegally. Yeah, but, 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 but Barry Young, the whistleblowers, chomping at the bit. Barry, you're trying to say something. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, I was just saying. If if this was rubbish, if this is all lies, if there's a madman just spouting off. Um, why would they be doing this? Or is it because I'm telling the truth? They're trying to stamp out the truth because it's in the data. I mean, continue. And then, then Steve. Yeah. Think, um, guys, talk on. to Steve. I think he may have muted himself. Go, 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 go. Steve, you may have muted yourself. Uh, no. I, I okay, you're back. You should be able to hear me. What were you saying? Go ahead. Hi. Yeah, they didn't deny anything. They didn't deny that it was legitimate data. You know, people had questioned it. They thought it was a, um, a setup. You know, a lot of the statisticians I talked to said, oh, no, 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 this doesn't sound right. This is a setup. How do we know the data is legitimate? And, and, and I said, look, I've, I've looked at the data. The data is legitimate. And the fact that they're pursuing Barry tells everybody that the data is legit. This is why they want it taken down because they know that data is legit and they know that I did a statistically valid um, transformation of the data such that we preserve all the statistical fidelity in the data 
without exposing anyone's privacy. Now, nobody thought this was possible, but I managed to, to figure out how to do it. And so this means that there's now no excuse. We have just demonstrated, because the New Zealand Ministry of Health has not been able to decipher any of the, our data, we have now demonstrated that there is no reason in the world for any government in the world to they should all be making their data transparent because I have a way to do that. And we should have congressional hearings, parliamentary, which you were just doing in the UK. So so in the time we have left here, they are running scared. They are in complete panic mode. Uh, this is the, the, the story. I mean, I, I was out Sunday with my daughter grocery shopping, went to the park after that. And I, I had multiple people at the park, people at the grocery store bring this up. This thing's really gone viral, thank God. You know, for 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 Barry Young and and, and Steve Kirsch boosting it. What comes next, Barry Young? In your view, what comes next, Steve Kirsch? Well, um, yeah, the way I look at it is, it's the people's data. It, it, I work for the government, but really, I'm a I'm a civil servant. I'm a servant of the people, um, public servant. So my you're a steward. You're a steward. My loyalty is to the people of New Zealand, so it's their data. It belongs to them. So we should make it publicly available. And like Steve says, anonymized, redacted, it's it's heartbreaking because it, it is people's lives. It is. But you've got to look at it statistically, and you, we have to come up with some answers to this. And, yeah, we're not harming anyone. We're not doing anyone any disservice we're not releasing any data yeah, what do they have that to is, hide it's nobody's name so let me ask you this what well, needs to come next barry young well we we just yeah we're waiting on people like winston peters our deputy prime minister who made this a campaign promise that he was going to look into it to actually front up and do what he said and it's got to happen all over the world we have to hold inquiries we have to look at it have a fair honest open discussion but at least Look at the data. Don't just try and lock people away because you can lock me away. You can put me away, but you can't you can't hide the truth. You can't lock away the truth. It will always come out. All right, let me say this in the time we have left. <laughs> we can do a commercial free show as well. It gets millions of views. But I, I was sitting here before the show began and I said, I'm really concerned about Barry Young. I, I really want to, because these selfless people never think about themselves, losing their job, what's happening. I said, to ask him, who's doing a GoFundMe? Who, who's setting up a foundation for whistleblowers? He's about to go through hell. We, we don't want to just support whistleblowers. We want to champion them and know we're here to support them. And, I, and the crew's like, we hear Steve Kirsch uh, is actually working on that. So, Steve, you always think one step ahead of me. What do we do, Barry Young? You're a very humble guy, but you need money to defend yourself, and then you need money to champion you to set up a foundation, whatever's coming. So the enemy knows when they come after whistleblowers, we're not just going to back them. We're going to celebrate them. So we got four minutes to break. Guys, what do we do here? Uh, is there, a, is there a, a, a GoFundMe? If they ban you, give, send, goes, it doesn't censor. What do we do, both of you? Yeah, I'm not I, mean, gonna I, make money. I, I think it's... Steve? Yeah, we we want to make sure that that uh, that Barry gets the best defense available, and so so I will be taking steps to do, sorry. Um, I will be taking steps to, uh, to do that myself, 
and uh, encourage other people to do it as well. But Barry is absolutely correct. It is the people's data. This is the public's public health data, and the people are entitled to see it in an obfuscated form. And the fact that it has been created for them because the New Zealand Ministry of Health was incapable of creating obfuscated data, but now that they have it and they, they have verified that it is not breakable, they need to be publishing this. They don't. They shouldn't be taking this down from servers. They should be saying, "Look at this data, folks." Yeah, they should be proud of the Jacinda Ardern. I just want to point out, Barry Young. When I asked when he was coming on, he had no idea. I've not thought about the future. I'm unemployable now. No, he should be celebrated. He, the man's not even thinking about his next step. That's a real hero, folks. So Barry is, uh, and Kirsch, you're a very successful man. I know you backed a lot of stuff. It's good to hear you're going to help him. But also, we need to crowdsource this. As soon as you guys are ready to tell me with our great audience where to point the support, I'm ready. So Kirsch, are you going to quarterback that? Uh, I will I will get you a link. Good. Sooner rather than later. I'm not bitching. You're, you're, you're just taking action. So I'm asking you to do the, do the work. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, uh, Barry Young. You've been very gracious. I know it's early in the morning. You know, you know there. If we could just, we got to go to break here in one minute. I want to come back to five more minutes to have you closing comments. I know Steve's got to go. He's in the UK. We have the lawyer that you uh, worked with, uh, Liz Gunn, uh, coming on. But just any other points you'd like to make? Um, uh, just, I'm just so overwhelmed by all the beautiful people out there and all the support I've got. And yeah, I, I never intend any dishonesty there's no dishonest purpose in what i do and every shred of evidence will point to that and they can go through everything they want there's not a dishonest bone in my body i i just want this to be made the public to be made aware to see it to analyze it themselves and make their own decision um there is no dishonest intent here um so yeah, that's that's the way I roll. Uh, well, we know where the dishonest thing is. They're trying to hide the data. And let me just say something. You're doing this for my family. Me supporting you is, at the end of the day, out of altruism, which which is empathy, which is what makes us all have a civilization. You're standing up for my family and for my medical rights. So I'm not doing you a favor supporting you. You're a champion fighting for my family. And so is Steve Kirsch. Go to break two minutes from now. I'm going to come back. Final comments from both of you. And uh, just, just this is incredible. Barry Young, Counterspin Media was the first to break it. Thank you, Counterspin. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas 2023 is here. And it's more important than ever to stay in the fight against the tyrants. And the only way to do that is getting great products that enrich your life and empower your immune system and inform your mind and enrich you and your family's lives while at the same time keeping this operation on air. I want to thank you all in the last year for all your incredible support. We've been through hell together, but the great awakening is here. So I want to just announce to everybody that the biggest sale of the year is here. So many sold out products are finally back in stock and we've got Storewide free shipping and double Patriot points and so much more now at InfoWarsStore.com. The ultimate 10-hour, strongest, cleanest, best energy is here. 10-hour clean energy, Turbo Force. Sold out for a long time. 
finally back in stock discounted, InfoWarsStore.com. X2 sold out for more than a year, finally back in stock, still discounted despite the fact it's selling out quickly. And the list goes on from there. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, up to 60% off on great products like BrainForce Plus and BrainForce Ultra. 50% off on Down and Out Sleep Support. 40% off on Vaso Beats that boost the nitrous oxide in your blood to clean out your blood like Nitric Boost does. 40% off Bodies. 40% off DNA Force Plus, despite the fact it's selling out. 40% off... Okay, thank you very much for joining us here at uh, Liberty NZ. We're going to go right through the news. We're not going to bother about TNT Radio News. We're going to stay with uh, the live feed from InfoWars. And uh, after the break, we'll be hearing from Counterspin Media. So let's just stay with us, folks. And uh, we'll bring you everything that we can bring you. So... Let's keep at it. Powerful book, exclusively signed at InfoWarsStore.com or call toll-free, 888 Don't shop with the globalist. Don't fund your enemies. Get great, informative, enriching products now at InfoWarsStore.com with free shipping for Christmas. Thanks for your support. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. going to ride shotgun a little bit with us into the next hour with the lawyer Liz Gunn who did a great job getting this out but I, I don't know if Barry Young knows about the Streisand effect that's a U.S. term but it goes around where, where Streisand got mad that somebody showed her you know 50 bedroom house on the beach or whatever and she got mad trying to suppress it and made it 100 times bigger but the Streisand effect is in effect here so Barry Young in closing please come back and give us updates it's so selfless. I'm asking, what are you thinking about your future legal funds? I haven't even thought of that. That's just why you're so awesome, brother. Because I'll be honest, if I was doing what you were doing, I'd already be thinking five steps ahead. You are such a sweetheart. You, your, your family, uh, your lady are such sweethearts. Uh, closing comments here that you want to impart to folks. I just, just want to say I'm, I'm doing this for the, the people of New Zealand. For my heart. For the, uh, for the kids. For our grandchildren, our Mokapuna, our Tamariki. This is for them. And this data set holds a lot of a river of tears. I've already said that. There's a lot of a lot of deaths in this data that need to be questions need to be asked. And a lot of people have died to bring this data to the public's attention. Don't let them die in vain. It was George Orwell that said in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act, you are a hero because we become cowards. Uh, but really, you've just done your duty. And if you would have known this and wouldn't have gone public, you would have been complicit. I mean, I think that's why you were forced to make this decision. Yeah, it was, um, it's harder to look than to leap. Looking at the data, it was, it was breaking my heart daily. So it was easier just to say, I'm done with it. Let's, just let it out there and whatever will happen will happen. And if I have to spend the rest of my life in a jail cell, I'll, I'll be happy with, you know, I'll, my soul will rest. Wow. Wow. If everybody had your attitude, we'd be in a utopia. So beautiful. Barry Young, I said final comment. Any other beautiful things you want to tell us? I'm done. <laughs> All, right, no, All right, Barry. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. 
emotionally straining. Um, it's been a roller coaster. I'm just so happy for all the support and all the beautiful people out there that make make it keep me going. You know, it's it's a it's a wonderful journey, and our people like Steve involved as well. I mean, brother, you've delivered a hundredfold, and I really respect you and admire you for what you've done and your stand and people like you, Alex, who. I don't agree with everything you say. I really don't. I'm not a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Um, but I would die on a hill for your right to say what you say. I appreciate that, Barry. And I, and I just want you to know, brother, they distort what I supposedly have said. So much of what you hear I said was out of context or a, a joke. I don't even make jokes anymore because they just take them out of context. Ten second clip. Uh, and and and. But I totally understand. Well, we're gonna win this thing together, and we are at a historic moment right here and and a lot of more a lot of other whistleblowers are going to come public and we're going to defeat this together barry because we have to we do it's starting to happen the world has turned i can feel it it's this is ending this is ending now it is barry has barry has done something that no human being has ever done in history he is the first person in history to make public public health record level data. Never been done before. It's always been hidden by every public health authority in the entire world. And for the first time, we got to see the man behind the curtain because of Barry's efforts. This is amazing. Barry also, I talked to Barry before he did this. He said, I may be killed or I may spend the rest of my life in jail. But he was willing to do that and sacrifice his family because it was the right thing to do. There are very few people who have the courage and integrity to do what Barry did. I, I agree. Real quick, I got to break. But Barry, let me guess. Barry, let me guess. Ten seconds. Do you feel more alive than ever? Yeah, I've slept for the first time in years. It's the best sleep I've ever had. Incredible. Thank you, sir. What would you do if there was a tyrannical, totalitarian world government taking over whose plan was to kill 90% of the world population and they were already beginning to do it? You would rally against it, you would fight it. And that's what we're doing. This is the reality of 2023. I just want to thank listeners and viewers for your last year's support and want to encourage you now more than ever to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, to take clips and share it from the broadcast, and to buy products that enrich your life at InfoWarsTore.com. We have the signed or unsigned copy of my new book, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalist and Launch the Second Renaissance. Twice as long as my last book, incredibly powerful, signed or unsigned, InfoWarsTore.com. And we have X2 finally back in stock after over year infowarstore.com we have turbo force 10 hour clean energy back in stock and a bunch of other great products as well so please visit infowarstore.com and do your christmas shopping there fund the infowar and get great products all at the same time live from austin texas broadcasting worldwide it's Alex Jones. It's a reliable source of information. 50,000 unstoppable watts. Blackrock, the globalists, the World Economic Forum, the UN, the big banks, 
They think we're all a bunch of animals and unconscious and dead. They think only their soulless sociopathic evil rules this planet. But you can study history. Evil always is winning at the start of the fourth quarter, but at the end, good wins. And so I wanted to get closing comments uh, and, and, and any questions or comments uh, that Steve Kirsch has for Liz Gunn, who is an amazing a former MSM journalist, lawyer, you name it, who I've been watching for years in the fight against the COVID tyranny, the remover, the, the, the removal of Jacinda Ardenz, the, the, the tyrant that said we're your only source of information about how big this is because I'm on the street. People are talking about it in Austin, Texas, everywhere I go. Grocery store, park, you name it, it's happening. And it's going to spur more whistleblowers. And, and this guy, Barry, is such a sweetheart. It's, it's, and, and now their attempt to suppress this data is a smoking gun. So why shouldn't anonymous data, data that has the names removed, why? And that's a great point you make, that it's all secret around the world. It's the, it's the cabal. We're not supposed to know the medical numbers. We're not supposed to see the real data. Why is autism up 50,000%? Why, why is cancer exploding? Why are our life expectancies going down? Why, why is We're not supposed to see that because the wizards are behind the curtain. But as you said, Steve Kirsch, the curtain's getting pulled back right now. And there's a bellwether where you can mark where the curtain got fully jerked aside. I would I, I would name Barry Young as Toto 2.0. What do you say? Absolutely. There's no question. Barry basically exposed the man behind the curtain. Barry showed that these governments are killing people. They're killing millions of people worldwide. And Barry is the guy who exposed that to the world. And the fact that <laughs> I love it. The fact that they are are trying to tell people, uh, trying to take this data down, that tells you immediately that they know that the data reveals that they have been killing people, over ten thousand people in New Zealand, over thirteen million people worldwide. That's why all these governments keep this data quiet. Now, since this data was released. There is not an epidemiologist in the world who has looked at that data and said, well, this is a safe vaccine. Not a single one disputes it. Not a single one has published an analysis saying, oh, this is consistent with a safe vaccine. Now, how is that possible? It's, it's legit data. It's, it's just been obfuscated. But and doesn't, no it, doesn't it roughly match all the other data around the world? The alarms, yes. you give the shots, yes. the death spike? Yes. Yes, it matches the data from, from Israel. It matches the data from the U.S. It matches the data from Maldives. It matches the, the data from everywhere that I have more detailed data. This all matches. And so there's no question you know, you can look at this data and you look at it and you examine it all sorts of different ways and it behaves perfectly. It behaves exactly like it should. There is no way anybody could have even, you know, and I'm not. Yeah, for those that don't know who are accountants or statisticians, perfect. when you got fake data, it doesn't work. This is real data. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you got fake data, things just don't make any sense. But this data, everything makes perfect sense. And you look at this data and you say, aha, this explains what we've been seeing in other countries. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite like the uh, Rosetta Stone, where once you have this, you can then 
decode, hey, here, this is why. We now, now know why nobody spotted this before. It's because the death curve starts gradually and goes up, and then it peaks so it's six to, to, to 12 months afterwards, and then starts falling down. And so people were looking to, to see people dying within the first week or two or three. And then when people died six months later, they said, well, it couldn't be the vaccine because it happened six months after they got the shot. Six months is the sweet spot. This is why we have lots and lots of people who die six months after the shot. Um, and, and people say, oh, it couldn't be related to the vaccine. Of course it can. That's what the data shows. It's unambiguous. So we now can understand what's going on. Nobody, nobody can dispute this. Um, and, you know, I, I have asked, hey, look, if I'm wrong about my analysis, then, hey, let's have a discussion with your epidemiologist. We'll have me, my, uh, we'll have uh, Norman Fenton, we'll have uh, Yale professor Harvey Risch, who's one of the top epidemiologists in the world, and we'll, we'll take one side, and your epidemiologist can take the other side, and let's have a civil discussion about it, and let's talk about the data, and let, let's talk about your time series analysis and how you looked at the, there are four independent variables, one dependent variable, you can vary all four independent variables, your primary uh, independent variables, and you see a, a, a huge signal, no matter whether you're before well, COVID. Well, that's right. Steve, Steve Kirsch. SteveKirsch.substack.com on Twitter, ST Kirsch. On Gab, ST Kirsch, K-I-R-S-C-H. I want to go to Liz Gunn, who helped quarterback all this. And has done a great job, an example to us all, a prototype of, of, of truth and, and, and stopping the, you know, the next rollout. But in closing... They're already rolling out new lockdown fears, new virus fears, new shots, saying disease X is about to hit us. Bill Gates is giggling and laughing. What is your quick view on that? I mean, imminently, they want mail-in ballots again. It's not a question of if, in my view. They're already trying with this UN treaty to create a new fear. We've got to realize it's not just about punishing those that committed crimes and those that you know, standing for those that were murdered. It's about getting ahead of this and not letting the same global cabal use this to really come back against us again. We've got to do this now. Alex, my my father had me very late in life because he was in World War II. And I grew up knowing that tyrants always use fear. The thing that the world has to stop doing is giving in to a fear rhetoric, whether it's climate change, whether it's imagined pandemics. And on that, I would say Mike Eden has just delivered an extraordinary message in the UK Parliament. Everybody should go and read his message about how there was not actually a pandemic. It didn't even exist. It was simply something done. And Mike Eden was in Pfizer. Everybody remember that. It was simply something done to herd the world's population. Well, with a hero like Barry standing up and saying, as you said before, the Wizard of Oz metaphor works. The whole thing is a ruse. These people who are pretending to be on our sides, who pretend to care, are hiding information that would show the world that, in fact, these jabs have caused tremendous damage. And if you say, oh, surely not, Liz, you must be imagining, because why would they? Well, look into the background of Gates, who now heads the WHO. Why have we got a corporate heading the world Health Organization. And not just that, the Gates Foundation also made a huge amount of money from 
declaring a pandemic that was not a pandemic, and then you follow the bridge across as a journalist, where's the money trail? Oh, look, the Gates Foundation is also heavily invested in jabs, in vaccines. That's right, Liz, stay there. I'm going to give you the floor for the rest of the hour. Steve Kirsch, uh, closing comment on The Great Awakening and and where you see this going, and then we'll talk to you soon. I want to get back uh, to Liz Gunn. Yeah, I want I want to say something that uh, I've never said before, which is that when Barry looked at the data himself, after he looked at it and was troubled by it, he came to me and he asked me, hey, can you and your colleagues analyze this data and tell me if this is killing people or not, or maybe I got it wrong? And so before he did anything, He basically came to experts, and I had it reviewed by many scientists, and what we found was very, very troubling uh, when we got the data from Barry. And we told him that you would be doing a service um, here. Uh, If if this data were to be exposed, uh, this would be just an incredible gift. And Steve, in quick closing, because i got to get to Liz, and I appreciate her holding, but it's important. How's it going in the UK talking to Parliament yesterday? Where's that going? Oh, it was awesome. You know, I expect there are 650 members of Parliament, and I expected to see just one member of Parliament in that hearing, which is Andrew Bridgen, who is basically the only guy in Parliament speaking out. When Andrew talks, everybody in Parliament leaves the room. Have so we saw the videos the last month where he speaks in the in the chamber and no one's there. Yeah, they they all leave when he gets up to speak. They all leave, and so to have a meeting that went on for two hours uh, with seventeen members of parliament in that meeting saying thank you, and that was an excellent meeting. And we'd like the slides and we want to follow up. Yeah, that is game changing. We went from one member of parliament to 17 members of parliament. And we need full hearings in the U.S. And, of time. and more. Steve Kirsch, incredible job. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Alex. Wow. Okay, Liz, I'm going to shut up till break in like 12 minutes, so don't stop or I'll jump in. I got a lot of questions. Start over. You've got the floor. Liz Gunn, F-R-E-E-N-Z.org, freenz.org. Uh, start over who you are, the process of, of, of getting this great whistleblower, very young to go public, and then what's unfolded and where you see this going. Briefly, I mean, this is all about the data. Steve's right. Briefly, I came from a law background. I used that law background after uh, being in practice for a while and teaching university law professionals. I then moved into the media, Alex. And law and, and good journalism are very similar. You need to find the truth. That's what it's all about. When this all happened three years ago, I thought, like many of us, there are a lot of truths being hidden. So when I uh, was about 11 weeks out from the election we had in October in New Zealand, I looked at the candidates and I wanted to believe Winston Peters would stand up and really do a deep dive into COVID once he was in. I wanted to believe that. But in my heart, I worried that he also has been bought and paid for by the World Economic Forum, which we know Jacinda Ardern was. She is not a world leading person who is loved in New Zealand. I can tell everybody who says overseas, oh, you're so lucky to have Jacinda Ardern. We feel she's been an absolute curse on this country. But we are now just into the first hundred days of a new government. And do you know, Alex, 
with all of this happening across Twitter, across the, the whole social media space, the new leader, Christopher Luxon, silent. The deputy leader, Winston Peters, silent. And he is calling for a COVID inquiry. He should be the one saying, right, we need to get to the bottom of this data. It's going to be part of the COVID inquiry. We must have protection for the whistleblower, Barry, protection for Liz for dropping it. Why are they silent? They should be making political capital out of this. That's what used to happen. They're silent because they are all answering to the same puppet masters, the same people behind the curtain, Alex. We penetrate the cabinet and says, Klaus Schwab said, so this has definitely devastated them, though. What do you think your plan is to deal with this? I think they did not expect it to go around the world so fast. I think that it then became a clumsy propaganda-type operation. I get lots of messages, and one of them was people who work for the Ministry of Health have been called in to try to dampen down the story. When it didn't dampen down on social media, thanks to people like Maria Z and you and you know the good people who share it, then I think they thought, we'll just go in heavy-handed. When I put out that emergency message, Alex, I'm, I'm wearing a sling. And I don't talk about this much, but off air, I often wear a sling because I broke another story about some people in the middle of the Pacific. It's, it's called Tokelau, a little atoll. It was the first little country where they experimented with their genocide. It was at the beginning of the year and last year that I was covering this story. A family had been locked down for 14 months, basically in prison without any habeas corpus, simply for saying no to a jab there. And guess what? That is a New Zealand protectorate. And guess what? New Zealand's ambassador or um, sort of overseer of Tokelau was Jacinda Ardern's father. He had ordered everyone to have it. And because one family said no, they were then locked down for 14 months. So after a, a long period, we got them back home. I was at the airport in March and a policeman came up behind me and said, get out. And I turned around and I said, under what law? And do you know, Alex, he ripped my arms behind me. He ripped one hand so high above my head that I, I still am in pain every single night. And I don't often talk about it. I wear a sling between interviews and work. But, but you got assaulted. Fear. You got assaulted. I got totally assaulted. And I do not give in to fear. But the other day, when I heard Barry had been taken in, his house was swarming with cops, I thought, this is tyranny. This is fascism now. And I rang a friend and I said, I need to go. And I went bush. I actually slept for two days. I was going to sleep for a whole week. But because of you, I've decided to come back. But I needed that rest. But it was the first time in three years I truly felt fear. I thought our country is And, and let's be clear, you're not exaggerating. They arrested the guy you interviewed. I mean, days I after the interview. The only thing stopping it. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. The only thing stopping it is people like you and all the other people around the world sharing this story and saying enough. The people of the world standing up and saying enough to these crooks, this criminal cabal running the world, will stop this tyranny. I see Rand Paul yesterday called for the WEF to be disbanded. And they talked about, you know, Klaus Schwab as a ridiculous, laughable Bond villain. But he's evil. And I think that uh, I think Bill Gates should be put on trial immediately. And I'm going to make a call here. I wrote it out, actually. I call for the former Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, to be forced to return to New Zealand, her passport held, 
and I call for her actions to be held to account. She has completely broken her social contract with the people of New Zealand. She has allowed them to be injured, damaged and killed. She has kept the information about that secret and so has her successor, Christopher Hipkins. And I say to Christopher Luxon, the new leader, you are looking very weak. Stand up and call out the evil of supposedly the other side, the Labour Party under Jacinda Well, as you Ardern, said, he'd be a hero if he did it, but he won't because they penetrate the cabinets. Clearly, it, it, it's overwhelming evidence he's probably on the payroll as well. Uh, it is looking like, like that. Silence says so much, Alex. What do you make of the full panic to block servers in the U.S. and in, in Europe from even showing the data that have the names taken off? I mean, they... Don't they know they've ignored this? It would have been a lot smaller, but they're, it's what tyrants do. It's like World War II. Hitler's losing, so he bombs civilian targets in England, turning England from anti-war to pro-war. They just have that, they have that tyrant's instinct to try to intimidate, and they don't get like, you can intimidate thugs and criminals. You don't intimidate regular people. Once you attack us, then we fight. I loved what you said before. You know, I'm doing it for my grandchild. I've got a two-year-old grandchild. I'm doing it for your children. When that happens, you could see Barry's doing it for the children. There's an unstoppable force they have not calculated in their devious plan. So, yeah, I, I know that the people of the world, when we come together, will put such panic in this group. There will never be a World Health Organization pandemic treaty. I can already see a new world birthing from this, Alex. I can see these people put on trial. I can see that the people of the world this time will not have a Nuremberg and then go back to sleep. I'll be teaching my grandchild to never, ever put trust in leaders. Leaders must be accountable. We should know everything about them. They should know almost nothing about us. Now, this information that Barry put out is our information. And I demand that the New Zealand government, under Christopher Luxon and Winston Peters as deputy, puts this information out so that it wakes up all of the, the New Zealanders who are still trying to defend the indefensible. Well, that's it. They've, that been, they've been brought into a situation, we didn't master plan this, where the data's there. It's the same all over the world. They're going to try to cover this up now, and it's not going to work. Let, let's talk about where you think this should go versus where you think they're going to take it. This is, this is where we are. This is, it's not so much a knife edge. For the first few days, I thought there was a lot of government propaganda. I mean, they were trying to say, Alex, that I'm a plant. And that's coming from the government. I'm, I'm a person who has put everything, including my body, on the line for this. I've worked nonstop for two years for no money, and sacrificed and a lot. And you've been totally vindicated. I watched you throughout the pandemic, yes. Thank you. And you don't do that unless you're doing it from love and service. Service is an old-fashioned notion. Now, what we need is enough people waking up here. But will they? Will they waken enough to demand that this information go out? Because it is anonymized. Because there is no privacy threatened. And here's the rub. If this government doesn't put it out, Alex, and more people take jabs because they believe the assurances that the vaccine is safe, which it's not, who ultimately is responsible for keeping this going? 
for the potential murder of more Kiwis? Is it the head of the Ministry of Health? Is it Christopher Luxon? I say yes to both. Well, that's right. By covering up, they've opted in to be part of the crime. Absolutely. Legally, that would be right. They become complicit in furthering a crime. This is a crime scene. New Zealand is a crime scene. We must have the evidence. Look, if it is what they say, safe and effective, we'll Well, all be be clear. The numbers you guys put out mirror the rest of the world. We already know. Live expectancy down, 13 to 20 million dead. I mean, it's all there. You know what I do, Alex? I love seeing all the statisticians debate, but I thought your metaphor of polishing the silver on the Titanic, the Titanic's sinking. But as a mum, I'm always giving my ear to the ground for stories. Here's just one of many. A woman who was overseas, a Kiwi, said her sister lives in Invercargill. She wrote to me and she said, my sister is telling me every day how many people at the bottom of the South Island, little town of about 58,000, how many are injured, how many have died. Invercargill is where one of the biggest sites was. And I don't know if you've talked this morning about the clusters. You may have before I came no, on. No, I know. Well, we, we, we've reported for two years. They send hot doses to certain areas. Yep. But what Invercargill shows is massive clusters, Alex. One cluster of 51 people all jabbed on the same day, and all dead now. That kind of evidence, you show us the Ministry of Health. No, that's range finding. They're they're testing different doses, yes. Look, we we all just want one thing. Show us the data. It's our data. It's the people's data. If it's safe and effective, and the Prime Minister Luxon said on morning news the other day, it is anonymized, and it is, then put it out in the public and let the public decide. I don't even have the data. Barry was so careful. He didn't, I didn't want it and he didn't give it to me. I don't have names of people. I'm not interested in that. I went over it for eight weeks with that good man. We worked on this for eight weeks with great people around the world. Who All right, let's go and stay there. Let's talk about where this goes next. And, you know, I, 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 I love the whistleblower because he's not even worried about himself. But this is just insane. I mean, this is the globalist takeover. We'll be right back. Stay with us, Infowars.com. I've been on air close to 30 years and going back more than, wow, 15 years ago, we began to get massively censored and debanked and harassed in different ways by the globalist deep state. So when their total censorship and tyranny arrived, the last five years, we were ready to resist it as best as we could. So Nietzsche's definitely right that that which does not kill you only makes you stronger. But really, it's been God working through the audience of viewers and listeners who've been steadfast supporters, spreading the word, praying for us, buying the products, sharing the clips, the articles, the videos, that has really allowed us to survive and when it comes to exposing the globalists, thrive. So as Christmas approaches 2023, I wanted to take some time out to say that I'm thankful for all the viewers and listeners, and I meet you all over the streets of Austin and all over the country and all over the world, and I really love you and I appreciate you. And because they started taking our sponsors away from us more than 15 years ago, we began to move away from sponsors and sell products directly to the population. And we always went out and tried to find hot, cool products that already had great reviews. That way we knew we were selling a good product. I would try them out myself. And over the last 15 years, we've gotten really, really good at bringing you amazing products. And now we have the best books, 
the best films, really everything we saw on the site is very high quality, but at a very, very competitive price. Whether it's the storable foods, whether it's the water filtration, whether it's the supplements, whether it's the books, the films, they're amongst the very, very best, and you're funding an operation fighting the globalist. So even if you bought this stuff at a big box store whose owners are anti-freedom, anti-human, you still be getting a great product. But when you buy these products from us, you are supporting an organization and an operation that's not submitting to tyranny. So we kind of created the model of a political talk show funding itself with direct sales. And, and now more and more are doing it because they've been censored, they've been shut down. So for all the years we've been fighting together, I want to thank all the InfoWars viewers and listeners, the InfoWars family, because we're still here because of you. And now Christmas 2023 is here and we have the biggest sales of the year every Christmas and a lot of products that have been sold out are now back in stock. I'm happy to announce we have storewide free shipping, double Patriot points, 10% off when you sign up for auto ship on your next order. That way stuff that's sold out is held back for you so it's not sold out and up to 60% off on these best-selling products. And finally, Turbo Force, 10 hours of clean energy is finally back in stock the top of the line, the strongest, the Godzilla of nootropics, of energy, a brain boost. Turbo Force back in stock. X2 sold out for more than a year, got a limited supply in. Unfortunately, it's about to sell out. Despite that, we've got it at 25% off, but it's going to go to full price before Christmas hits, so take advantage of that right now. We also have down and out sleep support, a whole bunch of natural, known, strong, organic compounds that give you deep, restful sleep that's so good for your immune system, your body, everything. Real Red Pill Plus, Vitamin Fusion, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. You can also call toll-free, like to order that way, 888-253-3139, 888-253-3139. But these are great products that enrich your life and they keep us on the air. That's why I coined the term many years ago, 360 win. This is a non-zero sum game. This is beyond symbiotic. This doesn't just make us all okay. We work together. This empowers us all together. So please do your Christmas shopping at InfoWarsStore.com. Now, thank you for your support. God bless. Okay, we're staying with uh, InfoWars. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rock you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you, and in your panic you turned to the now High Chancellor, and all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent. But if you see what I see, if you feel as I feel, and if you would seek as I seek, together we shall give them a fifth of November that shall never, ever be forgotten. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. It has been said millions of times because it's true. 
history repeats itself. If I try to get into the crimes of Big Pharma, which has its roots 200 years ago in the neo-eugenics movement of the 1830s and 40s in England, it would take a thousand years. But remember, Bayer Pharmaceutical in France, Canada, the U.S., and Australia, those are just the countries that file criminal charges, knowingly, in the 1990s, Bill Clinton was heavily involved, shipped out blood in Factor Eight products, concentrated blood, with platelets. Every injection was a guaranteed lethal injection of HIV and multiple hepatitis. And it came out in court documents that they knew and said there's too many hemophiliacs, get rid of them. Now, this is a microcosm of what they've now done. They like it. They, it's not that they don't care. They like it. Liz Gunn, you got interrupted by the break here. You're a lawyer, former national talk show host, fighting this tyranny at freenz.org, F-R-E-E-N-Z.org. And the, the numbers the whistleblowers put out match per capita what we see around the world. And I go back to the Streisand effect. I've already harped on this twice in the last three hours, but last two and a half hours. But don't they know doing this backfires, but they're, but they're, they're desperate. And so there's so many facets, so many angles, so many other areas to this. And they're trying new rollouts and new viral scares. You're a smart lady. I watch you all the time. I've seen you for years battling in New Zealand with Jacinda Ardern saying, you know, don't listen to anybody but me. We're the only source of truth. She's now the WEF, UN head censor. I mean, you can't make this up. She's ahead of Ministry of Truth. I'm going to try to shut up and give you the floor to really just talk about whatever else you want to impart to people. Jacinda Ardern, Americans, is, I think, working at Harvard. And do you know there was a survey a few months ago of the least trusted universities in America. And I think Harvard headed that, or the ones that are least trusted to tell the people the truth. She is a Goebbels for the world stage. And I believe she was a fabricated figure, fabricated in the sense that we had this big Christchurch massacre and whatever happened there, I don't know the full story. No New Zealanders do, but a lot of us are curious. It certainly propelled her onto the world stage as this compassionate figure so loving. So I'll tell you the contrast when I first fell to Jacinda Ardern's dupe. So she she would cry and put on the scarves and hug the Muslims and was went around the world. It was on a big tower in the UAE, in the United Arab Emirates somewhere. Fame and oh, she's so beautiful and kind. But I tell you with the rollout, I did an interview with a 24-year-old girl, Casey Hodgkinson, early on. She was in a wheelchair, she was shaking, neurological damage massive physical pain, felt like there were knives in her knees. Already you could see that the, the damage was just shooting around her young body. She was beautiful. She's like an angel, Casey. And I finished that interview, Alex, and I went, well, that's done and dusted. We'll just send that to all the politicians, and none of them will want this to go on because it, it really appealed to your heart as well as logic saying, no, this isn't working. This is not right. Not one politician replied to anybody who sent that video to them. Not one politician showed any care, but the leader of our party turned away. And I went, ah, so was the woman who had the scarf on and the tears for the Muslims the real Jacinda, or was this hard, cruel, 
person going, I don't give a damn about a 24-year-old whose life is ruined. Is that the real Jacinda? And that means the other one was an act. And then that was when it started to click, Alex. Have we got a monster at the helm? If so, who's behind her? And then you dive in, you start researching, and you see there is a, there is a whole plot here around tyranny, trying to get the few with nothing. And actually, Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, said that. You'll own nothing and you will be happy. But we won't, Klaus. And we want to own things, just like you greedy few want to. So the dupe is up. We don't like your plan. We don't like Agenda 2030. We don't believe in the climate wrought, many of us now, any more than we now believe that there was a pandemic and in the whole COVID-19 wrought. We see you as fakes. It's back to the Wizard of Oz. So stop it. Just enough. This is not the world we want. And here's the rub, Alex. If a leader of a country knowingly risks public health, then I believe they should be subject to being brought back to their country to determine the extent of their liability. And that actually is in a very good article by a UK, uh, I picked it up on Twitter, Jim Ferguson. I'd suggest everybody follow his very good lines of articles about New Zealand at the moment. But that is the rub. As a lawyer, I see that too. There's been a risk to New Zealand's public health. Bring her back. Let's cross-examine her in the, in the public forum. And also, to that end, we must have the information that our whistleblower, our brave, heroic whistleblower, Barry, put out via me. We must have that in the public domain for everybody to be able to look at it. And what's the problem? It's anonymous. And the Ministry of Health, thank goodness, is telling us it's all showing it's safe and effective. So no problem. Let us check it out, the people of New Zealand. It's our data. It's paid for by us, the taxpayers. Why would they keep it from us like this? And why would they persecute this brave man? I'll tell you one other thing, Alex, before I go back to you. We offered to bury a safe house here in New Zealand. I've been in one for the last few days in the bush. We offered him a couple of those and we offered him a safe house overseas. He said, no, I will go home and I will stand and I will meet whatever comes to me. That is a man who has done this for the right reason. There is privacy law, that's something to be protected, but the greater importance, the greater thing to protect is you must have a right to expose criminality in those who are at the helm of your country. And that is the much more important duty. And he has executed that duty admirably. Beautifully said. But when you actually read the globalist documents that want to depopulate us, they've made the decision. And we have to make the decision to research what they've done and say no to it. And I don't want to come here with all this horrible news, but I'm not the one that did it. You didn't do it. We just have to admit this is the world we live in, a covert, Malthusian, horrible corporate power grab that just sees us as animals to be gotten rid of because they've already bought the world up through fraud. And instead of them going to prison like Bernie Madoff, they plan to get rid of us in the collapse and euthanize everybody. And it's just not going to work. And I, and I think they do start to realize, I've seen some of their internal leaks that have come out. They realize that this isn't going the way they thought it would. And it's not. It's, it's like a caricature, Klaus Schwab. We penetrate the governments. You own nothing. You eat, love it. You eat the bugs. People think, James Bond villains are based on his dad. People say, why is he looking at James Bond villains? Because it's based on him. 
And, 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 and so they have this incredible arrogance because they're in their own bubble, but that arrogance will be their downfall. And I'd add there, you know, the Clintons, Obama, who was one of the most murderous, I think the most murderous president ever. Hold on, Liz, we got to go to break. We weren't running music. I got to go to your final segment. You're amazing. Come back. We can't wait to talk to you. I can't skip all these breaks, though, because the stations are the ones that pick the show. We're supposed to run these. I skip almost all the network breaks now, but some are local. We'll be right back with Liz Gunn. Stay with us. Alex Jones, Infowars.com. We are staying with Alex Jones, so stay with us. Thanks for for, for listening. It's uh, 16 minutes to 10, uh, 9. After 10 o'clock, we'll have People on the John street, Ansel. And also folks that call in on the show constantly give me credit and say, oh, you're so great. Oh, you're so wonderful. No, you're great. You're wonderful for keeping us on the air and spreading the word. Our real power is you, the audience of activists, the men and women in the arena. And I thank you all. And I salute you all for your support. Look at the huge whistleblowers now going public on the COVID poison shots and on human sex slavery and trafficking. The globalists are in deep trouble. And that's because of good men and women in government, in the private sector, blowing the whistle. And the only way the information gets out is we, the people, all of you sharing the information taking clips, taking the articles, taking the videos. It really is changing the world. Thomas Jefferson said the only way that tyrants can flourish and prevail over humanity is if good men and women do nothing. Well, we are the good men and women, and we are not doing nothing. We are taking action. So Christmas 2023 is already here. Hard to believe we're just a few weeks away from Christmas, and that means every year we have the biggest sales of the year. But this is the biggest sale hands down ever because so many of the products that have been sold out with supply chain breakdowns and other issues are finally in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. So we have store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, an additional 10% off when you sign up for auto ship on your next order, cancel anytime, and things like X2 and TurboForce sold out for many months, X2 for over a year, finally back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Then we have VasoBeats that has nitrous oxide. It, it produces that in your blood that cleans out your blood and does so much just like Nitric Boost does. Another great product at InfoWarsStore.com. They just both do it from two different herbal directions. Bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, we are changing the world together. We're having a massive effect, but even if we weren't, we would still expose evil. We would still fight evil because God is watching and that's our job. We don't do this for other people. We don't do this to look like the best guys around. We don't do it to show off like we're heroes. We do it because the children need to be protected and God is watching. So for myself and the whole crew, I wanna thank you all for keeping us on air the last almost 30 years. It'll be 30 years in April of 2024, just three months away. And I wanna encourage you now all to go to InfoWarsStore.com and take advantage of these amazing products. I mean, up to 60% off on so many of them, like BrainForce Plus and BrainForce Ultra. People ask me, which one's better? They're two different formulas, get different people different. One's fast-acting, only lasts a few hours. The other's not fast-acting, lasts four or five hours. They're different formulas, folks. So different people like different ones. BrainForce Plus is great. BrainForce Ultra is great. TurboForce is just over the top. It's so strong, I can't even take it. DNA Force Plus about to sell out 40% off. We've got Ultra 12 
the highest quality B12 about to sell out. Still on sale, 40% off. Real Red Pill Plus, incredible. 50% off. Down on sleep support, 50% off. It's all there and so much more. So if you've never tried TurboForce, get some today while you still can. If you've never tried X2, get it while you still can. But I'm telling you, people know it's a great product. It took us over a year to get it. It's finally back in stock. We should have been able to get more, but we, were, we weren't because of funding. It's going to be sold out for five, six months now. And if we just had enough X2, our funding problems would be solved. But all I'm saying is you will want X2. You will want to experience X2. X2 and TurboForce are back in stock for a limited time. Infowarstore.com. I want you to have a safe and wonderful pro-family, pro-God, pro-America, pro-humanity Christmas. God bless and thank you for your support. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. I've read Aristotle, I've read Plato, I've read Julius Caesar, I've read Adolf Hitler, I've read Mao Zedong, I've read Nietzsche, I read a lot. And when you study history, you realize there's a survival of the fittest, social Darwinism, that ruled the country 125 years ago. And they believe if they're not killing people and dominating and deciding who lives and who dies, they're not Ubermen or Supermen. Hitler was just an aberration of these guys. So when this doesn't make sense to you that just wants to go home and see your wife and children or your husband and children and just want to go to church and have a job and, you know, go fishing, well, you're not mentally ill, psychotic. But they do, and they talk about it. So I'm sorry to have to report to you this is going on. I wish it wasn't true, but it is. And things are going to get progressively darker as we go along with these people. So Liz Gunn, you got cut off by the break getting into the Great Awakening and what else is going on. I want to give you the next six, seven minutes to have the floor to make any other points you want to over 2 million live viewers, probably about 5 million people that will watch this later. So you're talking to 7 million people right now. What do you want to say to them? Thank you. I started a political party, Alex, 11 weeks out from the election. I thought that the people could take over from the politicians. I loathe politicians. We called ourselves representatives. We said we must have two things. We must not want to be in politics because it's service. It's not about us. It's not about power. It's about service. And we must listen to the people. And to that end, we were thinking of referenda and all sorts of ways to listen to what the people want. Of course, the results in the election were interesting to say the least and uh that goes into those voting machines that you're looking at in america i won't go into that we didn't focus on it we said we'll double down get more people with us so that's nzloyal.org and if you can support nz loyal that keeps us going it also helps at free nz media to help our journalism uh and that's on the rumble channel too apart from that i want to say a fundamental principle and i wrote this down as well of a democracy and the rule of law is that no individual, regardless of their status, is above being held accountable. And that includes the high priestess of the World Economic Forum, Jacinda Ardern, and her mentor, our previous prime minister, Helen Clark, who was so ambitious, so ambitious, Alex, that one day when I was doing a morning program, I had her in the green room. It was on mainstream media. This was 20 years ago. And the, the floor manager came running in and said, we don't have a guest. Helen is sobbing. And I said, what's happened? She said, oh, uh, 
another woman, Jenny Shipley, has rolled the previous prime minister and is now the first female prime minister of New Zealand. This was 20 years ago. And she will not now be the first female prime minister of our country. That's Helen Clark. Now, this story is relevant because the ambition of someone like that. It shows what insane narcissists they are. It's all about them, not service. Total narcissism. She should be happy a woman is the first prime minister. Who cares? Who cares? It all passes. A sick transit, Gloria Monday. Thus passeth the glory of the world, my father used to say. Don't have ego. Don't have hubris. Serve your country. Stand up for your country. But these people are such narcissists. And she went on to have the narcissism to want to head the UN. And I believe in doing that and rising through that squalid, corrupted place. She said, hey, I don't mind my country being a petri dish for all your plans. Let's put up New Zealand. Let's test on them. Well, New Zealand, I say to you now, you must awaken and let us be the opposite, the example to the world of a country that says no more in unison. I want well, to call I, to those Exactly. I get so many comments like, why do we care about Germany or New Zealand or wherever? It's the same New World Order. That's, it's like a Martians attacked France. We'd care because we're next. Or, or I mean, it's, it's an attack on all of us. Absolutely. And if we could come together, because there are some forces trying to undermine all the time the unity, if we could unify and imagine the world we want to create, Alex, for those children you talked about, my grandchild, we could show the world it's possible. But we have to stop this horrible division and nastiness and jealousy that I've been subject to and come together and say, for the right reasons, we now demand the Ministry of Health put up the data. We demand that Barry be hailed, as Andrew Bridgen in the UK said, as a hero. He is a hero for standing up. And I know this because I'll tell you what, he is gaining zero from doing this. Zero. I'm asking about what do you got as a backup plan? He has nothing, but but here's the bottom line. We all hang together, we hang separate, as Thomas Jefferson said, and, or as Benjamin Franklin, but that's where we are. And, and, And you have these global corporations that see us as numbers, and if we act like numbers, we become numbers. We need to stop submitting, and that's what you are doing. That's what we're all doing. We've got our own whistleblowers over here, and they fear, the globalists fear more whistleblowers. I loved your call out the other day. I heard it. We need whistleblowers from everywhere, particularly the funeral directors around the world. Stop being cowards. I had one candidate who's a funeral director, and his boss, his boss tried to, to absolutely silence him. I rang the boss and I said, please, don't worry about the trolls. They're government trolls on your website. Just honor this man who's telling the truth of working on 20-year-olds with massive clots, and he's seeing them in the dead bodies, and it's making him go home and sob, this whistleblower, this funeral director friend of mine. And his, and his boss said, I just want the trolls to go away. And I said to him, when you were at school and you tried to appease a school bully, did the bullying get worse? Or did it get better when you appeased? There was silence, Alex. You see, these people are just bullies, and bullies are cowards. They're weak, self-serving, narcissistic, psychopathic bullies in the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, and the United Nations. All three are totally corrupt. And we all need to push our politicians locally to pull out of these world bodies. They should have no rule over our own country's sovereignty. The World Health Organization pandemic run by Bill Gates is a total nonsense. If another illness comes, make sure you are healthy. Take Alex's supplements. 
make sure your own terrain in your body is as healthy as you can be with enough sleep, with good diet, with good supplements, with plenty of good healthy water with no fluoride in, you'll get through things. But don't give in to their ridiculous fear. I was, I was cross with myself for giving into fear the other day when I thought the cops will come and hurt me again. I'm not fearful, Alex. No, but you if were, you were smart to elude them so you keep speaking. So don't, don't, don't take trying to avoid the enemy's attacks. Like the enemy's firing artillery at you and you know, move, out, move away from it. That's not fear. That's common sense. Liz Gunn, we love you. We appreciate people can follow you at F-R-E-E-N-Z.org. Thank you so much. And uh, let's continue to to focus on this. And, and I want to let great whistleblowers like Barry Young know, because he was like, I haven't thought about money. I'm, I'm going to lose my job. I, I'm like, well, no, we, we need whistleblowers to know they're going to be championed. Who cares about football players or cricket players or any of this? We need to champion the men and women that tell the truth. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you. And if people can put into nzloyal.org, if you can contribute, we'll also make money goes from, go from that to Barry and his wonderful wife, and it will help us keep going. I thank you, Alex. Is Owen Troyer okay, Alex? How is uh, he? he? They put him in solitary month. confinement for the oh. last month and a half, and now they say on the Federal Register he's released Friday, I think, because there's a congressional investigation. The Speaker of the House is in his district. The Speaker was going to go there next week so they're releasing him friday because the word is that uh the speaker was going to be off and was going to go to the prison so only because the speaker of the house was going to go there they're saying he's being released on friday that shows the power of pressure thank you so much les there's another hero i think of him every day he interviewed me on baby will thanks absolutely thank you all right uh we, we, we we've got the local journalists that helped break all of this uh, along with liz gunn uh, taking over next hour with Maria Z from Australia. So look for Counterspin uh, Media to be taking over. It's been two hours since I plugged. And if I plugged every segment, we'd have plenty of money. It, it's true. But I get so obsessed with covering news. Keep knocking my clip off here in my earpiece. I get so obsessed with covering news. I skip the breaks. I skip the ads and everything. Please go now to InfoWarsStore.com. Go there. Storewide free shipping. Biggest sale of the year. Do your Christmas shopping there. Support freedom. InfoWarsStore.com. X2 back in stock. Selling out. Turbo Force. 10-hour clean energy. Back in stock. Selling out. And all that stuff keeps free speech and InfoWars on the air. That's wonderful. Do that. Plus, they're great products. But the court has said, oh, yeah, Jones can get part of the money from his book sales. So... That's what's paying my legal bills, and the court ruled out to pay half of them. So the real chink in the armor is I'm $2 million plus million in the hole, and the judges still said they're not increasing my salary, which only pay half the legal bills, but we're allowed to sell the books. So it's like a, it's like a game, like, well, you can't have any of this, but if you do this, so go to InfoWarsStore.com, get a signed or unsigned copy. The signed are like 100 bucks because I need the money to take it on the globalist here. You get a signed copy, you know you were in the fight. Get a signed copy of the Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. Infowarstore.com. Get the Great Awakening signed or unsigned. I want to thank you all that did do it. If you can't afford the sign one, get the regular one. I get some of the money there, like $7 or something. The point is, I'm fighting hard, folks. I'll never give up, but I can give out without your help. Get the Great Awakening. Infowarstore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas 2023 is here. And it's more important than ever 
to stay in the fight against the tyrants. And the only way to do that is getting great products that enrich your life and empower your immune system and inform your mind and enrich you and your family's lives while at the same time keeping this operation on air. I want to thank you all in the last year for all your incredible support. We've been through hell together, but the great awakening is here. So I want to just announce to everybody that the biggest sell of the year is here. So many sold out products are finally back in stock and we've got Storewide free shipping and double Patriot points and so much more now at InfoWarsStore.com. The ultimate 10-hour strongest, cleanest, best energy is here. 10-hour clean energy turbo force. Sold out for a long time. Finally back in stock discounted. InfoWarsStore.com. X2 sold out for more than a year. Finally back in stock. Still discounted despite the fact it's selling out quickly. And the list goes on from there. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Up to 60% off on great products like Brain Force Plus and Brain Force Ultra. 50% off on Down and Out Sleep Support. 40% off on Vaso Beats that boost the nitrous oxide in your blood to clean out your blood like Nitric Boost does. 40% off Bodies. 40% off DNA Force Plus despite the fact it's selling out. 40% off Ultra 12. 50% off Down and Out Sleep Support. 60% off Brain Force Plus, Brain Force Ultra, and even more. And get a copy of my new book, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. Get a signed copy as a fundraiser or an unsigned copy. Regardless, it keeps us on air. Plus, it's a powerful book, exclusively signed at InfoWarsStore.com or call toll-free, 888-253-3139. Don't shop with the globalists. Don't fund your enemies. Get great, informative, enriching products now at InfoWarsStore.com. Store.com with free shipping for Christmas. Thanks for your support. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Maria Z from Z Media, continuing this important, crucial, groundbreaking coverage on the most important story in the world right now out of New Zealand. We're joined now by Hannah Spearer from Counterspin Media, who, let me just say, has done such an incredible job uh, whether it be on air or behind the scenes, uh, I've been dealing with Hannah, you know, uh, on multiple occasions over the past three years, and she's just such a person of integrity, such a hard worker, and uh, and has done an incredible job on this story from New Zealand on Barry Young, working with Liz Gunn. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's such a pleasure, Maria. Thanks for uh, having me on. It's wonderful to see you. Well, uh, Hannah, I think, you know, very important to continue this coverage and do so from all angles. And what I really want to talk to you about today uh, is the importance of more whistleblowers coming forward. I also want to uh, talk about, you know, the the, the, the incredible costs uh, that, that something like this story comes with, but how it's worth it. Um, and I guess from your perspective, why it was so important to get this story out, why it's important to keep it alive, so, uh, you know, please take it away, Hannah. Look, I, I think the most important thing is for people on our side, uh, no matter which organization they're part of, no matter which alternative media they're part of, when a story like this comes to light, that we all support it and we all amplify it and we all amplify each other. We don't have to necessarily agree on every single thing all the time, but, um, but getting messages out when people are down, supporting whistleblowers who are risking everything. Um, I mean, 
I don't know why anyone wouldn't support this story. Um, people are often a lot um, very hesitant to get behind something like this when it comes out. Uh, but Liz Gunn, you know, she does her due diligence. She's very um, thorough. We looked at the information as well. We uh, tried very hard to get it overseas for a long time. But I mean, of course, people are hesitant. They need to know that it's it's legitimate. Um, but as soon as you know the, the experts looked at it, um, they they're willing to run with it. And then people like Steve Kirsch picked it up, and it's it's gone around the world now. So that's all I can say is don't don't get into personal politics, party politics, personality issues. When the truth is there, we've all got to get behind it. Yes, I note, uh, and I, I agree with you, Hannah. People need to be uh, looking over everything that comes out with a fine-tooth comb. And I note that there have been uh, a couple of people who initially gave their assessment and said, well, I'm not really so sure about this particular uh, aspect of the data. I'm still looking into it. Uh, one particular user on X spoke to Steve uh, and said, right, well, I'm having another look now. I understand the paper dose system, how it works now, uh, and why this data is so crucial. So I really do encourage everyone to have a look at Steve Kirsch's Substack uh, where he has explained all of this. And uh, I actually just did an interview as well with a former Pfizer employee, Karen Kingston, who spoke about the paper dose system. And, and having worked in Big Pharma, uh, that interview's up on zmedia.com. So her having worked for Big Pharma and worked for Pfizer explained how these systems actually work. And so I do encourage everyone to have a look at that because uh, that will explain uh, the, the, the in specifically the paper dose system. Yeah, and I mean, um, Barry did actually make that clear in the initial video that this is only one data set. This is only one paper dose set. There's obviously a number of these um, in New Zealand and around the world, so he didn't have access to all of those. So it wasn't going to be the entire New Zealand population and all their um, jab history. But of course, uh, like you say, yeah, there's a paper dose system, and it, it is obviously. It has to be very accurate because, you know, people need to get paid. There's money changing hands. And, um, you know, that's that's the way uh, business goes, I guess. It's the, it's costing a lot of lives. And um, I'm just so glad that this information is out there. It started a massive discussion. There's been a lot of controversy around it. Controversy is good at this point because it makes people look at the data. People want to say it's fake. People want to say that Barry is, um, you know, controlled opposition or... Well, Liz Gunn is not legitimate. Okay, all these things can get thrown out there, but the more people question, the better. And eventually, hopefully, if they've got actually real discernment, they will see this information for what it is. They will see Barry is um, genuine. They'll see that Liz is genuine. Um, we're genuine. We've got to go to we're, break, we're... Hannah. We've got to go to break. Stay with me. We'll continue on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. When I say this, I mean it from the very bottom of my heart. I want to say... Thank you to all the viewers and listeners for supporting the broadcast over the years. We together have changed the world at an incredible level. And I want to salute the crew as well and all of our sponsors and supporters. Ladies and gentlemen, wow, the fight has really been joined with the globalist. And as we go into 2024, the most important election in world history, it is now more important than ever to get around the censors and override the globalists. So keep spreading the word about the broadcast. Keep sharing the articles and videos. Keep praying for the broadcast and our reporters and the crew. And shop at InfoWarsStore.com, where for Christmas, we have the biggest sales of the year, double Patriot points, store-wide free shipping, up to 60% off on products like BrainForce Plus, BrainForce Ultra, TurboForce is back in stock, X2 is back in stock, Vaso Beach is back in stock. 
Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. It's all there. My new book, The Great Awakening. Do your Christmas shopping there. Get great products and fund the Infowar. Thank you. Welcome back. We're here with Hannah Spira from Counterspin Media. Uh, I want to say, Hannah, before this data came out, I actually interviewed Liz and she told me this is going to be whopping. Uh, I personally have not seen uh, any, uh, you know, private information of anyone. I was never provided with that. Uh, I've seen what everyone else has seen and what I know, uh, having dealt with you and Liz in uh, in the background, is that immense, immense care was taken to protect patient data. I had a user on X say, uh, you know, oh, it's private data was released. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. This is why this coverage today is so, so crucial on InfoWars. You'll hear it here first. You'll hear it accurately here because uh, the media will do whatever they can to to cast doubt into the minds of the population. Uh, but I want to ask you, Hannah, from the New Zealand population, apart from the few that are believing the mainstream media, do you believe that this is, uh, you know, spreading uh, across the people? Are people starting to ask questions? Are more people joining the fight? Look, I personally believe that more people are joining the fight each and every day. I mean, you know, I've been watching Alex for years. For years, I felt like I was alone after COVID hit. Boom, it's been like a landslide. So many people, like snowball effect. People have been waking up, you know, on mass. I would like to think that this is going to have a massive effect on, on people actually looking at information, understanding it. There are people in the mainstream or on the, on the edge of the mainstream talking about it now, again, trying to dismiss it. Um, you know, they always call us cookers or conspiracy theorists. Uh, but eventually, you know, these people are going to have to look back and say, hey, you guys have been right from day one. Um, and the, the real main thing is now is that people who are fully awake, even if it's, you know, just the 3.5 percent, whatever, these are the people on the on the margins that make the real difference. We don't need to wait for the mess. We don't need to make wait for the, the wobbly middle to wake up because it's the 3.5 percent get up off their butts and put up enough pressure on our politicians. If we if we email Winston Peters, our deputy prime minister on mass, we put enough pressure on this new government. It, it doesn't take, you know, the whole population to wake up to actually enact real change. Yes, I agree with you. And uh, I think that sharing the information, I note that, uh, you know, I put out Liz's video on Instagram where she gave the, the first update after Barry had been arrested and the number of, of New Zealanders tagging Winston uh, Peters in the comments was fantastic to see. Uh, you know, we need to be screaming for these politicians to look at this data. It's very simple. Uh, you know, what, what Barry said with Alex earlier is crucial for everyone to understand. He tried to get politicians to respond to this. He sent it to them. He tried to do the right thing as an employee and say, hey, we've got a safety signal here. We need, someone needs to look at this. And so when you have every single person that's responsible in the country for the people of that country refusing to address a crime, refusing to address the death of their own citizens and, and why it's happening, what other choice do people have other than to appeal to the public? And so uh, right now the public has the information. It's their information. Now they need to, to en masse put pressure on uh, on the, the media, the leaders. Would you agree, Hannah? 
Oh, absolutely. And I do want to clarify a couple of points here, uh, Maria, because people are trying to criticise Barry and, you know, say that he didn't uh, follow, you know, protocol as a whistleblower. Well, here you go, everybody. He's done the right thing. He's talked to his employers. He's gone to every single MP. What other choice did he have but to go public? Secondly, they're saying that, you know, Liz Gunn was unprofessional in terms of she pressured um, Barry and somehow didn't take great care in actually facilitating his, his public appearance. It was only at the very last minute that he actually decided to put his face on camera and basically man up, stand by what he what he's doing and not be a coward and not hide in the shadows. Everybody's saying, oh, he should have stayed anonymous. Why? Anonymity is over. It is time to stand by who you really are, stand up and be counted because if they come after Barry, who are they going to come after next, Maria? You and I, the next whistleblower. But the more people that stand up, the more voices that are out there, it's strength the numbers at this point. Well, uh, it's very easy uh, uh, fr from the sidelines to say it should have been done this way or it should have been done that way. And I understand that people, uh, you know, have, have very strong opinions and critical thinkers uh, will always clash with one another because we are free-thinking individuals. And so I appreciate that about us. But uh, I, I think that, you know, looking at this situation, having spoken with both you and Liz uh, offline and, uh, and you know, knowing how much effort has gone into this and, and with Steve's help and everything, uh, I think that people have done the best that they can, the absolute best that they can with what they've got when they are being ignored, when Barry has been ignored by politicians, when Barry has been ignored by the higher-ups, uh, trying desperately to warn them that something is very, very wrong. And we're seeing footage on the screen right now as we're talking, Hannah, of all of these people dropping uh, you know, these are, look, look, masked up and dropping uh, and, and and no investigation happened after that. Oh, well, you know, there's all these coincidences. Children are dying. People are, uh, uh, we've got elite athletes dropping on the field. Look at this, heart attack after heart attack after heart attack. I've got an interview coming later this week with a pilot who's decided to blow the whistle, Hannah, with a pilot who said, we have yeah. the, the the we have a th uh, over three uh, sorry over two hundred percent increase in Mayday calls around the world. This is not normal. No, it's 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 absolutely gaslighting at this point. These people in positions of power are absolute psychopaths, and you know the the middle management, the lower level kind of minions, they're all just too scared. They're just getting their paycheck. You know they don't want to lose their kind of. Uh, comforts in life and that's how they keep everybody locked in the system that's how they keep everybody staying silent um but this is a, a great example you know barry has thrown caution into the wind and uh, he's actually knows what's right and this is the big point is that what another part of the psychological operation is that they're constantly trying to cut you off from your own conscience because we all have a conscience that's um in us from birth connected to god however you want to look at it and we all know right from wrong and uh, as soon as we wake up to the fact that this global mass genocide is actually going on, we need to actually do something um, and and get the courage and, and speak up. So, you know, I take my hat off to that pilot. Uh, I saw some crazy article about, you know, somehow farts are now <laughs> killing people suddenly. Like, this is becoming a joke. If people can't see these headlines, you know, tea bags or TV or climate change, all cause of sudden... Um, Death syndrome. Oh, it's it's just it's 
Surely someone's playing games with us, Maria. This can't be serious. I, I, I think it's the ultimate IQ test of the population and anyone who is falling for, for some of these headlines right now, uh, you know, sleeping too much could cause sudden death. You know, these are the types of headlines that I've seen. Uh, and so I, I want everyone to really take stock of the fact that every time you see one of these headlines, it's in an effort to cover up because the mainstream media is working with the establishment. It's in an effort to cover up data that Barry has brought forward. Think about that because he is someone like him and he's not the only one, by the way. I interviewed Steve Kirsch uh, many, many months ago when he got leaked data out of an Israeli Ministry of Health meeting where there were experts in that Zoom call, and I've got the footage, I've published it, experts on that Zoom call telling the Israeli Ministry of Health, we have a serious safety signal here, something has gone very wrong with these injections, and there was a cover-up uh, which which uh, followed that particular Zoom meeting. Steve and I interviewed right afterwards. We aired the footage. We showed the world. There is a cover-up happening at the Israeli Ministry of Health. We now have the New Zealand Ministry of Health. And by the way, they haven't said that the data is not legitimate. They So, so, so the cover-up's different in this instance. They have admitted that the data is legitimate. It's just that they don't like that he's put it out. Yep, that's right. The mainstream media acknowledged um, Barry. They they did try and downplay his um, authority. You know that he's not a medical expert. He's not, um, you know, familiar with vaccines and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's definitely legitimate. It's definitely um, out there now, and you know the public is is aware of this story. Uh, they keep trying to, of course, bring it back to Barry being a misinformation um, bringer. You know, there's nothing to see here, folks. And, and journalists Let's, in New Zealand. Uh, Hannah, really... we've, we've got to go to break. We've got to go to break. I want to continue on that particular point right after we come back because it's so crucial. Don't go anywhere. I've been on air close to 30 years. And going back more than, wow, 15 years ago, we began to get massively censored and debanked and harassed in different ways by the globalist deep state. So when their total censorship and tyranny arrived, the last five years, we were ready to resist it as best as we could. So Nietzsche's definitely right that that which does not kill you only makes you stronger. But really, it's been God working through the audience of viewers and listeners who've been steadfast supporters, spreading the word, praying for us, buying the product, sharing the clips, the articles, the videos, it has really allowed us to survive and when it comes to exposing the globalists, thrive. So as Christmas approaches 2023, I wanted to take some time out to say that I'm thankful for all the viewers and listeners. And I meet you all over the streets of Austin and all over the country and all over the world. And I really love you and I appreciate you. And because they started taking our sponsors away from us more than 15 years ago, we began to move away from sponsors and sell products directly to the population. And we always went out and tried to find hot, cool products that already had great reviews. That way we knew we were selling a good product. I would try them out myself. And over the last 15 years, we've gotten really, really good at bringing you amazing products. And now we have the best books, the best films, really everything we saw on the site is very high quality, but at a very, very competitive price. Whether it's the storable foods, whether it's the water filtration, whether it's the supplements, whether it's the books, the films, they're amongst the very, very best. 
and you're funding an operation fighting the globalist. So even if you bought this stuff at a big box store whose owners are anti-freedom, anti-human, you'd still be getting a great product. But when you buy these products from us, you are supporting an organization an operation that's not submitting to tyranny. So we kind of created the model of a political talk show funding itself with direct sales. And, and now more and more are doing it because they've been censored, they've been shut down. So for all the years we've been fighting together, I want to thank all the InfoWars viewers and listeners, the InfoWars family, because we're still here because of you. And now Christmas 2023 is here and we have the biggest sales of the year every Christmas and a lot of products that have been sold out are now back in stock. I'm happy to announce we have storewide free shipping, double Patriot points, 10% off when you sign up for auto ship on your next order. That way stuff that's sold out is held back for you so it's not sold out and up to 60% off on these best-selling products. And finally, Turbo Force, 10 hours of clean energy is finally back in stock the top of the line, the strongest, the Godzilla of nootropics, of energy, of brain boost. Turbo Force back in stock. X2 sold out for more than a year, got a limited supply in. Unfortunately, it's about to sell out. Despite that, we've got it at 25% off, but it's gonna go to full price before Christmas hits, so take advantage of that right now. We also have down and out sleep support, a whole bunch of natural, known, strong, organic compounds that give you deep, restful sleep that's so good for your immune system, your body, everything. Real Red Pill Plus, Vitamineral Fusion, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, it's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. You can also call toll-free if you'd like to order that way, 888-253-3139, 888-253-3139. But these are great products that enrich your life and they keep us on the air. That's why I coined the term many years ago, 360 win. This is a non-zero sum game. This is beyond symbiotic. This doesn't just make us all okay. We work together. This empowers us all together. So please do your Christmas shopping at InfoWarsStore.com. Now, thank you for your support. God bless. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. Welcome back. Right before the break, Hannah from Counterspin Media was talking about these accusations of Barry Young, the brave whistleblower from New Zealand who has sparked an absolute wildfire worldwide. I, I really hope people are not underestimating the power of what Barry has done. And we're, we're going to talk about whistleblowers in a moment. But Hannah, you were saying that the, the media is charging him, you know, with m misinformation. And uh, it's, it's just simply a ridiculous label at this point because the man has brought actual data. The government has admitted to the fact that this is their own data. How could it possibly be misinformation? Oh, exactly. And it's a typical uh, way that journalists in New Zealand operate. Uh, you know, most journalists in New Zealand don't actually have any control really about the angles of their stories. We know it's the producers, the executives. Uh, a lot of our media is owned offshore. And of course, most of your audience and, and the InfoWars audience knows that, you know, there's six corporations worldwide that own the media. They, they pick out the talking points on a daily basis, send it around the world. And, you know, at a, at a grassroots level, it, it, it sticks to the narrative. And, 
News, um, faith in New Zealand media is well below 40% now. No one actually trusts the mainstream media. Uh, Winston Peters, to his credit, did actually call out the bribery and the corruption of the media within uh, the first few days of him becoming the Deputy Prime Minister. It gave a lot of people hope. Now he needs to take it to the next step and he needs to actually look at this data. He needs to take it seriously and he needs to open up a COVID inquiry that has wide terms of references. It looks at the, the deaths, the adverse reactions. It's not just going to be a whitewash and uh, play lip service because we know that that is what the majority of Royal Commission of Inquiries do here in New Zealand. They never actually really get to the bottom of it. They simply say, you know, looking at how can we do things better next time rather than actually holding people accountable. And this is this is the big difference. Uh, there is a massive crime that has been committed here. It actually needs to be a criminal investigation. And these people do need to be held accountable. We do need justice in, the, in this country, like around the world. And we cannot let these people get away with it because they will be laughing in our faces if we don't actually do the right thing and, and, and hold trials, put all the evidence out, and then actually lock them away uh, Forever, basically, let them all rot and die in jail. As far as I'm concerned, look, Hannah, I agree with you. Humanity has a really, really uh, important opportunity here. This is this is an opportunity. Uh, Barry has put himself on the line to present humanity with this opportunity, and so uh, I can say, uh, without giving too much detail, I can say that multiple politicians around the world are looking at this data. And so uh, there is absolutely uh, that people are paying attention. And what it what 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 this data has done is provided every single country, every country can use this information to then go back to their own, uh, you know, their own government, their own parliaments, their own senates, Congress, and and uh, spark an inquiry in their own countries because the reality is is if the data is this in New Zealand it's going to be the same everywhere else or at bare minimum we'll find that New Zealanders were targeted differently to other countries but I don't think so because the excess death rates are the same in every single country uh, you know I, I don't mean uh, I don't mean the, the the same numbers what I mean is the absolute spike in excess deaths has happened in every country that's highly injected right after the rollout. You cannot deny this. You're right, there's a crime. The criminals need to be held accountable. Uh, and more and more people are starting to call for that. And I think that the pressure needs to be there. I want to quickly say, Hannah, as well, um, I, I really want to do this because I, some very early on in the piece, did an Instagram Live. It was just an Instagram Live. Uh, you know, 300-odd people were tuned in at the time. Uh, but I did a call out for whistleblowers, uh, you know, doctors and nurses to come out and tell the truth one day. And I was I was livid. I was so angry, you know, frothing at the mouth, at the camera, and just saying, you are just as complicit as those who are doing this to humanity. If you don't speak, you're a coward, you're, you're, you know, you're weak, you're pathetic, and every other name under the sun. I had a call from a doctor after that live. And that doctor said to me, I've not been able to sleep since I watched your Instagram live. I can't live with myself. Right now I'm staying silent because I have people coming into my clinic and my colleagues are telling them to get more injections after they've had an adverse reaction. And so I'm trying desperately to save these patients' lives and tell them do not get any more COVID injections. But when the time comes uh, for me to speak, I'll let you know. 
a few months later, and I don't want to give away the doctor's identity because uh, I don't have permission to share that particular story. But a few months later, that doctor said to me, I, I can't I can't live with myself. I can't look at myself in the mirror. I can't sleep. I, I have to come forward. And now uh, that doctor has joined an alliance of, of freedom doctors in Australia and is speaking. My, the point of me telling that story was I know that there will be, uh, or, you know, intel agencies, authorities uh, and other professionals that are watching this interview, Hannah, that are watching Infowars, that have watched Barry's interview uh, and Liz's interview today. And I'm telling you the same thing. I hope that you cannot live with yourself every single morning when you look in the mirror, intel agencies, uh, every single day when you wake up and look at your spouse, that you, what you see looking back at you is the fraud that you are, that you are presenting yourself to the world as unless you join with this brave whistleblower. And someone said to me, Hannah, not everyone's in a position to put their lives on the line. Imagine if every single three-letter agency, every single bed, every single doctor, everyone right now came out and said enough is enough. I just wouldn't stand anymore. If everyone just said no, which is the most powerful word in the English language, this whole thing would crumble. And I can speak from personal experience, Maria, uh, before this whole COVID, well, during uh, COVID initially, I, you know, I was an at-home uh, child carer. I had my own business. Uh, and then they started mandating um, childhood workers um, in in kindergartens and, and, and even the home-based child carers. And I could see exactly what was coming down the line. Um, I had to actually fold my business uh, because I wasn't going to take the jab. I would rather be homeless on the street before I inject myself with some sort of poison uh, that is actually actively <laughs> there to kill me. Um, and I had to make that really hard decision. And, you know, I moved in with Calvin. Uh, we, were, we were in a relationship. So we combined our forces. We started Counterspin. Uh, you know, we put everything into it that, that we had. We didn't ask for any donations in the beginning because we felt like it was the right thing to do. And I truly had, had got to a place in my life personally, and this is everyone's own personal journey of how they get there and, and when they get there. But I got to a point where I could not live with myself if I didn't speak out. And, and in the early days, I was just behind the scenes um, because I still had the business um, and I had to use a pseudonym because I obviously knew that the trolls would come after me. All these fake accounts that are obviously three-letter agents online that will try and destroy your reputation. Uh, so then when they brought in the, the vaccines for the children here in New Zealand, that was my line in the sand. And I just thought, you know, what the hell? I'm going to throw caution into the wind. I put my face out there, put my real name out there. Uh, and now Calvin and I have an eight month old son. Um, and, you know, I really want to do this for him so that he can actually look back, um, you know, and, and hopefully we get through all this mess in 10 or 20 years time. And he can actually say, my mum and dad stood up. They did the right thing. They didn't cower. Um, you know, and we are living on the good graces of people. I mean, we certainly don't uh, make a wage. We don't make, we don't even make enough money to pay bills at this point. You know, we're, we're really limping along. We've, we've got this massive court case hanging over our heads. Uh, because I know, we've, we've got to go to break. I'm sorry to cut you off mid-sentence, but we've got to go to break. Stay with us. We'll be right back shortly. People on the street and also folks that call on the show 
constantly give me credit and say, oh, you're so great, oh, you're so wonderful. No, you're great, you're wonderful for keeping us on the air and spreading the word. Our real power is you, the audience of activists, the men and women in the arena, and I thank you all, and I salute you all for your support. Look at the huge whistleblowers now going public on the COVID poison shots and on human sex slavery and trafficking. The globalists are in deep trouble, and that's because of good men and women in government, in the private sector, blowing the whistle. And the only way the information gets out is we, the people, all of you sharing the information, taking clips, taking the articles, taking the videos. It really is is changing the world. Thomas Jefferson said the only way that tyrants can flourish and prevail over humanity is if good men and women do nothing. Well, we are the good men and women and we are not doing nothing. We are taking action. So Christmas 2023 is already here. Hard to believe we're just a few weeks away from Christmas. And that means every year we have the biggest sales of the year. But this is the biggest sale hands down ever because so many of the products that have been sold out with supply chain breakdowns and other issues are finally in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. So we have store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, an additional 10% off when you sign up for auto ship on your next order, cancel anytime, and things like X2 and TurboForce sold out for many months, X2 for over a year, finally back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Then we have VasoBeats that has nitrous oxide. It, it produces that in your blood that cleans out your blood and does so much just like Nitric Boost does, another great product at InfoWarsStore.com. They just both do it from two different herbal directions. Bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, we are changing the world together. We're having a massive effect, but even if we weren't, we would still expose evil. We would still fight evil because God is watching and that's our job. We don't do this for other people. We don't do this to look like the best guys around. We don't do it to show off like we're heroes. We do it because the children need to be protected and God is watching. So for myself and the whole crew, I wanna thank you all for keeping us on air the last almost 30 years. It'll be 30 years in April of 2024, just three months away. And I wanna encourage you now all to go to InfoWarsStore.com and take advantage of these amazing products. I mean, up to 60% off on so many of them, like BrainForce Plus and BrainForce Ultra. People ask me, which one's better? They're two different formulas, get different people different. One's fast-acting, only lasts a few hours. The other's not fast-acting, lasts four or five hours. They're different formulas, folks. So different people like different ones. BrainForce Plus is great. BrainForce Ultra is great. TurboForce is just over the top. It's so strong, I can't even take it. DNA Force Plus, about to sell out 40% off. We've got Ultra 12 the highest quality B12 about to sell out. Still on sale, 40% off. Real Red Bull Plus, incredible, 50% off. Down on sleep support, 50% off. It's all there and so much more. So if you've never tried Turbo Force, get some today while you still can. If you've never tried X2, get it while you still can. But I'm telling you, people know it's a great product. It took us over a year to get it. It's finally back in stock. We should have been able to get more, but we, were, we weren't because of funding. It's gonna be sold out for five, six months now. And if we just had enough X2, our funding problems would be solved. But all I'm saying is you will want X2. You will want to experience X2. X2 and TurboForce are back in stock for a limited time. InfoWarsStore.com. I want you to have a safe and wonderful pro-family, pro-God, pro-America, pro-humanity Christmas. God bless and thank you for your support. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones.
And we are back here with Hannah Spira from Counterspin Media, who just before the break was talking about the incredible cost that speaking out and doing the right thing comes at, uh, but that it's worth it. And so, I, I mean, I have to agree, you know, I, I can never go back to my former career, but I would never, ever want to be doing anything else other than reporting the truth to humanity and in this battle for humanity. So I'm asking everyone to support Counterspin Media. They've got a channel here on Bandop Video. Uh, they've also got their own media outlet. Go support, share their stuff, uh, and don't don't let the efforts of good people become futile. You, the public, the judges in the court of today are the ones who can make the difference. Yes, media puts out the information. Yes, media does the groundwork. But then it is the foot soldiers out there that talk to people on the ground, that talk to people in the supermarket, that that are able to share all over social media, make things viral. Who do you think made it viral? I, I, I thanked everyone in, in Telegram recently because I put out a few links. Hey, you can find Liz's post, uh, Liz's update on this platform, this platform, this platform. Please go and share. And within, you know, a matter of two hours, it went absolutely viral. That is thanks to the public, the court of public opinion that said this is important. The world needs to know about it. So so please continue to elevate and and uh, and and amplify the things that matter. This is how you support independent media by getting the truth out there. I'm personally the most satisfied when I know that people have heard the truth. Uh, Hannah, back to you. Thanks for that, Maria. Yeah, that is exactly it. People need to share the information. At least that's the least anybody can do. Uh, you know. The, the toll that we are paying uh, personally, I do want to actually link this now to uh, Barry and his story because we actually have the same lawyer, Matthew Haig from Frontline Law. He's a great guy. Uh, he, you know, he won the case here in New Zealand to ensure that uh, the police and the defence force didn't have to be mandated um, into having the, 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 the jab. Uh, so he, he, he's backing us in our case. We have actually been charged with sharing objectionable material because we did to share a link to a documentary uh, over in the UK. We shared a UK website link. Uh, and this documentary at the time was not actually deemed objectionable. It was discussing the Christchurch mosque attack here in New Zealand. It happened back in March 2019. Uh, lots of questions around that. And again, it's all in the best interest of the public that this information comes out because the public deserves to know. Just like what Barry's done, putting information out that has now an injunction placed upon it by the, um, the Ministry of Health and it's being actually taken off the internet as fast as anybody can upload it, this data set. And it's just like the, the, the mosque shooting, that, that initial live video stream obviously was censored, but anybody who um, wants to share even now a link to a documentary that shows snippets of that live uh, is now facing 14 years as we are. And, you know, and, and I have to actually agree with Liz, like, to be honest, on, um, you know, Sunday when, when Barry was arrested and, uh, you know, because we have been sharing the story, we have been really supportive of, of Liz and trying to get this out. Uh, I, I was a little bit fearful. Uh, I actually thought that, you know, the police might be knocking on our door again because we were raided last August. Uh, we had over 20 uh, police come, some of them armed uh, with no notice, just completely raid us, uh, arrest us, you know, um, and I'm facing four charges, not only objectionable material, but resisting arrest, not providing 
um, passwords to all our, our, our equipment. They've taken all our equipment. Um, they've still not given it back. We have been in uh, court probably almost, you know, 10 times now, uh, you know, and, and we've also got a, a third member of the Countersman team that is also fa has been arrested. And, you know, we've probably had to pay over $50,000 now in, in court, ca uh, court case costings. And this could go on for a long time, but this is what this tyrannical state of New Zealand does. Jacinda Ardern is leading the front on the assault on free speech with the Christchurch call. That is one of the massive things that came out of it when she met in Paris uh, with, with the officials from around the world, not only political, but also in the tech industry. Uh, they are shutting free speech down. They are using the Christchurch mosque attack as the prime example of hate speech. And if you even try and talk about this issue, you're Islamophobic, you're a hater. No, we are not. We have Islamic friends. It's nothing about race. It's nothing about religion, nothing about color people's skins. It's simply about getting the truth out because there's a lot of questions around um, the mosque attack that the government doesn't want you to um, find out about. The media certainly not asking the questions. And we are simply journalists that want to bring the truth to the people. And um, we've made our peace. We're willing to do what it takes. Uh, you know, they can censor us online. They can start threatening us. They can actually um, take away our financial opportunities. Um, and then, you know, they can ruin our reputations and, and take us out physically if they want. But hey, be my guest, you know. Um, what's the worst they can do is get me off this planet. We're living in a prison planet anyway. I'd much rather it's in some ways. I don't want to jinx myself, but who knows what happens after this lifetime. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid. Well, uh, you know, Hannah, as, as someone who has faith in Jesus, I, I don't fear leaving this earth, uh, but it's certainly not something I want to be doing anytime soon. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of work to do for humanity here. And so uh, I, I, I know that Jacinda Ardern has been using uh, what happened at the Christchurch mosque. In fact, um, she used it as, as a justification inside a UN meeting. I've spoken about this meeting before. Uh, she she used it as a justification to target online hate, hate speech and misinformation. And what happened was that she actually said in that UN uh, uh, meeting that we are at war with we governments are at war with the people of the world. This is something that plays on, it's actually in one of our ads, it's one of Z Media's ads, constantly talking about the globalists have declared war on the people of the world. It's based on that speech that Jacinda Ardern gave at the United Nations, where she said, we the governments are at war with those who disagree with us. And every single world leader in that room got up and gave her a standing ovation. They agreed that they are at war with us. So my question is, uh, people, you know, and this is a rhetorical question, what do you do when people declare war on you? If they've declared an information war, we're fighting that information war, you know? If they've declared that you are a threat because they're at war with you, then you must consider them a threat. Absolutely. And, you know, we've got, uh, I think we've got two... Two bail conditions now. One is uh, to, you know, let the state know where we reside. And the other one is basically not to incite a civil war. So, you know, th I mean, this is this is exactly what they're afraid of. The people that once they wake up, they, they don't they don't want the people to actually, um, you know, really take part in this war. They, they want a one sided war where they just destroy everybody and um, have this have this whole world for themselves. I mean, it's a complete joke that they're trying to say 
the place is overpopulated, but they're trying to somehow make humans feel bad for being human. Uh, the whole, you know, climate change narrative is a war on carbon. Yeah, because we're the carbon and they want to get rid of us. And that, that it really is the Hunger Games Society, as Alex Jones has talked about for years. Uh, they really simply want, you know, the, this, especially New Zealand. New Zealand is a playground for these elites. So many of them have hideouts here. So many of them have, have underground bunkers that they can come to uh, when, you know, when they burn down the rest of the world. Um, and, you know, New Zealanders have to wake up. What I want to say as well about New Zealand is we are so apathetic. You know, we, we go along to get along. We don't want to rock the boat. It's a, it's a hangover from our English uh, roots. You know, we don't really say what we're thinking. Um, and, and unfortunately, that's led to huge tall poppy syndrome where anybody who's actually trying to stand up and do the right thing, they just chop you down. They constantly nitpick. They look at every little thing. I mean, Liz Garden has recently experienced it in her campaign. We've been experiencing it for, you know, over two years. Uh, but what we have to look at is people who are doing the right thing. We've got to get behind them um, and actually just show, this, show our support because not everyone has the courage to speak out, but everyone has a part to play. Um, and, you know, we've, we've, we've got to actually be in this together because otherwise we're just going to, yeah, be taken out by this war from these psychopaths. Oh, Hannah, if we if we sit here and tear one another down, the, the the people that are on the ground fighting for humanity, the ones who are orchestrating these attacks on us are absolutely laughing and enjoying themselves. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back for the final segment with Hannah after this short break. I've been on air close to 30 years. And going back more than, wow, 15 years ago, we began to get massively censored and debanked and harassed in different ways by the globalist deep state. So when their total censorship and tyranny arrived, the last five years, we were ready to resist it as best as we could. So Nietzsche's definitely right that that which does not kill you only makes you stronger. But really, it's been God working through the audience of viewers and listeners who've been steadfast supporters, spreading the word, praying for us, buying the products, sharing the clips, the articles, the videos, that has really allowed us to survive and when it comes to exposing the globalists, thrive. So as Christmas approaches 2023, I wanted to take some time out to say that I'm thankful for all the viewers and listeners, and I meet you all over the streets of Austin and all over the country and all over the world, and I really love you and I appreciate you. And because they started taking our sponsors away from us more than 15 years ago, we began to move away from sponsors and sell products directly to the population. And we always went out and tried to find hot, cool products that already had great reviews. That way we knew we were selling a good product. I would try them out myself. And over the last 15 years, we've gotten really, really good at bringing you amazing products. And now we have the best books, the best films, really everything we saw on the site is very high quality, but at a very, very competitive price. Whether it's the storable foods, whether it's the water filtration, whether it's the supplements, whether it's the books, the films, they're amongst the very, very best, and you're funding an operation fighting the globalist. So even if you bought this stuff at a big box store whose owners are anti-freedom, anti-human, you'd still be getting a great product. But when you buy these products from us, you are supporting an organization and an operation that's not submitting to tyranny. So we kind of created the model of a political talk show funding itself with direct sales. And, and now more and more are doing it because they've been censored, they've been shut down. So 
For all the years we've been fighting together, I want to thank all the InfoWars viewers and listeners, the InfoWars family, because we're still here because of you. And now, Christmas 2023 is here, and we have the biggest sales of the year every Christmas, and a lot of products that have been sold out are now back in stock. I'm happy to announce we have storewide free shipping, double Patriot points, 10% off when you sign up for auto ship on your next order. That way stuff that's sold out is held back for you so it's not sold out. And up to 60% off on these best-selling products. And finally, Turbo Force, 10 hours of clean energy is finally back in stock. The top of the line, the strongest, the Godzilla of nootropics of energy, a brain boost. Turbo Force back in stock. X2 sold out for more than a year, got a limited supply in. Unfortunately, it's about to sell out. Despite that, we've got it at 25% off, but it's going to go to full price before Christmas hits, so take advantage of that right now. We also have down and out sleep support, a whole bunch of natural, known, strong, organic compounds that give you deep, restful sleep that's so good for your immune system, your body, everything. Real Red Pill Plus, Vitamin Fusion, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. You can also call toll-free if you'd like to order that way, 888-253-3139, 888-253-3139. But these are great products that enrich your life and they keep us on the air. That's why I coined the term many years ago, 360 win. This is a non-zero-sum game. This is beyond symbiotic. This doesn't just make us all okay. We work together. This empowers us all together. So please do your Christmas shopping at InfoWarsStore.com. Now, thank you for your support. God bless. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. When I was in the United States recently, I visited the InfoWars studio and met some of these amazing people that work behind the scenes, got to sit down with Owen Schroyer for, for a full hour. And let me tell you, these are some of the most wonderful people, polite, genuine, hardworking, they care. Uh, the amount of effort that goes behind bringing the world such crucial information as you've seen today with this ongoing coverage of this story in New Zealand. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to appreciate unless you've seen it for yourselves. But being someone that works in media, I can tell you, uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot of hard work. And this isn't me, uh, you know, patting myself on the back. Hannah, I'm I'm sure would agree. You know, it's it's very rare that we talk about that aspect to it. It does take a lot, but it's a joy and it's an honour. And so I'm just so honoured to be part of this battle uh, for humanity. Z Media is something that I am incredibly proud of. Uh, I, I I wanted to tell everyone I got my book, uh, The Great Awakening, just the other day in the mail and signed by Alex. I ordered the signed copy, number one, because I love Alex and I think he's an absolute hero, and number two, because I want to support this broadcast. So I encourage everyone to do the same. I've got another book of Alex's on my shelf. Uh, I look for ways to support independent media. If you're in New Zealand, please support Counterspin. If you're in Australia, support Z Media. Everyone support Infowars. Do what you can to keep the truth alive uh, while we still can, because the day is coming. If they have their way, the day is coming where it's not only going to be illegal to speak, it's going to be illegal to think against the government. And Hannah, you said something which I didn't actually know about 
your bail conditions are that you wouldn't incite a civil war. I, I don't recall a time I've ever heard you inciting a civil, a civil war. What it shows me is that these people are terrified, terrified of the public rising against them. And I'm certainly not uh, trying to incite anything here or, or, or rope you into inciting anything. That's I don't want to see that. Uh, but what I do see is people becoming furious to the point where they're saying, if if these politicians don't respond, that is what we're going to resort to next. I don't want that to happen. I don't want it to happen. But the reality is that the public are very, very angry. And so I want to circle back in this last segment that we have, Hannah, to the need for more whistleblowers now and the need for the public to push back, uh, to, to really demand now transparency from the New Zealand Ministry of Health to demand uh, that Winston Peters and other politicians stand up now. Winston Peters says he wants a COVID inquiry. Now's the perfect time to talk about this. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you speak, Hannah. Yeah, we definitely need more whistleblowers in, in the medical field. Uh, we personally are calling for whistleblowers of the uh, Christchurch Mosque. We are doing a documentary about that. We want to show people the truth. Uh, Samantha Edwards is helping us with that. Uh, you know, whistle. There are whistleblowers in all sorts of industries. There, there are scientists. You know, uh, even in education, what's happening with 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 the transgender stuff. You know, we need people from all these government organisations, even the corporations, coming out telling us the truth. What are they seeing? Because we are actually in the time of the whistleblower. These people are the ones who are actually going to bring this information war to a head because they know the truth. We're all sitting here on the outside, um, often speculating, but it's because of a lot of whistleblowers from the past that have come forward. I mean, I want to pay, you know, homage and tribute to Alex Jones and the likes of David Icke, uh, these great strong men that have stood up for years. I mean, I, like in my awakening, it was it was always the men that were able to articulate and distill the information that they were actually getting from the whistleblowers um, to bring it forward. But Kerry Cassidy. She is the prime, uh, in my opinion, female investigative journalist uh, that has been doing this from the start. She kind of really um, promoted this Gonzo style, really off the shoulder uh, style filming. She has um, brought a lot of whistleblowers information to light over the years. Uh, she's really uh, worth uh, her weight in gold. She doesn't get enough attention now in the alternative media, but she's one of the old school truth tellers uh, that, that has captured hours and hours of whistleblower footage. Uh, people really need to go and check her work out. Uh, and, you know, I just want to carry on a, a back to your point of, of being really grateful for all the support that um, Counterspin has had from the very beginning. You know, we, we, we started from humble beginnings. We're still operating from humble beginnings. We have people that are currently supporting us uh, with our accommodation and, you know, our whole life here uh, in New Zealand. Uh, we've got people that donate. We've got people that share. Obviously, um, not everyone is in a position to donate and we don't expect people uh, to, you know, put themselves in a precarious position. But we're so grateful for all of that um, and we couldn't do it without you. So, yeah, whistleblowers come forward to us. Email us. Um, you can email Calvin directly. He's he's kind of spearheading this project. Host at counterspinmedia.com. If you have any information and you want to blow the whistle on the Christchurch uh, mosque attack, we really want to hear from you. Uh, there's so much information that still needs to come out about that. And um, you guys are the brave ones. And like Steve said earlier, we want to support you all as well. We don't want to leave you in the lurch. Uh, we do want to, you know, get funds if any of you come forward and, you know, you are in Barry's position and, and you have to go to court. You know, the people are going to rally around you. They're not going to leave you in the lurch because you guys are the ones that are the true heroes. 
of this whole information war that we're currently in. Well, I gave the example recently of, of Dr. Mark Hobart, who is a very, very amazing, brave doctor from Australia, uh, who was raided by, by you know, authorised officers uh, and had his uh, patient records stolen by these authorised officers, which, by the way, isn't supposed to happen. Uh, but that happened in Australia and they weren't charged with, you know, accessing private information. Uh, and so he, uh, he, he said to me, Maria, I don't regret it. You know, I spoke to him before he came out publicly and he said, I don't regret what I did at all. I, I am, I've had so much support from the people. I've had so much, uh, you know, tremendous. Maria, because I want to say uh, Calvin went to the court case on Monday. He was he was there. You know, it was we put out the call to get everyone to support this whistleblower because this is that's the time you need to support them, show them that they're loved. Uh, Barry was so excited to to see Calvin there, and 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 you know the court was packed. Uh, he got a you know a, a round of, of applause when he entered the dock. But uh, the other interesting thing I want to tell people is that there was um uh, Calvin found out that there's a human rights lawyer who actually is hopeful and seems to think that Barry actually has a good case because he did not use that information for malicious intent. He did not use it for personal gain. He genuinely is using it to help people. So uh, under what um, you know legislation can he actually be, um, I mean, we know we know that the, juris, uh, the judicial system here is corrupt and they can do what they want essentially, but if they were, if they were playing it straight, there's no way he'd be locked up because what he was doing was for good purposes. He wants to save people's lives uh, and he, he actually wants to stop this crime going any further. Yes, I mean, to, to say that he to, to, to say that his crime is his intent, uh, I think is uh, is really silly on their part because his intention is clear. He tried to warn the politicians. We said this at the start. He tried to warn the higher ups. He tried to say, hey, guys, we need to do something about this. And what do you, what other recourse do you have? The court of public opinion. And I mean, again, I'm not a legal expert, but really, uh, you know, this is where so many people have resorted to because they keep hitting brick walls with these authorities. And so I don't, I, you know, I, I see I see him as an absolute hero. Uh, he, he, you know, watching him this morning and seeing that he's in good spirits. One thing that I really wanted to mention, Hannah, and this is why I was talking about Dr. Mark Hobart, you know, genuinely feeling liberated by breaking his silence. Barry genuinely feeling at peace he had a good night's rest despite all of this yeah, so this is for the whistleblowers go on he can, he, can, he can sleep at night his conscience is clear now you know he's done the right thing he's connected with his heart and he's used his actually intelligent brain to actually get this information out to the public he's not living in fear and i really really um applaud him and i really implore everybody in their own lives to actually find out where they can start acting in the right way and 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 let go of fear and and stand up and be counted because we are all here to be counted this this is not you know an alex jones show or a, you know a maria z or a hannah spira show it, it, it is for everyone to stand up play their part this is the great awakening within each and every one of our own selves not only showing the you know the corruption within politics and 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 um the corporations and this whole dark system, but each and every one of us needs to actually find that light, connect with it, and do the right thing. And you know, if, if you're a Christian or if you're a 
you're godly in any way or whatever religion you you find the truth within that religion connect to it and just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do not because you get credit not because you're helping people not because you get kudos or you become famous or a celebrity simply because it's the right thing you can rest your head at night and 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 sleep peacefully absolutely we're almost out of time here today hannah so i just want to back up what you're saying you and and this is you know kind of why we spoke about the personal cost where doing the right thing is is the most fulfillment that you'll get in your life just look at barry look at his relief and to all the would-be whistleblowers understand that you will not have peace until you come out so please do the right thing now uh, as as barry has done Hannah Spira, Counter Spin, and all the wonderful people in New Zealand, thank you for your bravery. We really, really appreciate you. Thank you to InfoWars and the crew, and to all the viewers. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas 2023 is here. And it's more important than ever to stay in the fight against the tyrants. And the only way to do that is getting great products that enrich your life and empower your immune system and inform your mind and enrich you and your family's lives while at the same time keeping this operation on air. I want to thank you all in the last year for all your incredible support. We've been through hell together, but the Great Awakening is here. So I want to just announce to everybody that the biggest sale of the year is here. So many sold-out products are finally back in stock, and we've got store-wide free shipping and double Patriot points, and so much more now at InfoWarsStore.com. The ultimate 10-hour, strongest, cleanest, best energy is here. 10-hour clean energy, Turbo Force. Sold out for a long time. Finally back in stock discounted, InfoWarsStore.com. X2 sold out for more than a year. Finally back in stock, still discounted despite the fact it's selling out quickly. And the list goes on from there. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Up to 60% off on great products like Brain Force Plus and Brain Force Ultra. 50% off on Down and Out Sleep support 40 percent off on vaso beats that boost the nitrous oxide in your blood to clean out your blood like nitric boost does 40 percent off bodies 40 percent off dna force plus despite the fact it's selling out 40 percent off ultra 12 50 percent off down and out sleep support 60 percent off brain force plus brain force ultra and even more and get a copy of my new book the great awakening the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next great renaissance get a signed copy as a fundraiser or an unsigned copy regardless it keeps on air plus it's a powerful book exclusively signed at InfoWarsStore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Don't shop with the globalist. Don't fund your enemies. Get great, informative, enriching products now at InfoWarsStore.com with free shipping for Christmas. Thanks for your support. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. Okay, we are going to TNT Radio Live now, and we will take the news in straight after the news. We will have John Ansel. Radio News. 
For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Israeli forces pressed ahead with their air and ground bombardment of southern Gaza Strip as the military ordered mass evacuations. Residents and journalists on the ground said the intense Israeli airstrikes in the south of the densely populated coastal enclave included areas where Israel had told people to seek shelter. Israel largely captured the northern half of Gaza in November, and since a week-long truce collapsed on Friday, they've swiftly pushed deep into the southern half. Hamas ally, the Islamic Jihad terrorist group's armed wing, said its terrorists engaged in fierce clashes with Israeli soldiers north and east of Khan Yunus, Gaza's main southern city. Israeli tanks have driven into Gaza across the border and cut off the main north-south route. The Israeli military said the central road out of Khan Yunus to the north constitutes a battlefield and was now shut. Israel on Tuesday said three of its soldiers had died in combat in Gaza on Monday in what Army Radio described as the day of fierce battles with Hamas terrorists. Seventy-eight soldiers have died in Gaza since the start of the military's ground invasion. Black residents of Chicago's Brighton Park are suing Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson over the construction of his massive tent city for illegal border crossers, but not before state authorities shut construction down over a report the site may be a toxic landfill. Mayor Brandon Johnson's plans to build a tent encampment for up to 1,400 illegal aliens has been under fire since it was first proposed, and residents quickly organized to oppose the plan to put hundreds of illegal immigrants right in the middle of their neighborhood without so much as a community meeting or a discussion with their aldermen. 12th District Alderman Julia Ramirez has disavowed Johnson's construction effort. Ramirez says she had no part at all in the planning and execution of the plans in Brighton Park. The elder woman's letter to her constituents came only days after she was mobbed by furious residents when she visited the location in the proposed tent city on October 19th. Now, according to the ex-account of the 16th and 17th District Chicago Police Scanner, residents of Brighton Park are suing. The mayor seems to understand how unpopular his tent city is when the local Fox affiliate sent a camera crew to film some of the construction work being done on the site, Workers suddenly appeared to line the safety fencing in black material to keep the prying eyes of city residents and the media out of Johnson's business. The tent city is set to cost Chicago a whopping $29 million. Everything that the Johnson administration has done so far has been a temporary solution that has gone way beyond their expiration date. I don't believe for a minute that this will not still be up come next summer. Israel's National Security Council has issued a warning on travel to Australia and multiple countries in Western Europe, but not the United States. The threat level in Australia has been raised to level two, with a recommendation to exercise increased precaution. The warning comes amid multiple pro-Palestinian protests in Australia, including people chanting, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. This phrase is widely interpreted as implying the destruction of Israel. Israelis have been warned to check whether there have been anti-Israel protests at the destination, even for countries where no travel warnings have been issued. This included a warning against openly displaying your Israeli and Jewish identities and any relevant symbols. The United States, Canada, and Mexico are among the nations that have remained at the Green Level 1 for travel. Cyclone Mashong hit the southern India coast on Tuesday afternoon after torrential rain sent tall waves crashing into coastal towns, submerging roads and killing at least nine people, including a child. The cyclone made landfall in the southern Indian state of Andhra Pradesh near the town of Bapatla, the weather office said, barreling in with winds of up to 70 miles per hour. The Indian Meteorological Department said on social media platform X, the landfall process is continuing and is expected to complete during the next three hours. Parts of the state are expected to be pelted with more than 200 millimeters of rain over the next 24 hours, and at least 8,000 people have been evacuated. 
If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at TNTradio.live. Okay, we'll have weather very shortly, and then we'll be speaking to John Ansell. It's just uh, coming up to six minutes past ten. Good morning. They've kind of given up on the idea of the American nation state and the logic of independent nation states in general. And they bought into the logic that there should be a one world government largely unelected. Dr. Malone popularized the concept of mass formation earlier this year, but this is just one of the many aspects of human psychology playing into our current societal moment. We tackle the concept of groupthink, the role it has played, and how to avoid it in the future. This is American Thought Leaders, and I'm Yanya Kelleck. Righto, let's, uh, let's check out the weather, shall we? And uh, first of all, we'll look at the extremes right across New Zealand. Palmerston North, the highest temperature, 19.7. That's pretty good. Haast, 13.1, the lowest temperature. Port Hills in Christchurch, 33 kilometres per hour. And Tauranga was the weather with just uh, 4.4 millimetres of rain. The short forecast for north into Taranaki, including the Coromandel Peninsula, the Bay of Plenty and the central high country. Cloudy periods, isolated showers, some heavy with possible thunderstorms and uh, other showers in the eastern area of the Bay of Plenty this afternoon and evening. For Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, cloudy periods with isolated showers clearing this evening. For Wanganui to Wellington, also for the Wairarapa, cloudy periods, isolated showers becoming confined to the ranges this afternoon. And the South Island, Buller and Westland, also Fiordland, we'll throw that in as well. Cloudy periods and isolated showers, rain spreading north over Fiordland and Westland this afternoon and evening, and it's going to be briefly heavy in Fiordland. For Nelson, Marlborough, Canterbury, Otago and Southland, areas of morning and patchy cloud, a rather patchy drizzle with a bit of cloud, you have to have cloud I suppose if you want drizzle, that's Canterbury. It's going to be clearing to mainly fine this morning, later on this morning. I don't know, it didn't look too good at the moment. However, scattered rain for the Southland area, also Otago and uh, afternoon and evening areas. Uh, did I make any sense of that? However, scattered rain for Southland and Otago this afternoon and evening. And finally, for the Chatham Islands, cloudy periods and rain developing this afternoon. We'll have John Ansell. We hope to have him very shortly. It anyway. has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. We could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. And then we have another crazy billionaire, Bill Gates, says there's too many of us. His thing by 2030 is to depopulate the planet. And I, and I just wondered, like, are we part of the population that he wants to de- <laughs> depopulate? This is too many of us. This is too, and, they, and he says it. And people go, ah, it's a conspiracy theory. This is a conspiracy theory. He said it. You can go on YouTube. He said, Bill, Bill Clinton. You know, Bill Clinton's me. Bill Gates. I'm sorry. I was thinking about Epstein's Island for a second. <laughs> so, Bill Gates, you go see on YouTube. He says, one of the goals are by 2030s is, is to lower the population of the planet. And one of the ways to do that is using vaccines. It's like, what? And people go, no, that's a conspiracy theory. So he said it. You can go see, he said, yeah, but it's a conspiracy theory to think, you know, he meant what he said. He says, what? He said it. He meant it. He's doing it. And it's working. And people go, nah.
Sorry, this is what I think may happen. I had my mic off, sorry about that. Um, this is what I think is going to happen. I think Klaus Schwab, I think his mob and all the rest of them, of course, he's just a, a minor little cog in the big cog. We don't know who they are. This fifth generation warfare, as Dr. Robert Malone talks about, we don't know who these people are, but we know they are out to kill all of us. And it is Vax Murder. We'll be talking with John Ansell very shortly, right after this. We all know, but still just pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. Right, there he is. That's Klaus Schwab. And now on the line with me is John Ansel. Good, uh, good morning, John. Are you there, John? Hello, John. Can you hear me? Uh, John, can you hear me, John? Hello, hello. No, can't hear me. I can hear you rattling around, John, but uh, you obviously can't hear me. John, can you hear me or not? Hello, hello. Are we, are we on the air? Yes, we should be. We'll be back in just one moment. Uh, we, John, I can hear you rattling around there, but you obviously cannot hear me, so I've got some sort of a technical problem, so we'll be back in one minute. Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No, no. See, somebody sent me a video actually last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist community. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, and you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. Comrade, 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 comrade. That was in 2009. Oh, well, I can't remember which country it was in. Has changed since those days? No, not particularly. No. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID yes, pretty delicately for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. No, don't hang up. Stay there. I, I think the best place to start probably is the minutes. old American We're just going to stop that. That's Barry Smith. We will. Um, Thirteen minutes uh, past uh, ten o'clock. We've got uh, John Ansel. Hi, John. We can hear you now clearly, so loud I have and to clear. Hang up and you call me back. No, not at all. No, keep. I can hear you. Can you hear me or not? What has happened, John? I. Oh, for goodness. <laughs> All right, we'll call him back. So obviously he's muted himself. Or, yep, that's, he's muted me, and that's what's going on. So we'll give him a call, and now here we go. Hopefully that will work. Interesting. These things happen. Hello, John. It was always good. I could always hear you, but obviously you couldn't hear me, so you must have muted me. How are you doing? Anyway, all good, wasn't it, no, the last I, few hours? I, We're on air. Yeah, we no, I'm good? the thing. I was just... Um, I was just pushing a, a button. Pushing that, buttons, uh, yeah. Said it was muted, and then I unpressed it, and the same thing happened, and it, yeah. nothing changed. Well, it's all good now. So um, you've watched now the last fine. three now hours. 
of um, yeah. live foot with uh, live coverage with Infowars, and we've been streaming it out here. We've had huge numbers looking at it. Uh, not much. I've sent them all away from Rumble. They've all they all left me, which is good. That's what I wanted to do, and they've gone to Infowars Live. But now that's over, and uh, after ten o'clock, uh, it's uh, you and me. Uh, so, what did you think of the coverage so far? Well, I thought it was excellent. I don't think it could have been any better. No. Uh, I think all of the, our people revealed themselves to be thoroughly wonderful human beings. Um, Barry was superb. Brilliant. Mm. Notice how when they put his face in the paper. They chose the very worst um, facial expression they could find yes. with him looking a little bit shady. He was probably just, you know, looking over at somebody and looked like he was looking out of the side of his eyes. And yep. You know, this is how the other side, the enemy, I'll just call them mm. the enemy. That's what they are, yeah. They're oh, complicit, but, aren't they? They're complicit with yeah, the government. Yeah, when you the see, vaccinators. Yeah, when you, when you see the man himself, he's just a lovely, warm human being. Gruff old Alex Jones called him what? A, a, a sweetheart? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweetheart, he's yeah. real, real sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Liz was her usual, yeah, stellar, professional, yeah. Uh, and Hannah on the Maria Z show, which followed, yeah, brilliant again. Mm. Brilliant again. Yeah. So I'm feeling very good about having chosen the right side. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I. Uh, you know, when when I think about what can I say this morning, I still want to talk to the morally flick, conflicted voters of New Zealand first. Mm. You know, that's right. I mean, the ones you that have a chance left to defect. Mm. You have a chance now to defect from evil mm. to good. Will you take that chance? It's not too late. It's nearly too late. Because you've done a very, very bad thing mm. by empowering that man who was never, you know, if you had half a brain, you would know, based on 40 years of experience, yeah. that he was never going to do the right thing. He is, you know, I put a, a post up about him. We're talking about Facebook Winston page. Peters. Winston Peters, yeah. Yeah, Winston mm. Peters. Yeah. And I used a photograph of a crocodile lying low in a swamp. That's what Winston Peters is. And he always was. And these idiots didn't see it. And they had the nerve to lecture mm. people like me. Yeah. What will your grandchildren think if you don't vote for this lizard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I know. Now, he has not... You know, I put myself on the line on Monday said I might be seriously embarrassed by the end of today. Mm. He might have got up and done the right thing. I was pretty blimmin' sure that that was not going to happen, mm. and it didn't. Mm. And it seems, according to what, um, I don't know, who was it? Was it Steve Kirsch? Was it Barry? I think it was Barry. He He gave that information to Winston Peters. He wrote to him. Yes. Peters has known about this. For months. And next thing yeah. you know, the yeah. next thing you know, the government that Peters is now the Deputy Prime Minister of raided him. Raided raided him, destroyed his house, or bashed his door down and, and turned over his house. 
That's what Winston Peters did with that information. Yeah. No. So goal number one has to be to smash into tiny pieces New Zealand first. You know, yeah. and all of those brave people who've said, fuck all. Yeah, yeah. They've done nothing. You know, their stupid supporters were lecturing me about how, you know, we had to get behind, unite behind him, of all people. Mm. But you know, unite and they had behind Satan. They had, you know, <laughs> Kirsten, well, she didn't get in, but what difference would she have made? Mm. You know, what's she doing now? to get in Winston Peters' ear. What has she difference. done? Yeah. What have any of them done? Mm. Oh, you talk, I thought Casey you were talking about Costello, what have yeah, you done? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. What have you done, mm. Casey Costello? Yeah. Heroic on Hobson's Pledge. Yeah. You know, what have any of you done to stand up for the man who is actually putting New Zealand first? He's putting himself last. He's putting himself in prison for seven years. What are you doing about it? Any of you. You know, so New Zealand first voters are exactly where I drew them when I did a, a a sketch of a moral compass. N at the top, that was N, Z, loyal. At the bottom was N, Z, F, R, I, F, I, R, S for South, T, New Zealand first. Yeah. They haven't budged an inch, either of them. New Zealand loyal is still at the top. New Zealand first is still at the bottom. You could actually amend that to the N could be uh, very young in in young, and the S at the bottom could be Winston Peters. You know, so mm. I am not mincing any words. You know, those people can redeem themselves. They can say sorry. Need to do it today. And all will be forgiven. Mm. It will all be forgiven. But if they don't, if they continue to unite behind that lying crocodile mm. with his alligator tears, you know, whenever he's got, he's got no genuine instincts whatsoever as a human being. Everybody and all over the world knows about what's they going on today. Know, it's international, it's gone viral, now, except New Zealand and media. They now, <laughs> and they now know what the name Winston Peters means. Yeah. And I think that's great. That is his last rodeo. That will be his legacy. Unless uh, he does something very damn quick, which, of course, he won't. It's 20 past 10 here on Liberty NZ. Thanks for joining us. We're talking with John Ansell. He is uh, an award-winning advertising consultant. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, look, I'm looking at the media, John. I'm looking, uh, let me let me have a quick look here. New Zealand Herald, uh, I'll just do a refresh there. Absolutely nothing. What have we got? Baby Roo's mum, that's the top story there. Shane Jones asked the speaker about the uh, Maori Party Oath of Allegiance to King Charles. That's the, the two top stories there. Uh, if I move over to um, Australia, what have we got there? Justin, it's all about the S, uh, the ASX there, nothing, Guatemala. Uh, what else have we got? Women sues the health service, nothing there. Go to Radio New Zealand News. Christmas conundrums from gift to parties, avoid COVID. Uh, what you need to know, <laughs> just nonsense. Uh, state opening of the parliament. Yeah. Concern over council move to extend al fresco dining. This is so they're trying to frighten us with the COVID thing, which is absolute rubbish. Then we go over to News Hub. What have we got? She can't make her numbers up. This is Chris Hipkins firing back at um, Willis about her claims are looking into the fiscal stuff then we've got King Skin Rash uh, world media reacts to the 
No, they don't. Then the world media is reacting to what's happened in the last two or three hours. It's gone as m- hundreds of millions of people have now know, except for the New Zealanders, where it's actually been released from. They now they now know that the information is out there for the whole world to save the children of the world, to save the people from the vax. They say that one in one thousand people have died from this vaccination. They say that in New Zealand, uh, what did they say? What was the figure, John? Was it ten? Uh, Steve Kerr said more than 10,000. More than 10,000 deaths in New Zealand. Yeah, deaths. Mm. I've seen 12,000. I've seen 12,000 somewhere else in this discussion. Mm. Uh, Uh, My point is... Deaths. Nothing nothing on the mainstream media here in New Zealand. Absolute, um, just a blackout of news. And so the the place to get it is, um, well, it's it's Info, Info Wars, uh, isn't it? Info Wars and the um, mm-hmm. Go to Rumble, and you can get, there's a live stream of Info Wars happening now. We've been taking it since about eight, since you tipped me off this morning at about before eight o'clock. And uh, thanks for that. And uh, so brilliant. And of course, the the uh, in the last hour we had um, Counterspin Media. We had Hannah Spears or Hannah Alp now uh, from Counterspin Media. And you can, if you if you are a whistleblower, if you are a doctor or uh, someone that knows information, you know you were sitting on it. Uh, if you're uh, someone that does um, uh, embalming, you need to speak up now. Now is the time. And the person to get in touch with is Calvin Alp uh, on the whistleblowers line. It's host at counterspinmedia.com. That's H-O-S-T, host at counterspinmedia.com. Do the right thing and uh, your conscience will be clear. I feel today, John, I feel as mm. though the sun has come out. I feel I feel today that the, that the world is... I feel the like world is, is a brighter place than it was yesterday. Yeah. With this truth yeah, coming I mean, out. Yeah, we sobbed there. Oh, I'm sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, mm. you go that's ahead. All right, that's, mm. good. that's good. I, I, I that's, that explains. The sun is shining quiet. now. All of a sudden, I feel like this mm. huge uh, light is shining, and the, the the darkness is our media. They're still, in, they they know what's going on. The media know what's going on. All the politicians know. They know. They're all mm. these bastards are all complicit, and they complicit, and well, they need to stand before a Nuremberg two trial, and the penalty needs to be changed from you know from in treason. It was changed back in the nineties away from uh, the death penalty for treason uh, to fourteen years. They knew what was coming. These people have been planning this for decades, yeah. and so um, here we are. I feel like with the, the, a new dawn has happened that light is now shining upon this world which was becoming so dark and so dreary yeah. uh, and I feel like now there's no, they, these people these rats have to come out in the open and confess and today's the day to do it and if the, the longer they avoid um, speaking out uh, the, the harder it's going to be for, for them if they speak up now uh, starting with Winston Peters he's just sort of laying low as you said yesterday like a crocodile waiting to see which way the wind blows I like that um, you'll have to take over John because you know, I, I am a bit emotional I just feel like today I, I walked outside before and I just felt that the whole the whole earth seemed brighter for the first time mm. in three years mm. oh mm. good on you over to you John no, that's, that's the way it seems to me I, I had to get in I've been having a chat with Barry Young's wife who is a New Zealand loyal member. I hadn't realised. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I should say her last name. It's not the same as Young. Um, but, um, but you know, she's on one of the New Zealand loyal Wellington groups and she was thanking us for going in um, to see the case. And, um, you know, it's very emotional. I said, I was sitting behind you in court and I was seeing the emotional toll that the judge's reading of his decision was taking upon you and your daughters. Um, 
as their eyes became more and more moist and they were shaking and all this, not quite knowing what the final verdict was going to be, a verdict about whether he'd get bail. And because he goes on and on, laying out his oh, whole do. line of thinking, which takes forever. Yeah. And you, you ride it like a roller coaster. Like a roller coaster, yeah. I've been there before. I know what, what it's like. Mm. These judges. Yeah. Mm. And, eventually, and then he said that he wasn't going to get bail. So they did a little collapse there. But then, they, then he said that he was the next day. So... You know, because the police had been arguing, they needed time to time to cover up. I don't know. <laughs> time to, to cover up to, the information. To, uh, <laughs> but it's too late. To access, yeah. To access his computer. Mm. Uh, oh, it's so, way too late, isn't and, it? It was out out months ago, by the sounds of it. But it was very poignant when Barry said this morning on uh, to Alex Jones that he was treated very kindly by. The staff by the guards at Rimataka Prison. He was held in Rimataka Prison. I was heading for the central police station. I was going to go over there, but I got the message that the family wanted just to, you know, be alone with Barry, sort of thing, when he came out. Mm. But he wasn't coming out of the Wellington Central Police Station or the district court. He was coming out of Rimataka Prison. That's up an upper hut. Good way. Um, and I've been there because I used to go there and visit a man who was sent there for 24 years for made-up crimes Yeah, um, that was Alan Titford, Titford uh, yeah. that didn't include murder, you know, mm. and I used to go and see him there. But um, he was very keen. Al uh, uh, Barry Young. Uh, Barry was very keen that people know that the, that the people at the prison treated him well, and one of them said to him, we're on your side. Oh, gosh, wonderful. So it's, I don't know, that guy could be in trouble. Mm. But well, it's very who it is. heartwarming. It's very heartwarming to know that there are decent people behind the police who are not decent yeah. uh, and behind the government who they're running interference for. Mm. But the people guarding the prison should, should uh, if and when we get there. <laughs> I've got a guy, I know a guy who's one of the staff at Rimataka Prison. I said, oh, tell us all about it because I might be there before you know it. <laughs> um, you know, after a few visits from the cops that I've had. You have. Uh, Gosh, yeah, I'm expecting it any day, but nothing's happening here so far. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you expect it. It's a bit of a hike. <laughs> Head down to the South Island, mm, deep in the bush, mm, bunker. Got to get but, past um, the bunker. You know, they can, they can come here if they want to. I mean, mm. they're going to get the same response. Um, you know, Barry modelled, he really modelled, I mean, Steve Kirsch, this great man, mm. quite rightly known around the world as Mr. Information. Yeah. Because he not only analyzes well, uh, but he communicates well. He writes well. Very few people write well. Yep. And uh, he writes very clearly. And he paid Barry Young the huge compliment of saying that Barry Young is the first person in the history of the world <laughs> to do what he has done to divulge a, what do they call it? Um, what's that expression they use? There's lots of people use expressions which don't make logical sense. Uh, mm. Report grade files or something like, what is it? Report, oh, I can't sure. remember. Mm. It doesn't explain itself. Anyway, record, records, something record grade files. But oh, um, I'm not getting it wrong. I think I know what you mean. You don't. Um, you don't understand what it means you know that's the typical 
obfuse games? Bullshit. Is that what you mean? No. 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 no, no. Okay. Anyway. I always struggle with it. It starts with that. I. But, mm. um, but he's the first in the world to divulge uh, a tranche of data that is usable in this way. That's this is what New Zealand Barry Young, the, the senior analyst for uh, the New Zealand mm. Department of Health. Yeah. Mm. He assembled this file himself because he was hired to do that. Mm. And he was doing it for something else, which is not explained, doesn't self-explain. Uh, what do they call it? Pay per, pay per jab or something. Um, a pay per jab operation. Now, what mm. does that precisely mean? Does that mm, is that good, a branch of the is it a branch of the execution movement where they get, you know, three hundred three hundred dollars for every jab? I mean, don't they all? I don't quite understand it. Mm. I'm not right in that way. You hear all or, sorts or of figures about what they get for every jab, don't you? What is this pay per jab? Mm as distinct from the normal vaccination, or mm. isn't it distinct? I don't know. They mm. don't explain. But anyway, according to Steve Kirsch, uh, Barry Young from Wellington, New Zealand, is a world role model, yeah. groundbreaker. Yeah. And Liz Gunn, this heroic, uh, self-obviously -obvi heroic to me, mm. uh, wonderful human being, which other people are so mean-spirited about. You know, oh, they're terrible. so mean. Oh, she must be this, she must be that, she must be a mason, she must be... Oh, she's too emotional. So what they, want, what, they, what they expose themselves as when they say that is that they are really super boring, super robotic human beings who can't stand anyone showing emotion. Let, I mean, let me just read you something from Mark. Let me just share something with you from Mark Spring. You know, and I thought he was all right, but here he is. I thought he'd come out with some a bit more sensible stuff than this. This is Mark Spring, Mark with a C, spring.com. He says, first it was two million votes. Now it's the whistleblower of the century. It's hard to figure out Gunn's strategy. Sure, she has this so-called uh, um, M-O-H, that's what Ministry of Health guy called Winston, I mean Barry Young, Young is a Tiwata or a worker. That's a, he's not a worker. He's a, he's a senior analyst. He ran the whole show. He's been charged with accessing computer system for dishonest purposes. Liz Gunn called herself uh, called her recent revelations the M O R, the mother of all releases about COVID. Young is in custody and Gunn is on the run. So much for standing tall alongside her man. One part of the case that will be fascinating to uh, play out is why Young was remanded in custody while the police executed a search warrant at Young's address. Surely an alleged COVID conspiracy theorist hardly needs to be locked up overnight while the police go through his home. Well, there, well that's one good sentence, but the rest of it's pretty damning towards Gunn. It seems very well, heavy-handed. Uh, still, if Gunn had any idea on exposing what she says, because he, he doesn't realise what's gone on before, uh, on exposing no. what she says has gone on with COVID, one must ask how many times she must get her execution plan wrong. In the meantime, Gunner's on the run and Young is in a 6 by 4 concrete bunker. More to come. Yes, well, you're going to have egg on your face, aren't you, Mr Mark Spring? Yeah, well, that, that is an example of the kind of moron. Mm. The smug, uh, the smug, self-satisfied, mean-spirited, complete idiot who has taken no interest in what is probably going to kill him mm. because that guy will be vexed up to the max, you would think. 
You would think and so. he'll suddenly get, you know, get cancer and wonder why. Mm, that's right. They don't realise that's how you know, it works. Or mm. he'll, he'll collapse of a heart attack mm. and wonder why. He's, he's maybe not as quite as stupid as uh, Sean Plunkett, no. who was at the court the other day. Mm. If I'd have known what he was going to write about Liz Gunn, you know, it might not have been too safe for Sean. <laughs> he might have, uh, he might have given him an court. earful. Because, uh, yeah, he, he is just... Compl- <clears throat> I mean, mean-spirited doesn't even begin to describe what Sean Plunkett is. Yeah. He's a complete industrial-grade moron with no human uh, feelings that I can discern. He's, he's like, you look at him, he's, he's Frankenstein without the bolt, <laughs> you know. And, and, and I, I don't mind saying that because I've, I, I detest the man. I mean, I ignored him and caught, I, I didn't want to go in the same lift with him. Well, you, know, would you better fit in the lift with Sean? Well, yeah, his head was in there, so he couldn't. No. Um, that's right. But no, uh, no, I didn't want to make uh, any more trouble. Uh, it was all about Barry. Barry, So yeah, I didn't yeah. want to start a dust-up with Sean. But, no. but you know, th- these people, it, it's just like what Hitler said, or was it Goebbels? Um, you know, you tell the big lie because people don't believe that people can tell big lies. Mm. So you tell a big lie and people think it must be true. But this is what we have going on all around us, on everything, all the time. These big lies. And people, you know, they swallow them. Because they think, well, they can't be lies, because no one would tell a lie that big. And Absolutely right. So they're playing, their, they're playing their role very well as evil. Now, Liz Gunn uh, mentioned that Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab looks like a Bond villain, because apparently... Uh, Ian Fleming's role model for James Bond was Klaus Schwab's father. Oh, good grief. Yeah, that's right. I heard <laughs> now, that. Yeah. I don't think that Liz would have said that, knowing no. that it would go around the world, if she didn't have some basis mm. for, for fact, basis to well, justify that. The horse but is bolted, isn't sense it? that because oh, Daddy it's... was a Nazi, and yeah. <laughs> he must have, penetrated, must have penetrated a lot of cabinets in his time, <laughs> or chambers. Oh, I just can't yeah. believe it. They're so but, stupid, aren't they? That they would actually, you know, like have him well, as the front guy with that accent. They're playing it, you know, so really dangerously. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I don't. Well, I don't want to disagree with you, but you say a new light has dawned and it's gone all around the world to billions or hundreds of millions. Well, I hope so. Well, I hope but so we too. Also, we, we, we won't we hold our breath. Must, yeah. We also must remember that the name Alex Jones is held in contempt by many. So mm. you just say he's on the Alex Jones show and they just mock you. Yeah. Um, uh, I've come to realise, I did wonder about Alex Jones, but I've come to realise in seeing the way that he has um, uh, hosted Liz Gunn and other New Zealanders, mm. that he about issues that I know about, he is 100% genuine. Yes, he is. Yeah, that's right. I've, I've, no, I've he's, grown he's, he's, a, mm. he's got a sort of Trump-esque sort of personality yeah. that you wonder, you do wonder, you know, is this guy... Yeah. No, I think he's straight up. <laughs> all there, up. but mm. he is, he's straight. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, this is uh, this came from a newsletter from Steve Kirsch. Uh, it says, data from New Zealand Ministry of Health shows that COVID vaccines have killed over 10 million people worldwide. It's finally here. Record-level data showing vaccine timing and death rate. There is no confusion any longer. The vaccines are unsafe and have killed, on average, one around one person 
per thousand doses. Steve Kirsch. Yeah. I wonder if he means per thousand doses, because how many doses have, I mean, how many New Zealanders have had it? Maybe, what? Two million, four million. I don't know. Two point two million, didn't they? They, they. How many? Yeah, so, they ordered millions of doses. Waste of total waste yeah, of our money. Yeah, because each each person has had multiple doses. So, but I think the number of the number of dead that I think is being talked about in New Zealand is over ten thousand, and I think I've heard twelve thousand. Now, uh, isn't it interesting that uh, that is rather similar to the number of state servants who were exempted i think that number was 11,000 11, just on health alone wasn't it so let us say that 11,000 died let's take the middle number between 10 and 12 mm. so 11,000 exempted and 11,000 killed mm. <laughs> by the vaccine you know vax exempt and vax murdered mm. Interesting. You've nailed it yesterday and, and you called it vax murderers, like at, rhymes with axe murderers. That's what we've got, vax murderers. Yeah, That's what they are. Vax murderers. Mm. I, um, you know, I had a, I did a poster for the parliamentary occupation, which had uh, the heading was New Zealand mass murderers. And it was number one on the left. Uh, Jacinda Ardern, at that stage, I had 238, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and a, a person running the totals for Linda Wharton, the last I talked to her, it was up to 900. Well, 900 that's, yeah. And she knew that she hadn't got the rest homes and she knew it was an incomplete number. Yeah. And, of course, it was massively more than the official state number, which was four. But on the, so on the right of that poster with Jacinda Ardern at number one was, was Brenton Tarrant looking on forlornly at number two because mm. uh, he was only on 51. Yeah. Only 51 murders, and he's like it's like a cricket score. You know, he was 51 all out, and uh, Jacinda was was 238 uh, not out, and she's not out, all right. She's now set a world record. Uh, she's now 11, 11 or 12,000 not out. It's so she needs to come back. She needs yeah, to come back. I does. want to tell you something. Is she in New York? Is she? Well, wherever Harvard is, is that. That's oh, in Connecticut somewhere. Yeah, okay. You need to bring her home. Boston, probably Boston or Cambridge. Or I don't even yeah. know where Harvard is. I think it's Boston. But, look, I had a dream. I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream. I woke up one day. I'd been thinking about all the discussions. You know, it was around about the time when I was having a little chat with Kieran McAnulty, my MP, who was the government chief whip about which method of execution he preferred. That got me a visit from the police. Yeah. Um, which 40,000 people saw, apparently, yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the live stream. Um, but I, you know, I asked him, you know, I asked him, uh, which method of execution do you think would be appropriate? And I said, people, you know, people are, you know, I, I don't hold with the idea that, you know, you should be hanged. I think that's pretty inappropriate, <laughs> I think. Rather obviously, you should be lethally injected because that's what you're doing to us. And so that got me in a little bit of bit of hot trouble. water. But I, you know, why did I think that? I had been agreeing with them about the hanging um, because that's what happened at Nuremberg to the, uh, you know, to the cruel doctors of Nazi Germany. Mm. And... Um, 
I'd been thinking that should probably happen to the cruel doctors and politicians of New Zealand when the justice is done, as I explained to the police. Mm. I didn't threaten anyone. Judicial. I just said that in the fullness of time, in the fullness of time, when when the trials are obviously held, and you guys better have a think about what you want to be uh, eating in prison too. (laughs) Uh, um, Or, you know, maybe you could back out now. But, you know, I'd been thinking about, you know, that normal method of execution, but um, I had a dream. I woke up from a dream. It was a very disturbing dream. It was Jacinda Ardern being uh, executed by lethal injection. Good grief. She makes a speech and and she lies down and away she goes. And I found that very chilling to witness that Mm. execution of the Prime Minister. Mm. Yeah, I I woke up rather upset. I mean, I, you know, uh, much as I would like to see it happen after a proper trial, Mm. I still find these sort of things upsetting. Yeah because uh, we're human, some of us. Yeah. And so, that, you know, that was just interesting. Was that a... Prof- was that a... Was that a... Was that a... Premonition? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And I, I don't know what sort of trouble I'm getting into saying this now, even. Wow. But I'm just reporting on what I dreamt. You know? Yeah. And there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of very... A lot of women who are not normally your capital punishment advocates... I can think of a few now uh, who want that to happen to these people Gosh. because of what they've done and what these people on our side have witnessed happen to their relatives and their friends and children. Uh, they think that would be appropriate. One of those people doesn't hold with that. She wants Jacinda Ardern to be put to work in a public place forever. Mm. <laughs> you know, where you can go and you can buy tickets and watch, you know, <laughs> uh, mm. doing hard labour. Mm. So, yes, she's more one of the more compassionate ones who doesn't <laughs> want to execute. <laughs> but look, this is no laughing matter, as anyone mm. close to this knows. You know, I, I took a picture. Um, I think I sent it to you of this woman called Julie, uh, she had a T-shirt, and on the back of the T-shirt it said, that, well, words to the effect of Jab Cinder had, had killed her mother and her father-in-law. And around this woman, Julie, were arrayed her children, uh, numbered about five, little girls mainly, I think, uh, who were the grandchildren of that woman that Jacinda Ardern murdered knowingly mm. you know, at the very least they should get manslaughter but really that's wow. not good enough not not, really. that's not good enough mm. I that's mean, they, they all enough. know this information Peter knows what's going on they all know they all they exactly. all know now all the parties know that, um, that it's truthful information nothing. and they're trying to cover it up but it's too late for them because it's got, gotten out it's got wild the horse bolted on the 8th of November or even earlier Steve Kirsch had the information from Barry Young 8th of November and he, it, he yeah. showed it to expert but there was an embargo on it until the 30th wasn't there of November I think we win, we only win when well two things one when the team of five million let's use her expression mm. Team of five million knows what we know now. How many people, just around me in this little town, actually know what's going on? Not many, uh, really. They just 
partying away and they just look at you funny. They do. Uh, yeah. so they don't, I, they I want don't it to go away, don't they? They just want a lot of work to do mm. because these criminals have got the control of the media and they are running the most disgustingly false lines and getting them believed. But how much is happening in the back channels where we operate? You know, it's getting bigger and bigger in that area, I mm, think, massive. around the world. But they've done a good job from their point of view, the enemy, of of not letting the public know or not sufficient of the public to the point where the public get as mad as we're getting. So a lot of people the, don't want to know, though, John. Like I've, I've tried well, to share this morning with a few people, and they've actually just um, they don't, they're not receiving messages from me. You know, on Messenger, just to yeah. know. You know, yeah. these are people that that uh, you know I, I considered good friends, but now they're just, they don't just want blank. to be. They don't want to know. They, yeah, they don't want to be reminded of what they've done yeah. to themselves yeah. and their families. Yeah. You can understand that. You could understand that the more successful we are uh, at getting this stuff out, the more pain we are causing. That bothers me. Mm. The more pain we are causing because we are causing more people to realize that the conspiracy theorists were right mm. and they were wrong and they have done something absolutely horrendous to themselves and their children. So that's a major problem and a major cause of cognitive dissonance. I had a um, thought this and, morning that Barry Young would even have had to have been vaccinated so he was soaring, seeing, looking at data that has actually happened to him. Because he would well, have been vaccinated to stay in that position, wouldn't he? Jabbed. Well, yeah. Except, well, except his 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 wife is in New Zealand loyal, it would seem, mm. and she should have known rather early in the piece, right, about this. Even if he didn't, maybe he got a, an exemption. It seems extraordinary if she knew and he didn't mm. running the data. But, mm. uh, who knows? We don't know that yet. I mm. think um, another interview is being done with him uh, by Kelvin or Samantha mm. or one of those. Now, you know, Counterspin deserve a very special congratulations they in do. all this. The alternative media, you know. Mm. I mean, where were VFF? RCR. Very late to the party, these people. Yeah, and VFF, they're, still, they're still casting uh, doubt on Liz Gunn and also the information. Still yeah. casting doubt. VFF and RCR are, an acronym, are acronyms for, for uh, what's the word, for um, NZF. Whenever you see VFF, think NZF. Whenever you think you see RCR, think NZF. New Zealand first. Voices for Peters. <laughs> you know, so mm. these people have sullied themselves by association with the wrong leader, with the wrong party, with yeah. corruption, with mm. evil. Yeah. And I know these people well, some of them. Yeah. Um, but that's what they've done, and it's, it's for them to correct their mistake. It's not for us to forgive them before they've done that. First, they have to apologise. Then they have to join New Zealand Loyal. <laughs> and, they do. And then they can... Then they can carry on with a measure of respect now, but their instincts their instincts are fucked and they must never be trusted again no that's right uh, yeah. for what they've done yeah. by empowering that man and of course the same goes the same goes for 
you know, the Act and national, particularly the national, and to say nothing of the, you know, the or, original criminals, Labour and the Greens and morons like that, but and to Party Murray, I mean, what a joke that. <laughs> but uh, but you know, National Party. If you're a National Party voter, you're a disgrace to humanity. Mm. You should have known better. You've got no brains. You have got precious little heart. You've got no spine. I mean, I learned that working for the National Party. Mm. You know, no spine in the whole building, apart from Don Brash at that stage when I was there, um, and uh, no conscience. If you're not troubled by what you have done to your country, you know, by installing a crook like Luxon, then, you know, you are you are part of the enemy. Yeah. You are one of the enemy. You're an enemy to your country. Mm. And you have a lot of redeeming of yourself to do. You know, and these are friends of mine, a lot of these people, they were. But mm. I, I've got total contempt for anyone who would have, who voted national or act or... New Zealand first, when they had an honest choice they for did. the first time yeah, ever. As right. long as they knew about it. I, I forgive anyone who didn't actually know about Liz. Mm. Oh, well, they did a good job covering it up. You know, they but didn't give her any time. But those who did know, mm. those who did know and couldn't recognise a good person and thought on balance, oh, she can't win because she's a good person. That's We've right. got to vote for a crook. Mm. You people are of such intellectual what is minusculeness? I don't know what you said, but you know, we're morally bankrupt. You're so fucking dumb. Mm. You are so dumb that mm. you must not be trusted again unless mm. you somehow get some kind of brain transplant. <laughs> but people who can't recognise good, but and want to get behind evil, you know, what is that? <laughs> anyway, I've got to go, Grant. Uh, yeah, before you go, up. John, you've been you've been um, you've been contracted by uh, the main main parties, uh, New Zealand First. Uh, I don't know about them, but um, the ACT Party. Uh, you've had to, you've been called in to work for the Labour Party, also the National Party. Uh, what do you think? The, what do you think they'll do now? Now, because they all know well, that this to, has I'll, gone I'll, out there. They would have been watching Alex Jones, okay. probably all of them. I just need to get clear about that, so I'm not regarded as some kind of prostitute. I no. worked for three campaigns yeah. for Labour in the in the times when that was a good thing. Yeah, um, years ago. Longy, mm. Longy, and Mike Moore. I thought they were all right. I wasn't going to work for Helen Clark. Mm. Uh, I did work for Don Brash, and then I uh, again act, but he wouldn't do what, he, what the obvious thing that he had to do there, which was mm. follow through on the marification of everything issue. Um, so yeah, just but what are those parties going to do? So what are they going God to do? Knows, what all... are they going to tell the media? Like, what is the next step from them? If you you put your evil cap on for a minute, what are you going to do? Oh well, uh, what we're giving them is little, very little wriggle room. They'd have to go very hard. Hmm. Um, they'll have to double down somehow. The last thing they'll do is the right thing. The last thing they'll do is admit that they made a mistake. That's right. Uh, unless they can see no, there's no way that Winston Peters would ever admit that he made a mistake unless he wants something and can see it. And that's why he admitted that he got the Vax issue wrong, because he could see walking into that Freedom Village where I confronted him and said, you know, I'm standing in front of the most corrupt politician in New Zealand history. So he wasn't going to get away with that. No. But he could see 18,000 people camped there or some number. And he could see a constituency. Yeah. So he thought, well, on this, in order to grovel to these people and suck them in and get them to vote for me, and then I'll rat on them afterwards. Um, I will eat humble pie to a certain degree. But the others will only, he and others will only admit any kind of um, error if they know that they're going to be tried and convicted 
and ideally executed, but probably imprisoned. The law will have to that's be changed the only for time, that. Yeah. Mm. That's the only time it was interesting that Geoffrey Palmer changed the law. He did. He, he was forward. He was mm. appalled. He was appalled that you could be executed for treason, probably because he knew he was about to commit it. Well, he was um, a politician for Global Action, so he knew what was coming decade, yeah. a few decades ago. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I, you'll just get the usual garbage, but somehow we've got to get our message out there. Um, it won't just, we can't just rely on the fact that it's going around the alternative media. It's not just the world, it's not just New yeah. Zealand though, this is the whole world. I mean, Alex yeah. Jones thanked yeah. Barry for saving his yeah, children sure. and grandchildren, you know. Sure, didn't he? But how Zealand many people at the Martin, how many people at the Martinborough Hotel will know that? Well, I That's don't know. The thing, um, the thing is, um, like, what did Alex Jones say? Something like seven million people uh, saw this morning's broadcast. Yeah, stream. it's a it's a it's a, it's a high number There'll in be hundreds numbers. Of millions soon. It's, mm. it's the percentage that counts. But let us hope that that it snowballs appropriately. Um, mm. And you know, I, I'm taking the grim. I'm I'm being the sort of um, curmudgeon the uh, devil's advocate um, uh, against your relentless optimism and I hope you're right <laughs> no <laughs> no I mean look a part of me I'm being a Gemini we sort of like we, we ask it, we ask ourselves questions and then we answer them uh, so yeah I mean well, it would I'm, be nice wouldn't it if they'd all just front up and say I'm, yeah uh, my mistake you were wrong yeah well <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm hopeless I'm I'm uh, halfway between a ram and a fish I'm on the cusp of Aries and Pisces all oh, right yeah Half Half creative little fish and uh, watery wimp, and half sort of. <laughs> so, so, John, what's the next? What, what, what is the government going to do next? What, what are they doing now? Right now, they'll be plotting away, scheming. So, what are they going to do? That, well, first of, all, first of all, you shut it down. I've just been reading about Alec, um, Boris Johnson saying that when you're in a hole, you know, when you know you're wrong, you, you throw a dead cat on the table. Um, it's funny because I just threw it. I just threw a dead cat on the table before, but which was um, the fluffy microphone cover, which they call a dead cat. <laughs> they do. Um, but anyway, you put throw a dead cat, and that div- tension, suddenly everyone says, "Oh, there's a dead cat on the table," and they start talking about that. A diversion. So this is what yeah. we've got now. We are we are instructed to believe that the the issue of the week is um, is the t- pity party Maori uh, yeah uh, demos, and then I was told that I had to take an interest in uh, Laura McGoldrick losing. Or, or leaving a radio station or something, yeah. um, because she was missing her children, or you know, this is what I was required to. It was the second item of news a few days ago mm. on stuff, mm. you know. So they, yeah, they they create all these diversions and That's bury right. this. But what do you think they'll do internationally? Do you think there could be a, a war, a, like a, a serious war, to, as a as a um, smokescreen for what's just been revealed today? Internationally, well, you're, you're assuming that everybody knows about everybody knows about it, but. Mm. Um, well, that'd be nice if that really was necessary. Mm. Um, but uh, I've just got to hit the road. Keep yeah, walking. okay, mate. Um, yeah, but um, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's, it just opens your mind though to the fact that there, that we are being played the whole time. Yeah. By these producers, these these producers that sit behind the journalists uh, and manufacture our news. Mm manufacture what we're to worry about mm. and uh, it's really quite interesting how they've obviously been doing this for many many years or decades but we're alert to it there's an awful lot of people and more and more people becoming alert to this scam there's so many 
concurrent scams, aren't there? So many scams running at the same time. Lost you. Okay, so John may well have. Oh, there you are. You're back. I think you might be on Wi-Fi. No, if you get in your car and drive off, we'll probably lose you. <laughs> I'm on four. I'm on four G. Oh, you're on four G. Oh, very good. Okay. All right. I'm walking down a road, slightly, slightly windy. Well, let me uh, um, let me let you go, and we'll let the listeners go, and we'll get back to a bit of country music. And uh, if we've got anything new to report, we'll um, yeah, got, we need a bit of country music just to calm ourselves down yeah. after what we've heard the last three uh, hours. That's right. Well, mm. I suppose the dog will die. Oh, right. none of that, John. Find time to leave me, ground. I know you hate country music. I know you hate it. Oh no. I don't hate it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to play so, uh, something that you're in. It's the uh, Mac, the uh, Ardern and McElnulty affair. Someone sent us this, oh. if you remember. It's about 30 seconds, so you won't hear it, but they will. So all the best with oh. your meeting, and um, just keep me in touch. And thank you very much for the tip-off this morning at around about 8 o'clock for that incredible uh, live stream we had from uh, InfoWars. Yeah. It's coming up to news time at uh, 11 right. o'clock with the TNT Radio. Thank you, John. We'll catch up with you. And so that was John Ansell, award-winning advertising guru he is. And uh, so hello to those people that are listening in. Who have we got there? We've got some people over there in Australia now. We had some people from Canada and North America. Uh, well, that is North America, isn't it, actually? United States and Australia. G'day to you guys. And uh, quite a few of you here in New Zealand as well listening in. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll bring you some TNT radio news coming up shortly. And then we'll go back to our usual 24-7 uh, country and western. Of course, that was the only kind of music there is. You know that, don't you? <laughs> I'll be back after the news uh, with the weather update. And then you won't hear from me until tomorrow morning. Uh, here at the same place, so, but at 5 o'clock, 5 till 8 is the usual show. Obviously, you can tell we've gone over a wee bit there, haven't we? So we've been going for um, yeah, six hours, so that's okay. It was well worth it. A very exciting day for me, very emotional day for me, actually. wouldn't believe it, would you? Gruff old Grant. Uh, sometimes he gets a bit uh, a bit emotional when things um uh, when bad things happen and also when good things happen. But uh, anyway, so there we are. So I will um, leave you with... Um, uh, just right now, I'll leave you, and then we'll, come, we'll be coming up to the news very shortly. Won't be long. Okay. Everything we've done has been very deliberate, very carefully, very carefully staged. Karen, what is your position on the murder of children? Hi, this is Grant Edwards from Liberty NZ. Uh, we can't take you any further on YouTube with this video because it's already been removed. So if you follow the link in the description, you can see the entire video on Odyssey. Thank you. Everything we've done has been very deliberate, very carefully, very carefully staged. People, for instance, talk a lot these days and, and for many years and for good reasons about the suffering of hundreds of thousands of Palestinians who lost their homes in 1948. Mm. Few people know that as a result of the 1948 war, also hundreds of thousands of Jews lost their homes in retaliation for the war, uh, Jewish communities all over the Middle East, in Arab countries, in Egypt, in Iraq, in Yemen, in Syria, the largest group of people now living in Israel are Jews that were expelled as refugees as a result of the 1948 war. Now, does this justify what happened to the Palestinians? No. Does this justify the Israeli occupation and the mistreatment I, I of the Palestinians place. there? Absolutely not. And we shouldn't use historical injuries to justify more injuries. 
Okay, sorry about that there, coughing away there. Uh, we've got uh, TNT Radio News coming up, so we're just going to catch the tail end of that. I was about to start a very long six-minute uh, Barry Smith, who's been warning us about this for decades. Barry Smith, now gone to be with the Lord, but uh, he uh, gave us plenty of warnings right back from his first book, I think, which was called Warning, then Second Warning, and then Final Warning. Got them from the, um, I think it was from the uh, the electrical, what was it, the... Uh, the power board, I think, sending him messages to pay his power bill. So we go over to TNT Radio News, then I'll be back in about four or five minutes with the weather, and then that's it for me until tomorrow morning. Realities, we need to educate everybody and yes. to just have a wonderful holiday Gotta season. Gotta go, Lynn. We're down to five seconds. Follow Lynn. To hear a replay of this hour, go to episodes at tntradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. A retired U.S. Department of State employee who served on the National Security Council and as an ambassador has been arrested with committing multiple federal crimes after allegedly acting as an agent of the Cuban regime for decades. According to the Justice Department, federal prosecutors charged the former U.S. diplomat Victor Manuel Rocha of Miami, Florida, with three primary federal offenses. Conspiring to act as an agent of a foreign government without prior notification to the Attorney General, acting as an agent of a foreign government without prior notification to the Attorney General, and with using a passport obtained by false statement. He was charged in federal court in Miami on December 4th. Attorney General Merrick Garland. Specifically, the criminal complaint alleges that for over 40 years, Rocha acted as a covert agent of the Cuban government. To that end, the complaint alleges Rocha sought out employment with the U.S. government that would provide him with access to non-public information and the ability to affect U.S. foreign policy. The complaint alleges that Rocha sought out and used his positions within the United States government to support Cuba's clandestine intelligence gathering mission against the United States. Those who have the privilege of serving in the government of the United States are given an enormous amount of trust by the public we serve. To betray that trust by falsely pledging loyalty to the United States while serving a foreign power is a crime that will be met with the full force of the Justice Department. Hundreds of residents of two municipalities in Quebec's Laurentians region are awaiting further news after being ordered to leave their homes due to structural problems in a nearby dike. Government inspectors found structural weakness in the Gmorier dike during a recent visit that could lead it to burst. The evacuation order was issued on the night of December 3rd for about 1,000 properties near the Kiamika River. The inspectors suspect internal erosion to be the cause of the structural damage. Martin Furlan, an engineer at the General Directorate of the Dams of Ministry of the Environment, says experts don't know yet when it will be safe for residents to return, noting they're still investigating and will try to give people an answer as soon as possible. The dike on the Kiamika Reservoir was built in 1954 and has the capacity to retain 382 million cubic meters of water, the equivalent of more than 100,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Workers, residents, and students evacuated buildings in the Philippine capital Manila on Tuesday after an earthquake of magnitude 5.9 struck off the main Luzon Island. There were no immediate reports of casualties, and the seismology agency said on X it did not expect damage, but warned of aftershocks. It recorded the offshore earthquake at a magnitude 5.9 with a depth of 79 kilometers. Its epicenter was around 130 kilometers from the capital region. The government has suffered its first defeat in the House of Commons on a whip vote since the general election in 2019, 
after 22 conservative MPs rebelled over the infected blood scandal. The vote on an amendment to the Victims and Prisoners Bill was held late on Monday. The amendment, tabled by Labor MP Dame Diana Johnson, moved to speed up compensation for victims of the NHS-infected blood scandal in the 1970s and 80s. It also proposed the government sets up a body to implement the compensation scheme within three months of a new bill becoming law. Dame Diana said it was an important step forward in what has been an extraordinary long fight for justice. The infected blood rose saw more than 3,000 people die after contracting HIV or hepatitis C after they received contaminated blood via NHS treatments in the 1970s and 80s. Up to 30,000 people were given contaminated blood products after receiving blood transfusion or via other treatments. The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. Okay, five past eleven here at the Liberty NZ Breakfast and it's turned into brunch and now it's turned into almost lunch, hasn't it? Let's look at the weather forecast for New Zealand for the whole country. First of all, the extremes. Blenheim, 21.2 degrees for Blenheim. Christchurch has the lowest temperature right at the moment and also the windiest place. The wind at the Port Hills in Christchurch, 31 kilometres per hour and the lowest temperature, 13.7 degrees. Hamilton has a wee bit of drizzle there, 0.2 millimetres of rain. The short forecast fell into midnight tonight, first of all for Northland, Taranaki, also the Coromandel Peninsula, the Bay of Plenty and also the Central High Country. Cloudy periods, isolated showers, some heavy and possibly thundery showers about the eastern Bay of Plenty this afternoon and evening. For Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, cloudy periods with isolated showers clearing this evening. For Wanganui to Wellington, also for the Wairarapa, cloud at, at times, cloudy at times, isolated showers becoming confined to the ranges this afternoon. In the South Island, Buller, Westland and Fjord Fjordland, cloudy periods with isolated showers. Rain spreading north over Fjordland and Westland later on this afternoon and evening and briefly heavy in Fjordland. For Nelson, Marlborough, Canterbury, Otago and Southland, areas of morning cloud and then drizzle, drizzly patches uh, in Canterbury, that is. A clearing to mainly fine this afternoon, a little bit later on this afternoon, just after lunch, I suppose, just after you've had your lunch. Uh, just your little tipple down at the pub there, a little um, sort of a, a liquid lunch. However, uh, scattered rain in Southland and Otago this afternoon and evening. And finally for the Chatham Island, Cloudy periods, rain developing a bit later on this afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow morning, Lord willing. Uh, tomorrow morning, 5 o'clock, bright and early, same time, same place. This is a TNT Radio Encore. If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT Shop is now open at TNTRadio.live. I'm pro-life, but I am pro-life yeah. from... Yeah, I am not pro-life. That's what I'm saying. All the way to death. Yes, I'm not pro-life. Not Definitely, 100% not pro-life. Then I, why are you out here? Because I'm an abolitionist of abortion. Oh, so you're not pro-life. So you're not no. pro-life. Oh, my God. How? Hold on, just, just, Did you, wait. just slow down. I'm not part of you're the pro-life. You're Listen, not pro-life. Hold on, let me. Okay, I'll explain it because you guys seem like you we haven't been there. You don't like abortion. I'm not pro-life. No, I'm not but pro-life. Let me explain pro-life. it. I am for the abolition of abortion. I believe it is murder. It should be criminalized. I believe that all human beings should be afforded the same treatment. That includes being the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and living in a society where the only thing that will jeopardize your life is the commission of a capital crime, and the only person that can take your life in the commission of a capital crime is the state. Broadcasting from Dingo Flat, Onga Onga, the wireless, today's best country. What, what country is this? You're listening to Country Reflections.